I wanted a career in which everything would matter. So I joined the CIA, and now I help protect our families, our friends, and every fellow American. Find out how everything you do in your career can impact our nation. Visit cia.gov careers to learn more and apply. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte Technology Careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. When you're in the trenches, you know, you sh- it's cool to shoot them bullets. How you going to defend yourself when them bullets coming back? David Scott Santa Cruz is going to fall from his The popular and acclaimed defending WBA lightweight champion of the world. If it was the streets, these niggas would have been smoked. Pack all the, the whole group up. Pack them up. Pack them up and get them the fuck out of boxing. Haney, Cambosis, one of those folks, maybe Garcia. Uh, all them guys is easy work. They easy work, man. I'm the top dog. The hard-hitting young star of boxing, three-division world champion. Skill for skill. I'm much more skillful than Sinatra. I stand on that. I'm much more skillful. <laughs> Your composers, what happens, eh? I'm whooping that ass. Time to come see me. Come hold the belts. I will be there for free. The defending world champion from Baltimore, Maryland. We from the city. You know what was happening within the city. TheBoxingVoice.com. Javante Tank Davis. SCS Promotions. I remember walking in Mayweather, Jimmy sitting on the couch. I tore him up. Because if you thought tonight's crowd was pretty crazy, 80,000 in Australia. But uh, you know, the crowd doesn't win fights, I do. Uh-huh. WBC, the you ever been in Australia? No, I never did, but I look forward to it. Uh, I want to go pick up some belts out there. We didn't have to sell a chain to make a fight. All we got to do is make that flight. Hide behind them judge, but Lord Jesse ain't he gonna stand above. I'm serious, George Gambos. Go! I'd like to wish you all a very warm welcome to Australia, everyone. You know, I want to show all my experience, everything that it took to get to this point. I want to show the world. Well, who's the best young fighter in the game? Me, by far. For the 54th consecutive round, Devin Haney has outlanded his opponent in total connect. He can hit the miss, he can get the bag all he wants, but it's different when you're in there with Devin Haney. Got most of you in trouble. TheBoxingBoys.com. You said a lot. Check a lot. Room. Tomorrow, you're in trouble. Pussy! I'd fight you in your backyard if I had to because I know that I'm going to beat you. And you'll see June 5th. Wow. The universally recognized, undisputed, lightweight champion of the world, Devin the King. SDS Promotions. Yeah.
Good morning, good morning, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. Buenos dias, Daniel Alvarez. How are you? Good morning, Sam. Buenos dias. I am feeling great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. Um, I'm glad I played that tank intro first, you know, to remember that or to be reminded that he said, you know, he, he'd beat Cambosos without the belts. Uh, and that he said he's the top dog, you know, and uh, he has a claim to that, you know, whether you believe he's the top dog in the division due to skill, accolades, or just being the biggest draw in the division, the only one to be doing pay-per-view and selling out in different multiple regions. Um, So we're here to discuss... Devin Haney versus Javonta Tank Davis is something that we talked to the champ about. Something that I feel needs to be spoken about because, you know, he had me thinking yesterday when he said if no Cambosos rematch, he could possibly move up to 40. It's like, will he get the same credit for beating Tank at 40? Devin's already the naturally bigger man. Devin didn't start at featherweight. Devin's always been a 135-pounder, so it's going to be a little bit more difficult. You know, the probability of Devin being one of the guys that can go 12 with Tank is higher than him being one of the guys that will get knocked out just based off sheer size. Isaac Cruz was a natural 35-pounder, and he made it 12. You know, Gamboa was not, and he made it 12. You know, so... I know none of that matters because I sound like a broken record if you just rewind to when we were talking about Roley and he did not make it past six, but Roley and Devin are two different people, two different skill sets, two different boxing IQs, and um, yeah, I believe these two have to fight. Like, I think that the reason I'm doing this show is hoping that other content creators and people in the industry understand the seriousness of this fight and the fact that at 40, Tank may be at a disadvantage. If you look at the Barrios fight, it took him a little longer to get to Barrios because he was taller and longer, you know? So I guess the short question just for you is... Where would you prefer the fight to take place? One three five. Yeah, lightweight, no question. Not one forty. No, and I, I truly don't believe that the fight will happen at forty. I think it'll happen at thirty five. You know, I think it makes sense at thirty five. That's where uh, financial sense. Financial. All the belts, which makes Haney more of a commodity, and then Tanks already a draw. I guess it doesn't matter what division. A draw is a draw, right? A draw is a draw, but I'm saying... It'll mean more to the public because he's fighting for all the belts. All the belts. So it'll draw more interest. More interest. And let's not forget that Gervonta is the WBA regular champ at 135. So we may even see the WBA order that as they have been consolidating the belts. Yeah, um... WBA, what benefits Al? Does it benefit Al to put... Tank in there with Haney. Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Haney can spoil. He can. It's a high risk, high reward. You know. 
It is high risk, high reward. It's a high risk, high reward fight because at the end of the day, Javante would become undisputed, you know, hypothetically. And just like you said, it's the it's for all the belts. So you can sell it, you know, and uh I don't know, I think having, you know, the the East versus the West, the 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 Bay and Baltimore. You get what I'm saying? Like, we've seen them. That's the, their people come out. The people come out for both gentlemen. And it's going to be a beautiful thing to see uh, should that fight ever take place. And again, the reason I'm doing this is because even he yesterday said that Tank, I don't remember who he said was the other guy. Did he, did he, I, I don't want to say what. Oh, Loma. 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 Was, yeah, Loma. 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 I'm glad I didn't make a mistake and mention the other person. Uh, because even he said he still wants those fights. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yes, a lot of people are going to say that it can happen at 40. But I think it's like you and I already made the case that it's 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 probably the best um, at 35 in terms of marketability. Yeah, no, and I think it will happen. Because if not, Devin would have to continue to do the heavy lifting, right? Like, if he doesn't get this done at 35, he's going to then have to, you know, invoke that WBO uh, championship status to get the next champ, which is Josh, which we don't know will happen. We know that Devin has a good relationship with Ben Davidson, who trains Josh. So will that fight happen? I don't know. Uh, but being the WBC champ at 135 and the WBO champ at 135, he can use their rules to challenge the champion above, which in both sanctionings are Josh Teller. So he could send a petition to either WBO or WBC or both and see who gives him the okay to move up as undisputed champion to face former undisputed and current WBO, IBF, WBC, and ring champion Josh Teller. I don't even like that fight. It's not big. Like, you never hear me talking about Josh Teller. As good as he did, like, the only thing I was excited for was Crawford. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't excited because I felt like you're too small to come up for Crawford. Like, yeah, he looks big. Yeah, he did good, and he did it in a short amount of fights, right? Oh, he got like 19, 20 himself. Yeah. You know, but Crawford's another level, and that's all they had for him. So then his, you know, that that fire he had burned, that shit just died out. Like, I, he undisputed, then what? Then all of a sudden, he had a, a tight fight with Jack Catterall. Then what? Oh, he got, he's missing a belt. It's like, it's not been any good news, any positive news about Josh Teller, like, you tell me, Haney Teller, I'm not excited. Um, it doesn't help the sport. I'm sorry, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Devin fights Josh, you know, grabs his suitcase again, goes to Scotland now, and it continues to build his international stardom, but I'm just not, like, immediately excited. I ain't doing no fight party. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not. Josh hasn't. He hasn't entertained me enough. The only thing I can remember about Josh is like him going at Jose Ramirez and Jose Ramirez's manager. That's it. Like I don't remember nothing else. You know, obviously I remember him beating, 
you know, the people that he beat, like Regis and stuff like that. But I, it's like he didn't he didn't leave anything memorable out there. Mm. You know, I feel like Tank has dozens of one liners. You know, again, Tank obviously is a draw. Um, it's 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 a different you like. I go to his events and I feel like good. I feel good. People look good. I want to be there. Like I don't know what a Josh Telefight is because they ain't giving me nothing. All he gave me is whatever he did in fucking uh, Vegas during the pandemic. Yeah, which that, I mean, you can't even take that because people couldn't even come over. I don't know. I think uh, I actually disagree with you a bit. I think that's a really big fight. in the Big U- fight. A, a big fight in the UK. Mm. You know, um, Josh Taylor is probably the second biggest, if not already the biggest fighter ever in the country of Scotland. And... You know, just a big fight in the UK right now. But if I'm Devin, I'm already making more than you. That's public knowledge. Mm. Now I'm undisputed. I'm going to definitely make more than you. So I'm going to fly to your country? Yeah, the UK fans are big fans. And I think... I mean, I don't know. I got th- He's from Scotland. Yeah, but I mean, Scotland is still part of the UK. But wouldn't it be like where... He had a fight out there before. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it doesn't have to be in Scotland. It could be... And the it could be like say London or Manchester, really, for example, and it's still like an hour flight for them, like from you know from Glasgow to to, to London. I'm sure it's not more than an hour flight. Uh, looks like we hour have Maxi Hughes on the no, he dropped. All right, his signal is not that great, but we're trying to get the IBO champion Maxi Hughes as we did interview Devin Haney yesterday. And obviously, Haney had some things to say about Maxi. <coughs> he just mess- messaged us that uh, he's joining now, so we should have him on just in a uh, few moments. And for those of you who once again missed the interview, Devin Haney mentioned Maxi Hughes as a possible opponent, as he says, "I want all the belts. I don't want to hear anything." Give me the IBO as well, Maxi. It's afternoon out there, morning here. How are you? You got to unmute, brother. There we go. We're in. We're in. All good, thank you. You're in. Uh, Thank you for joining us, Maxi. How are you? All very well, thank you. Yourself? Uh, We're good. We're good and excited to have you on. Tell me that you heard the interview that we did yesterday with Devin Haney here in studio. Absolutely, yeah. It wasn't um, about an hour ago I had it. My manager manager sent me the video and the clip of it, um, you know, and it's it's exciting. It's great that, uh, you know, Devin, the undisputed champion, has put some value on the IBO, you know, and he's recognizing it and he's saying he, he wants to fight for it. So that's great news for me. Um, yeah, absolutely buzzing with that. So uh, when we were talking to Devin, he didn't know that you had been in negotiations with Ryan Garcia and that there was an offer that you and your team decided not to take, stating that it was not, it was too low, right? It was just too low. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte technology careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. 
Yeah, well, the the offer from Golden Boy went straight to Eddie Earn, who's who's my promoter. Um, and Eddie Eddie knows the market. Eddie knows the value of the fight. So my full trust was in Eddie in you know in in negotiating and dealing with that. So all that we got was all that I got told from my manager. The message got passed down to me was um, Golden Boy have sent their first offer. Eddie's turned it down because he knows he knows the fight's worth more. Um, Eddie had heard that the zone was pressuring Golden Boy to make the fight with myself because I've you know I've boxed on the zone a couple of times uh, and done well. Um, so we thought that they would come back with a second offer, um, and it turns out that I think they'd sent the same offer to Fortuna, and obviously Fortuna's in a different position in his career to myself. So he's accepted, um, you know, and that and that's that pushed us out. So you know, it was it was a bit of a kicking teeth for me. I was good because I wanted the opportunity, um, but you know, Eddie and my team felt that the offer wasn't wasn't worth it for the for the magnitude of the fight. Um, so, you know, my, my full trust was in them, um, you know, and Ed, Eddie's delivering and providing the best opportunities for me, and he didn't think that was worth it. So, you know, I, I take his word for it. I have to follow up because, cool, Eddie didn't think it's worth it, but what, sometimes, you know, you got to take short money, right? Like beating Ryan Garcia puts you in an amazing position, right? Like Ryan's been – Ryan, you can't talk about Ryan without talking about Tank or Devin, and that can become you if you take him out. I mean, obviously, it's 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 old news, and, and, and that offer is no longer on the table. But uh, is is Devin now calling for a fight with, with – a, for a possible fight with you – sort of a caveat for you to not getting the Ryan fight? Um, yeah, going back to what you first said about the opportunity to fight Ryan, uh, yeah, I, I understand that. And and me, myself, it was more money than I'd ever had. So I would have probably, you know, I'd have, I'd have snapped that opportunity straight up. Shit, no, Maxie, no. why you tell me that? So you had to tell Eddie, no, give me that fight. I could beat this guy. And, and, um, and it's your highest payday? Oh, um, well, that that you know, it's it is what it is now. That's gone. But oh wow! See, see this recent clip with Devon saying that he wants, you know, he'd it, like to add the IBO. Um, that's great news for me, but I, I don't know this the situation regarding the rematch clause that he's got with Cambosos. I don't know how, you know, I don't know the politics in and in and around that. That rematch clause, whether he's able to take a fight before that rematch or or not, I don't I don't know how that works or whether Devin meant he's going to beat Cambosis in the rematch. Then he's then he wants to fight me for the IBO. My understanding um, is he's talking in a perfect world scenario where Cambosos does not want the rematch. Then he wants to go and collect that last belt. He he said you know he would go to you, but if he could get that hometown fight. No, actually, he said the opposite. He said, remember, he said, I don't care about a hometown fight. 
He said, yeah, but he also said he didn't mind. Remember, because you said, "What about across the tracks or something like that?" Yeah, no, I said going out there. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I have no problem going out there. He just said wherever the fight makes the most sense, that's where he wants it. So he said that he would have no issue coming out there. So for you, it's it's just a matter of whether Cambosos actually activates the rematch and ESPN wants that shit because he's got to convince ESPN that he can sell it again, plus the Victorian government. So we, I don't know. We'll see about that. That's why that's not going to be talked about till November. Yeah, that that situation will unravel, and and we'll see where where them where that goes. Um, but in terms of me and the Devon fight, I'm I'm chomping at bit for the opportunities mm-hmm. and these big fights. You know, Eddie said he's he wants to get me them fights, and I understand that Eddie and Devon and his dad have a good a good relationship. Um, so if something can be done there, I would love that. Um, but for the meantime, I don't want to get too excited because I know what it feels like when you think you've got a fight in the bag and it didn't happen. Um, so I don't want to put all my eggs in the basket with that. Um, so in the meantime, I'll just be training, keep working hard, improving, and ready for what opportunity presents itself. Um, I, I would love that Devin fight, you know. Respect to Devin for going, like Cambosos did, to the champion's back garden. And and claiming the belts, um, and and as for for where the fight, I would you know I'd love the fight at home in UK, or just as happy to fight in the USA. It's always been a goal and a dream of mine to fight in the US. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what uh, how that situation unfolds. So obviously, you don't want to sit around and wait for Devin. Everyone else in this division is moving and had a fight. Like Tank just came off a fight. Devin just came off a fight. Ryan's going into a fight. So how long before you actually tell your team you need to get back in the ring? Well, I've, me, my manager has been, um, I've been on it, my manager, pretty much every day saying, I need to fight in summer, July. July, I want to fight. Um, obviously, July is getting ever so close now, and I've still not heard nothing. Um, so hopefully, August. I'm I'm jumping a bit. I'm training, and I'm I'm ready to fight. I want to keep my momentum going. I, you know, this is now my full time job, so I've got to earn. I've got I've got a wife who's still on maternity leave with our youngest daughter, who's eight month old, and I've also got a three year old. You know, I've got to provide. I've got to earn. Um, so I, I need I need the fights to earn and work, um, and but not only that, I want to progress my career. So I'm chomping at bit to be to be ready. And we had some in- interesting conversations with uh, the fighter Billy Dib. Um, he's gone in at number five with the IBF, and um, I'm number ten with the IBF. So he's expressed his interest in fighting me, um, and with him being number five with the IBF. Uh, my manager says, well, let's take this fight to Eddie and see if we can get it for an IBF eliminator so that if I can't get the opportunities, I'll make myself get the opportunities by, you know, having an eliminator to to hopefully become a mandatory. You know what I mean? So that's the fight that I would take uh, in the the prelim. Mm. And, and And so you're saying you would want that by July? Hopefully, yeah, or August latest, so that 
uh, there's enough time for me to get a fight the back end of the year, November, December. All right. All right. Well, uh, Max, I got a few questions from the people. We let them know you'd be coming on. Uh, New York Bullet in New York City here in the States says, what's up, champ? Who were some of the legends who inspired you to box? Blessings and good luck on your career. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, obviously, since an early age, the the biggest name out there was Mike Tyson. You know, I was born in the 90s. So, you know, Mike, Mike Tyson, the baddest man on the planet, he was somebody who I watched and understood to be the biggest name in boxing. Um, but not so much my inspiration, I would have thought. Um, but since since I really started getting into boxing, um, I, I I can't choose one favourite fighter. I, I have I have five. I have Roberto Duran, Mayweather, Pacquiao, Otoro Gatti, and one Manuel Marquez. When I when I ever go to when I've got when I've got 10, 15 minutes to to chill and to kill, I'll go on YouTube and usually I will type one of their names in and I will watch the highlights of a certain fight, or I would say they're probably, you know, the most inspirational fighters that, that I gain a lot from and, you know, like to get the running trainers out as soon as I watch them. And, you know, that that's what they give me. All right. Um, I got Mr. Adore that says you're 32 with the IBO title and no other world title shot in sight. What kind of conversations have you had with your management and promotional team so you can secure a world title opportunity? I respect the IBO, but we know it's more of a stepping stone title at the moment. Yeah, you know, I can I can uh, respect what he's saying there. Um, Again, like like I just said earlier, it was it was yesterday. I was in I was sparring in my manager's gym uh, with another lad who he manages, and um, the conversation was with something you know along the lines of a Billy Dib, who's number five with the IBF and wants to fight me as number ten with the IBF. So to to guarantee um, a shot at one of the other belts, it's you know it's making them kind of fights and. You know, having somebody like Eddie Earn as my promoter to, to push that with the IBF to get it for eliminate a final eliminator to become mandatory, that's that's a route I want to go down because, uh, you know, I understand that the IBO isn't one of the four main uh, respected belts. So that is a goal of mine to, to go and fight and win one of the other world titles. So I think that's the road I may need to go down unless a fight like Devon happens where I get, you know, I get my shot at all the marbles. Um, but if that doesn't happen, I'll be working hard to find out if I can get into these eliminators to guarantee myself a shot. But, you know, I don't take too much from my age. Yes, I'm 32, but I feel I'm in the prime of my life. You know, no injuries, no niggles. I'm now a full-time fighter and I feel I'm forever improving. So while I'm like this, you know, age is just a number and, and records are for DJs. So, no, let, let the big fights come. Hopefully now I'm with Matchroom, these fights are going to happen. Uh, speaking of full-time fighter, Maxie, I know that you made it very public uh, not too long ago that you became a full-time fighter and that you left your job. Now today we're hearing you, uh, you know, emphasize the importance on, uh, you know, 
providing for your family. Is there any worry that that fight doesn't happen in July or August again, giving you the check that you need to provide for your family? Um, there's not, there's no immediate, there's no immediate worries. You know, I've still got my fight purse from my last fight, which was pretty healthy. Um, and it's in, I'm under contract that the fat, my next fight should be happening over these summer months. So I'm not too worried, uh, you know, and if worst case scenario, if times got hard, I would go back to work and earn and work and box at the same time. You know, it's, not the end of the world that you know i'm i'm not shy of hard work and i'll do what's necessary to provide for my family and not only that you know my wife my wife has got a really good job uh, she's currently on maternity so you know there's options there for my wife to go back to work early but you know we're we're good for now and um my my immediate job is to be a full-time fighter improve and get myself to be fighting these big fights all right. I have Brandon in Houston. It says, if somehow a fight between you and Devin Haney is able to be made, what advantages could, excuse me, would confidently, wait, what advantages would confidently feel you have over him? What what advantages do you confidently feel you have over him? I'm a southpaw, um, and I don't get the credit for being an awkward southpaw because, you know, it's not until my like my last couple of opponents have you know spoke to him after and this is we can't believe how how awkward you are and you know your your, your little feet increments your little bits of timing um, you know what I think what my advantage is nobody nobody gives me any credit you know they, they think I've overachieved um, they don't that I would I would be massively underestimated. Um, so I feel that 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 would be an advantage, and I love I love being the underdog. I've most most of my fights have been the underdog, and that's where I thrive, uh, and that's what I love. You know, that's what gives me that edge and that that fire in my belly. Do you think Devin Haney is the best hundred and thirty five pounder because he is undisputed? You know, there's the. Um, until we've seen everybody fight each other, I, you know, for instance, like, you remember the Super 6 tournaments, which the Sauerland brothers put on, you know, unless, I think if there was something like that, um, you could then say you are the ultimate, you know, you are the best at 135. Um, but you you have to, Matt, like I said it before, Devin fought George, um, but George was top of the pile because he had most of the marbles. Um, now that Devin has most of all of the marbles, he has to be put on the top. So that's that's how I see it in my mind. Um, that's how I would judge that that list. So, do you think or feel there are certain fights he must have before he leaves one thirty five? Would you be disappointed? Let me rephrase that. Would you be disappointed yeah. if tomorrow he said, "I'm not going to rematch," or rather? Since there's no rematch, I'm because that's what he told us. He says if there's no re- rematch with Cambosos, I may move up. So, uh, would you be disappointed that he didn't fight Ryan Tank yourself? Uh, I won't be disappointed because I'm a fighter myself and I understand them them kind of decisions and them kind of thoughts. Um, but I suppose as as a boxing fan, which I am, 
I would like to see Devon and Lomachenko. Uh, we know, as we know, Lomachenko is out of action. You know, he's, he's involved in the, the Ukraine-Russia war. Uh, respect for him for doing that. Um, but as a fan, that's what I would like to see. As, as well as myself. I don't know. Well. A lot of talk of Lomachenko. I'm just feel, I feel like after I go to war for my country, I probably want to spend some time with my family because they probably thought they were going to lose me. Like, I'm not coming back yeah. from war to go right in the camp for two months. For another war. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. People keep yeah. mentioning Lomachenko. I just don't know that that can even happen this year um, no. until we hear something. Mm-hmm. But, Maxie, I got one more from Baltimore, Maryland. The best dad ever says, with you debunking that the fighter has the last say in Eddie Hearn saying that Ryan offer wasn't worth it. If Javonta Tank Davis' team offered you a fight to come to Baltimore, would you take it or would you let Eddie handle it again and make that decision? I would like to be more involved in the negotiations, I think. Um, going forward, yeah. All right, good man. Uh, yeah, because damn, if you're saying it was the highest payday and it was a Ryan fight, plus you had your belt to defend, that was that sounds pretty good to me. But I'm yeah, not yeah. Eddie. I'm no promoter. Those are our questions, Maxi. Thank you for coming on the show. Please give out your social media for anyone who isn't following you can do so. We wish you the best, and uh, you know, in a perfect scenario, like. Haney said, uh, no George Cambosos fight, and he gets the, the the IBO from you so that there is no doubt about any belts out there. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 the dream scenario. And thanks for having me on your, your podcast. Appreciate it. And if anybody wants to follow my journey, the main social media outlet that I use is Instagram, um, which is, I believe, yeah, it's on the screen, at MaxiUs. Um, that's me and that's the one that I use and appreciate the love. You know, I have a couple of followers from the US, so I appreciate that from them. And uh, let's hope we can make them big fights and you hopefully see me fighting on your, them shows soon. All right. Well, take it easy and uh, look forward to the announcement um, with you and Billy Dib, uh, if not something even bigger. Thank you once again. Thanks, Maxie. Cheers. 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 All right. So, uh, I just got a last-minute text of the possible offer. Wow. Right? Yeah. And 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 now I get the text, like, as he's gone. You know what I mean? Because I would have threw that out there. But it don't matter because he said it's the highest he's ever gotten. He said he liked the offer. It's just that his people told him we could get more. They thought they could squeeze. Bruh, these are those times where... You know, I recommend a guy like him in his situation. You just stay mm-hmm. true to Eddie. You know, fuck it. He dropped the ball on that one. We could all admit he dropped the ball. They they were expecting a counter, and they got none. You know, and sometimes, uh, like... But you got to stay true to Eddie. Yeah, but... Yeah, he I, can get you something. I was going to say, in the immediate, perhaps, right? Like, uh, oh, damn, like, in the immediate, like, yeah, it's kind of fucked. But long term, you know, I mean, look at now. Had he took the fight, Maxie wouldn't have been available Devin wouldn't even, you know, have possibly brought him up. So it's a, it's a good thing. CYP, uh, that was Haney. Haney said something like that yesterday, right? What did he say about specifically collecting the IBO? 
he kind of said like, so there's no doubt or um, he. It was just a, a option out there. He's like, you know, I've even considered, you know, getting an IBO. But why? He said for a reason, like about leaving belts out there, and and you know, we would have to go back and listen. Yeah. But I'm paraphrasing, so he he made it seem like I'm getting that belt, so there's no doubt. Yeah, you know, and he's laughing at me like, oh, you're saying no doubt, but that, I'm serious. That's what he said. We're just, you know, listen. Maxie's name got brought up by, um, by Devin. by Devin, you know, and by Ryan, and by Ryan, but. Remember who started it first? Devin, and y'all laughed at him. Before he was undisputed, Bill sat right here, talked about Maxi. People, they went crazy. Before he was undisputed, Bill was on a Zoom, talked about Emmanuel to go. People went crazy. But Ryan got to do all that. And it's all good. We got PC Jacob. Damn, PC. Mm. Smoking at Bozo Pack, Art of War Deception. <laughs> what? Yo, Bozo, I guess that's a play on words for Cambosis. Yeah. Mm, that's crazy. Uh, I think, what's that? Does it sound like we got our first guest? Whoa, that says military time and shit. Nah, but yeah, I don't know what that is because that's not even close. I know. Oh, is that A-Crown with the good morning super chat? Buenos dias. He says, good morning, TBV. Ness and Ringwalk Danny. Fire, fire, fire. Glove emoji. Shout out to A-Crown. If you haven't already caught yesterday's episode uh, where we had the exclusive interview with the undisputed champion, go ahead and check it out. Do us a favor. Share that episode. Future, present, past. It doesn't matter. It's going to help. It's going to put that episode in the eyes of other boxing fans, letting them know we are trying our best to get the biggest and greatest names just for you. Izzy. In Oklahoma, with the $2 Super Chat says, been out of pocket. Did Danny make it to OZ? No, he did not. But Devin Haynett made it in studio yesterday, which is just as good as Danny being over there with Devin winning those belts. Um, So who's next on the list? 7 a.m. Oh, oh, oh. oh. oh no. no, I know exactly who it is. I know exactly who no, it is. No, no, no. I know exactly who it is, but I don't know about what you're saying, champ, because I was... Uh, oh, you would rather be there? Nah, I mean, it was it, it was beautiful to have a champion studio, yeah, but... Yeah, but you would rather be there. I get it. It's yeah, no I, big deal. Separate things, you know. Yeah, it's no big separate deal. Separate things. Honestly, I also would have... Uh, this weekend would have been beautiful to have been in New York. I got a super duper cash app from Trenton. This uh, $20, he says, Nesta, appreciate you and Danny's grind. The Lord Devin Haney interview. Okay. Appreciate the love. Because he put INT, so I had to be like, damn, is it INC for incorporate or was he doing INT for interview? We'll roll with interview. We'll roll with the interview. Um. All right. So, okay. So, who we're having is... Fredris, right? That's the first name. Let me double check it. Nah, don't worry about it. Do you? Yes, it is. Fredris Rojas. Fredris Rojas. You guys, I put y'all on, all right? Just remember, I put y'all on with this kid. He's the goods. Um, we hope he pans out because obviously, you know, that ladder uh, uh, to success isn't easy. Uh, it is a long road on this journey to be a world champion. 
And, um, you know, we hope he doesn't have any bumps or bruises along the way. But the kid shows some tremendous talent for real. Um, Definitely excited to bring him on the show and introduce him to you guys and, you know, have you start to put your eyes on him now. It may take you a little longer than me and Danny because you're not in the gym with us and you don't get to see the sparring. But this dude's handling his own with with some very... With world-class. Yep. With With world-class fighters, bro. Making it look crazy easy, too. I ain't even going front. He ain't just looking good. He he making it look fucking easy. Um, So I'm like, wow. (laughs) I mean, wow. He's he's good. He's good. I want to say like he has this amateur style because he moves so much, but it's not even true. Dude sits on them punches and will let you feel something real quick. And it's funny because he's huge, but he's a welterweight. 8-0, 8 KOs, managed by none other than James Prince. Not signed a top rank just yet. Just yet. But I'm sure that's going to be happening here soon enough. Um, Probably when you guys get your first opportunity to see him will be when he gets his contract. I feel like once they give him that ESPN televised fight or ESPN plus fight, you guys will see what he can do. The matchmakers will see what he can do. And, uh, you know, it'd be a matter of putting paper or pen to paper. But pen to paper. Pen to paper. But, um, you know, what's funny is he's local to Vegas but moved away. Obviously, signing to James Prince, moved out to Houston, um, has a brother, and now comes back to Vegas to trade. Yeah. So that's pretty funny. But we'll get more details as he comes in. He just got in the building, so he's got to get himself situated. Right now, we're talking Devin Haney versus Javonta Tank Davis. Uh, being the biggest fight in uh, boxing, I think, outside of Bud and Earl, that seems to be all but done for October, Danny. Uh, I'm here in someone October 29th. Me, yeah, it's- someone sent me screenshots of FanDuel having a line for an actual October date now. So, um, yeah, you can look it up yourself. So yeah, it's 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 becoming more and more real. Um persistence. And if you really love this show, if you really love this show, you say you do, now is the time to talk and send messages to Bud. Persistence. We're breaking away at that, you know. What is it? Like a force field? We're going to call it a force field he put up around us and him. So we're chipping away. There was dialogue yesterday, a lot of it between me and him. So, you know, I need your help. I need your help. Not to just ask for the interview, but you need to just understand it. You need to try to help him understand it. Like, Tom is growth. And healing is also with time. And everyone makes mistakes. And nothing should be forever. That's all. Just really quick to touch on the FanDuel. I did actually already see that. However, um, a lot of times with sports books, they'll do future bets. Uh, this fight, but that has a date. Yes. First, a Sunday, though. A Sunday. Sunday, October 30th. But that's Halloween. The oh, day my after, God. The, wait. The day after Wait, is Halloween. But forget that. I know the day after, but 
we never thought <clears throat> it would be that close. Wasn't that Fred's idea? Didn't we have Fred on and he was the one that was like, they should do it on Halloween? I remember It Halloween. was a guess. I remember somebody bringing up Halloween. That's crazy. Yeah. They stole this, the man's idea. But I don't know that that's a good idea. Why? I think... So let me... Two boogeymen? Hold on. For, first of all... Maybe one fucking wears all, the Freddy claws, the other one wears the Michael Myers mask in the face off. All right. First of all... um. The date I was I was told, which is totally far from un, from official because the fight's not even been announced. The date I was told was October 29th, which is a Saturday, which is typically when we see fights, right? Mm-hmm. Bro, you don't want to go up against football it, on a Sunday? Hey, man, listen, Bro. that is the betting bookies. They probably got it wrong on the date. They never get it wrong on the line. I know I have gotten it wrong throughout the years. I've, I've told my audience about what guys. Mean? What do you mean they never get it wrong on the line? They usually don't get it wrong on the line. Not bro. usually, yeah. But I'm saying, I mean, fucking Andy Ruiz, like you know, the the, the they get it Those wrong. Those are upsets, though. Yeah, no, for sure. When Holly Holm beat uh, Ronda Rousey, I know you don't watch UFC really quick. When Holly Holm beat Ronda Rousey, uh-huh. Caesars had to close the casino down for an hour because they didn't have enough money on the floor to pay out. How much money they lost. All right. Well, he killed my intro because I was trying to say I've introduced you guys to plenty of people. And sometimes I get it right. Sometimes I get it wrong. I want to hope I get it right more than often. And I feel that I've gotten it right with you. I'm going to call you Freddy because yeah, it's Fredris, right? But it is Fredris. Freldis. But oh, Freldis. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, no, hey, I'm Spanish. Right. I'm Spanish. Yeah. So that's oh. nothing. That's nothing. I mean, usually Spanish people can't even say roll the R. So that was really oh, impressive. Really? Yeah. So, but no. no Freldis. Yeah. It sounds, but you already told me you're half Mexican and Cuban. Cuban, yeah. Cuban yeah. name. Yeah, unique, Freddy's. you know. Unique. Uh, Rojas. Yeah. yeah. Freddy, whole life. I always tell people to call me Freddy because mm-hmm. it makes it easier for them. And as a kid, everybody called my dad Freddy. So you said, I said, you know what? Let me adopt that, nigga, that name too. So Freddy's been since amateur till now. So, you know, I was saying that, you know, I think you're. Very good. Thank you, man. Like, I think that, you you. you know, in a few years, they'll see how good I think you are. (laughs) Thank you. You know, we we talked about, you know, we don't say any names and uh, we try not to say too much, but we've seen you work. Thank you. With great names. And I'm super impressed, you know. So I am excited to introduce you to our audience and uh, I'm just like waiting for top rank to give you some sort of television date so that the world can see what it is you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, I thought you had this amateur style because you move, but bro, you sit down. Yeah. And these guys respect you. Yeah. Um, how long have you been fighting? Fighting? Who? Uh, I've been fighting since I was 10. 10 well, no. 10, but you're only 18, right? Not 18. How old? I mean, are you? I was 23. Oh. I got a baby face, but I okay. mean, okay. Uh, I've been doing the sport for a while. Um, if I liked it in the beginning, no, I did not. But uh, when I was 14, that's when I really started having a passion for boxing. But I've been doing it for a long time. I mean, my dad was a pro boxer, and he fought back in Cuba in the amateurs. Okay. And he was on the uh, on the youth team and stuff and elite team back in the day. So, 
And then my cousin, Gamboa, and then Joel Casamayor. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no. Swear, you didn't man. tell me that. Yeah, you yeah. know these Gamboas, your cousin? Yeah, he's my primo. And then uh, Joel Casamayor is my primo, too. So Get the boxing, hell out of here. Boxing runs in our family. Oh, my gosh. So you have pedigree. I didn't know that. Yeah, that makes so. It makes sense now to see you move the way you move. Like, it makes sense. It's in yeah. your blood. That's crazy yeah. to have. That Cuban style has been installed. Uh, yeah, but, but no, 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 no. You don't, you don't have a Cuban style. Yeah, we try to. Uh, you, don't have a, you can box, box maybe yeah. like a Cuban, but you don't have the typical Cuban, Cuban style. style. Yeah, so. Well, try to say we grew up around that Cuban style. Yes. And the thing about boxing is hit and don't hit. hit. Of course, people would like to see knockouts and stuff like that, but I mean, kind of risk my life in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Trying to get somebody and get knocked out in the beginning, you know. But typically, that's what boxing is: hit and don't yeah. get hit. So wow, um, being related to Yurokis Gamboa and um, Yo Casamayor, Yo Casamayor, how'd uh, you end up being trained by K? Uh, I met K. And I always th- ruin his last name. Caroma. 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 Uh, I met K when I was fifteen. When I first made the team, I was a little kid, and from there. Well, him and my dad met when they're in Spokane, uh, getting the for the coaching for amateurs. For those, that's how they met. Because you know, my dad's my first coach, and then K, he's there. But I met K and the team, and then from there, real, real good, tight relationship. Uh, K's like my, oh, he's like my other father. Uh, he's taking care of me. So, so wow, other father. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Since fifteen, well, that is a lot of years, yeah. man. So you guys have gone through some things. So those are huge words for him yeah. to be your other I mean, father. Um. Uh, for Kay, uh, uh, he knows exactly how I fight style, just like how my dad does. You know what I mean? And my dad trusts him, and I trust Kay. Don't worry, Bo. Just go ahead in. We got to do some tightening here, because I hate that you're bent over. It, oh, it's fine. it's the back one. Tighten that back arm for him. That nut right there. No, no, this one. Yeah. You got to lift it and then tighten it. Go up higher, please. And then it'll come down slightly. I mean, it's tight. Huh. I just... It, there you go. And turn this up so you don't have to keep bending over. There you All go. All right. Perfect. But Thank no, you, yeah. Case known me for a while now. I mean, shoot. Since all the tournaments, international, world champion, at uh, the world championships in 2017 with Duke and Troy and all them, you know, he, he's known me for a while, so he knows my style. So my dad trusts him and I trust him. So does he just tell you to be remain patient um, because it's inevitable that you'll get a contract and you'll mm-hmm. be who you probably have dreamed about being? No. Or, uh, I mean, are you feeling some sort of urgency? I didn't know you were 23. You got no, that. You yeah. definitely got a baby face. Yeah, yeah. And I swore you told me you were 18, but I guess not. <laughs> no, no. Hey, what if I leave with somebody else? <laughs> no, 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 no. I ain't going to confuse you. Believe me. You nice. Uh, no, um, the opportunities are there to get with top rank or with matchroom and stuff. Um, I'm just on a different route. Sometimes... I mean, I won't say I don't want to. I want to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like I need a little bit more pro style, more sitting down, more relaxed, practice more things. And that's what we practice with my father. Oh, talk with my father and Kay. There's still stuff. I thought it was going to be an easy interact, uh, like transition from the amateurs to the pros. But it's crazy how much you got to settle down because imagine all these years on the amateurs meet fast pace, fast pace, mm-hmm. fast pace, and just to slow your feet down. That's a big transition. So... I, I like your feet though. That's what's being you. like. That's why they can't touch you. I feel as yeah. you you move. They can't keep up with your movement. Yeah. You know you got insane stamina. Or, 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 what 
what do you attribute that to? Is it like, do you put in a lot of miles or is it just the, the fact that you spar so much, you're comfortable? Like, why do you think you're not tired in there? Foot drills, I'll say. Since a kid, my dad's always installed foot drills. Well, you know, that's a big major so what, thing like the, for Cubans. So what, like the agility ladder? No, not really ladder. Um, shoot. Cubans usually typically is just boxing position, move in, and then okay. like just turn in positions and stuff like that to get that right uh, feet placement. And the things that, for example, my father be teaching, teaching you how they, Cubans, they install fighting you in both hands. Mm-hmm. So balance could be in both sides. So my father. Nice. So like if I step on one side, I'll be in battle. So like if I'm throwing a jab and I throw like a hook coming to the left, I'm in position. I'm already in position. Uh, turn and I'll be here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's everything about feet placement, really. So, I mean. Being local to Vegas, did you ever train with uh, Ishmael Salas? I did. Uh, my my brother did more training with Ismael. Uh, I only did. I was always gone on the team with uh, uh, traveling and competing. So I only worked with Salas. Uh, probably a good two months, but that was great work. I still go to his gym down there to go spar with all his guys. Remember that, that Dominican guy. Remember you said you you, you wanted to see, yeah you wanted to see me and him spar and we sparred. real great sparring when we went down to like fireworks and you know how Cubans are sometimes there'd be a lot of talking hey man, and so, I don't know if you ever wait wait gym. you talking about Arthur the Dominican the one that four fifty four forty seven oh yeah yeah Carlos Carlos yeah. so over there you know how sometimes. Gyms get they get all rowdy and stuff. So no, it was fun. It was really great, great sparring. Mm. I like getting sparring with the best, and I want to fight the best. You know, I'm just coming up and I'm hungry. So, um, yeah, I'm just ready. Yo, I, you, I mean, you be seeing some. They be throwing me in with the big boys. I mean, I got Hell the hype. Yeah. Be throwing with the big boys, but then that's how you learn also. So you know, learn how to, for me to sit nah, down on the punch. That you know, Ukrainian punch. dude isn't he like 68? Yeah. Bro, you're so, 47. Yeah, man. So, so what are you right now? Because 47 is only on fight day. Fight, yeah, 47 is only on fight day. Waiting, waiting. When I walk around, I walk around like 160, 158. Okay. So, so it's not that much. Not that bad. Probably uh, 11, 12 pounds overweight usually. But, I mean, I, at the amateurs, I fought at 152. That's what I was an Olympic alternate, you know? Mm-hmm. What's the point of me fighting 54 if I can go down to 47 and just get these smaller guys and, you know, Absolutely. handle some work? Because when I first met you, I thought you were a 54-pounder. Yeah, because you saw me sparring with the one dude over there, 54. With a few 54-pounders. I mean, what is the the um, Jorge Capotillo's fighter, the Mexican one? Which one? You got a lot. Diamante? <laughs> he, just kid, coming around. he just started coming around Light on skin. sparring days. He's like really white. Looks like Canelo. I don't think Looks so. Like but no, I don't think so. He's got the 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 the, the he's ginger got the, hair. He's got the, no. He he's got had, the blonde hair, and then he's got fucking blue eyes. Yeah, it's light brown hair. Okay, but my man hating because Canelo's favorite fighter. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, because he's probably gonna be expecting freckles and red hair. And uh, you're right, I guess. You know, that's, but you haven't seen him. No, get out of here. Not, he's been going over there to top yeah. rank. Yeah, but he's only gone like maybe three times. I feel like three times in a row. At least, I don't know. I probably have I didn't seen see him, him yesterday though. But I left early yesterday. Yeah. Freaking guy couldn't take the heat. You yeah. don't have to buy a fan, man. Jose, on those ah, that no. ain't gonna help. <laughs> <laughs> he said Jose. You know how many Latinos name Jose? <laughs> nah, it can't be Rocha. I don't remember Rocha. But uh, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I didn't know I said Adamus. I didn't want I, I don't think it was Adamus. I said I want to see you with Puello. Mm-hmm. Arthur Puello, the 140 pounder. 
that he was sparring Yelusinov. He only went there once so far. He oh, that's the one back. he did. Uh, uh, he did like four rounds with him, right, or six? No, yeah, that's that's who I sparred in Solace Gym at Solace. Yeah. that's what I'm saying. Same. Oh, you wanted to see it? No, yeah, that was if you if you were there at Solace, you can even ask K. That was some really really great work, man. You know, there was a lot of. Bro, fun, you know he's fun. number one in the WBA. Yeah, he, he's really good, man. Yeah. That was the, WBA. Oh, yeah, the BA, the BA. Mm-hmm. And the thing about top-level sparring, it makes you think. So you always got to be, you know, mm-hmm. alerted and stuff. So to me, I, well, in my experience, it brings out the better of you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Being with Kay, uh, and obviously I'm sure you've gone to Colorado, have you ever got the chance to cross with Bud and spar with Bud? Uh no I be I did go to Bud's gym I was helping Robert Brandt for oh, that okay. one last That's fight that he boy. had I was his sparring partner for that fight all right uh so big uh, Bo Mac Red and all them I love all them I mean I've been around them since eighteen since I yeah. first made the team over there as elite so I've been around them all the time uh real great work seeing Bud in the ring man is it's, it's it's really good man he he He's smart as the way he, as the rounds go by. You know what I mean? Really smart, smart guy. Mm. Julio Porras. Porra. Oh, you text Jorge? No, Frank texted me. Shout out to Frank. He's tuned in. <laughs> shout out hey, Frank. to Frank. So, <laughs> hey, Frank. Uh, shout out to Frank. Yeah, so the, the guy's name is Julio Porras. Yeah, he's like 6-0, 6 KOs. All his fights are in Mexico. He still mm-hmm. needs some work. He's not you. He don't got that tank. He just mm-hmm. learned. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I'm in America. These dudes spar different. <laughs> I was talking to him. He's like, yo... It's different over here. I'm wondering who you talking about. Like he's this tall, good looking Mexican. That tall, the one to be sparring with Troy. That's yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. No, you asked, I've never worked with him. Yeah, but uh, I think that'd be great, great sparring if I worked with him. I don't know. I think you're too fat. I think he got to He got to He got to He got to get the word. He got to. Yeah. He's new. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You're used to sparring, like you said, elite and just Americans. It's mm-hmm. different, man. I, I feel like he's, out uh, there. He's five and zero with four KOs. Oh, I was wrong by one. I try to pull up. That's probably he's twenty. That's probably who you was thinking of was young. Mm. But uh, he's such a nice guy. But he gotta he gotta get that tank right, man. Because he got a good jab. Yeah, it he just, got the height. He got the height. He just he doesn't just, keep throwing it. You gotta up. be Devin Haney with that motherfucker. Hey, jab. Devin, like you Devin, be jabbing, yeah. you jab. And I think that's what sets everything up for you, man. Yeah, You're of course. Very good. Very good. A boxer I, without I can't a jab ain't a boxer, I like to say. That yeah, sets, that's right. That sets up everything. He he loves to say that all phrases in life are true. And they say that a jab takes you around, around the, the world. world, baby. And I hey, said it, it literally I'm going to start stealing that now. <laughs> I, I said it literally took Devin to Australia and back. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he won that fight with no, the but, jab. But, but literally for him around the world, because remember, he, his first stop was Mexico. Yeah, he started you know? in Mexico. And who knows the international fights that he had as an amateur because, you know, he was supposed to be in that Olympic class with everyone else, but he was mm-hmm. a year younger. He went, yeah. I, I Devin's gym was the second gym I started when he had Hit Factor over there by the mm-hmm. Stratosphere, mm-hmm. by Sahara. That I started off as a gym. I, well, technically, I started... Representing his gym when I was fighting when I first started boxing because me and him and my brother, since we were little, always we uh, we've been sparring him since kids. So Devin's a real, real talented oh, fighter. Oh, you sparred him? Yeah. Well, since kids, man. I mean, now, now recently because I moved down to Houston and everything. So uh, you haven't sparred him since being a teenager. About uh, young teenager, I haven't sparred Devin since I was a young mm. te- teenager. But um, 
Much respect. Uh, me and uh, Devin were on the team together when we were 14 on on Team USA. So Devin's a great fighter. I'm real proud of him. You're Southpaw, though, right? Southpaw, yeah. Yeah. But, and yeah, always great work. Devin. Was, oh, yeah. But now you're too tall. Like, uh, Tank would be the Southpaw that Devin would have to fight, but you would be too tall to help him. Yeah, I'll be. I'm 6'2, and. Uh, That's how insane, Devin and, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Six two at a welterweight. I used to think Mario Barrios was tall when I first met him, and mm-hmm. he was at one twenty two. You're so huge. That's why, like, if you can stay at that weight, oh my god. Yeah, so you're bigger than Jamal James. Like, you're bigger than Paul Williams. Really? Bro, six one. Six one. Right. Look him up, bro. Like, yeah, I don't one, think I there's thought. ever been a welterweight six two. Mm-hmm. Like. They got they got to see the marketing power in that man. Then you're Cuban. No, what and about Mexican? what about uh, uh, Darrell's nephew? Isn't he a Welt? Wasn't Ooh Lawson? No, ain't he fifty four? Let me see. Let me see. You talking about Leon Lawson the third? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul be- Williams was six one. Yeah, I was right. Telling you, bro, six two, bro. That's a mark like top rank. When they finally sign, they're gonna see that's marketing right there. Six mm-hmm. two welterweight, like. Look, what they did with, with, with uh, Sebastian Fondora. Oh, he's so tall, so they called him the Burning Inferno, and now... Yeah, he's 6'5". You're right, he's 54, but he's 6'5". Yeah, but he's 54. Yeah, he's 54. No that's one... Still, that's still uh, weight, man, no for that No one at, height at, at welterweight has been this big. Like, that's crazy. And, and again, I thought you were 54 because you don't even... Have you been in... Oh, I guess you've, you've definitely... I've definitely seen you spar Yelenusinov, the IBO champion mm-hmm. from... Mm-hmm. He's real great work. Real He's work. pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I was asking someone else if they felt like he is more accuracy or activity. I think he's activity, but who were we interviewing? He was like, no, that uh he's just very accurate and he and he doesn't waste shots. Who we was just it? had someone yeah. here two, three days ago, no later. I'll I'll kinda agree with that. Oh yeah. But I feel like he's more uh I feel fast like pace. Yeah, I, I like think that's what. And you go. know, in the, in the pros, sometimes you know people are slower pace and stuff like that. So we'd be catching everybody. So the thing with what I learned sparring with him is, you always got to be throwing in between, even if you're just flicking the jab. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To keep him guessing, because if you're standing there in front of him, pop, 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 he can turn, pop, 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 he can turn to pop, 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 because he's real quick. He got that real, uh, I could say, amateur or Kazakhstan style, always throwing punches and jumping in and out, in and out, in and out. So. I do agree with you in that point that he's the activity when he, during the fight or during the rounds he's that real kid, on there. He's he's sharp, man. He yeah. don't even have a fight too. That dedication, I can't believe Matchroom let him go uh, because he doesn't have a fight. He spars like every day. Yeah, he's always sparring. Mm-hmm. I even seen him sparring off days. Like my man is a machine. I can't believe it. Oh, I'm about to name you a welterweight champ, six two. Who? Mark Breland. Okay. Mark Breland. Wow, that's that's false. Come on, man. You know I know Mark, and I get it. He's older now, so you start to shrink and and hover over. But Mark ain't no fucking six two. No way, no way. I spent hella camps with Mark and in Gleason's. I I don't I don't see six two again. You know you old, you start to crouch over. Crouch so it, who yeah. fucking knows? But. Start shrinking. <laughs> For so, real. So Boxer got him listed at six two. You Google him, he pop up six three. Wow. So, yeah, I guess it's just old age, you know? You start curving no, over. And, and, and you know what? Let me tell you something. Um, 
Bro, because I, I got a picture. I'm 5'10. I'm 5'10, right? Mm-hmm. I got a picture with Wilder, and we're like this. And to this day, I look at that picture and I'm like, what the fuck? And it's like, I've been around Wilder other times and it's not like that, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? But sometimes people crouch over and, you know? And like you said, especially Mark, who is now 59 years old. Yeah. Shout out to Mark, man. Always was a true gentleman and amazing person to me. Gave me. Fantastic interviews out there in uh, Alabama th- throughout those camps that I was allowed to go to. He's a, he's a pretty good guy. He's just such a whisperer, man. He's like, no, you know, he's, he's got to shoot the jam, man. The double the jam is coming out with the pipe of the right hand. It's like, Mark, man, speak up. <laughs> speak up. But uh, let me see. I know we got some questions. Brandon, can you make sure I have the post, which you've already done? So, Freddie, we got a... Uh, our most loyal listeners that we allow to ask you questions. Yes, First one's sorry. coming from New Orleans. Ruin of five hundred four says, "What's your plan? What plans does your team have for you to stay busy for the rest of twenty twenty two? You have a fight, actually. Yeah, next week back oh, in wow. Costa Rica with Pro Bellum. So, oh wow, I didn't know yeah. it was Pro Bellum. Yeah, Pro Bellum. Yeah. So my last three fights were with them. That's uh, so crazy. I. Remember you telling me Costa Rica, and I just was like, oh, they're, they're keeping them busy. I yeah. had no clue it was on a probellum card. Yeah, yeah. So that's the next fight there on the 17th next week, Friday. So, you know. It's uh, funny. A lot of people have been having fights in Costa Rica recently. Uh, good fights. Yeah, yeah. It's a real what beautiful you, city. What, I was just going to ask, uh, what was your I've experience? I've never been. What was your experience? Really beautiful. Like? The people are amazing. I mean, I, I've taken them out. I think the people love me down there. Always a great crowd. Always welcoming. Great place to lose weight. My gosh. You need to shed some pounds. That's a great place to lose it because, yeah, the humidity just sheds everything off. That's why I kind of, that's why I like Houston more than uh, Vegas weather because I – You sweat. Yeah, I just be drenched. It's like if I just took a shower. The I actually time, like this more than – I lived in Florida for a year. Um, oh, you like that dry heat? You like I like this heat? because you don't sweat. I but hate, I hate that. So as a, a boxer, boxer yeah, yeah, boxer's perspective. No, I know. Let me tell you, first, first time I went to Houston was for a Charlo fight. I land at like 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting on my airport. It's like 6.30. I got my bag. I'm I'm waiting on the Uber. It's five minutes away. But I couldn't wait. I had to go in my bag, get a towel because I was I was sweating that much. Yeah. And it's like 6.30 in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. It gets humid down there for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yep, yep, yep. Um, he's actually right. I, I forgot I was talking to Yelenusinov about that fight. Ivan Globa, I've watched him fight. I believe he fought on the Buxino tournament, I think. Mm. He's a 54-pounder. He might have beat John Thompson. I so mean, he dropped? If he, if he fight in... He probably went up. Or down. Yeah, you're right. Down. Okay. I feel like he beat John Thompson in the Buxino tournament. Just look him up because I already got Freddie's uh, post pulled up. I got James Valdez in San Antonio, Texas that says, if the Conor Ben versus Virgil Ortiz fight happens, who wins and how? And can the winner compete against Boots? Mm. So they're asking who's gonna, who will win who between Virgil and between Virgil and Connor Ben, and does the winner have a chance against Boots? I feel like Virgil will win that because I fought Virgil in the amateurs, but now he's Virgil does hit hard. Um, let's say Virgil fights Boots. I think Boots will take it all the way. 
Uh, Virgil don't do too good with boxers. Mm. But my whole respect to Virgil, you, you're a real great fighter. So so how'd that fight with you and him go? Can't just say you fought him. and don't No, no, I happened. lost. I lost. It was a 3-2. I thought it was at Golden Gloves uh, semifinals. I thought he didn't touch me at all, the whole thing. I thought we won the fight and everything. But usually Golden Gloves to look for more brawls than boxing. So uh, he took it. Hey, learning. Uh, that was a learning day for me. So Yeah. So what is your thoughts on Boots, man? Boots is a great fighter, man. You've met him? No, I've never met him. I've never worked with him or anything. But the fights that I've seen, he's a real great top fighter at 147. I want to fight him one day. Mm. Um, that would be a great fight. Or uh, even to get some some work with him, it'll be, it'll, it'll be a privilege and an honor to work with him, man. Do you feel that the winner of Crawford and Spence should give Boots, Boots or the- Virgil a shot before moving up or before? I feel like they should give Boots more the chance. I think... Boots is a more skillful fighter than uh, Virgil. Um, and the Crawford with Spence, I go. I, I had to go with Bud all the way. I don't. But you never been in the gym with Earl being in Houston now? No, no, I know no, Houston never. He's and from Dallas, Dallas are completely yeah. far, you know. Three hours. hours three, oh, three, three hours of different, uh, difference from each other. But uh, no, I've, I've never been in person with uh, Scene. Or been in person with uh Yo, they Earl. got Frank uh, Martin over there. I'm sure they yeah. open a door. I fought street. Frank Martin in uh twenty sixteen. Uh oh. Uh Nationals, the first time I was you got 18. him, you got him? Yeah, one that, that was that's when I went to the elites. I and that was funny thing because we are youth world championships. Kay was there. Uh youth world championships. And we came back home and there was a week break basically before national started. And that was seventeen, just turning eighteen to go with the big boys, you know, eighteen through forty. And I told my dad, I'm like, I ain't going to go. I need a break from boxing because yeah. I, I didn't have a break for a while. But then somehow, like, on a Thursday, like two days before we they had to leave, before Tony started, I told my dad, you know what? Let's just go. You know, it, you stay a little active. After this, I'll take a break. And go there, fought six days straight, beat all these grown men, man. And then I fought Frank Martin that day, and, and I won. So that was a real good day for me. And so that was the first fight? time fighting without headgear, me and Frank on the finals. Oh, wow. You had to fight him without headgear. Yeah, so that tournament. Eight ounces or tens? No, it was tens. It, it was weird, though, because the whole tournament from the oh, first Oh, tens fi- because you're 52? Uh, no, no, amateurs. Amateurs, tens. A- amateurs oh, okay. tens. When you go to fit, when you're 52, it goes to 12 ounces. Okay. But, yeah. You got to, I'm, 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 I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but you have to use that to yeah. your advantage. Frank Martin is hot right now. He's yeah. in the Earl Spence gym. He's trained by Derek James. He's mm-hmm. getting these PBC fights. You know, um, people should know, you know, yeah. you got to start pushing yourself. Sure, man, yeah. Because you're, 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 I mean, uh, again, maybe not. K is a very quiet person. It's probably, you know, uh, your guys' plan to go. Under the radar, but I think that you know people need to know about no, you. Yeah. Very good no, and I'm ready for and the entertaining. step. Yeah, I'm ready for the step. Uh, if the shots there and the team things are ready, I'm ready. I mean, I've been ready since <laughs> since yeah, coming out the amateurs. Mm-hmm. I've been ready. Um, so, so now it's just making the move. Who? You, no, your father is Cuban. Yeah, your mother. That's is my Mexican. Haircut. My mother's Mexican. Okay. But I speak yeah. more Cuban than anything when I speak in Spanish. So. It, sh- it would be the man, though, because the, the you know, Caribbean men, you know? <laughs> he, he, he probably I don't know. Oh, I don't know. My mom's... My you mom. think it was your mom that hit on your dad? No, no. It was definitely my dad that yeah, hit on my mom. But my mom acts more Cuban than my dad. It kind of turns the opposite now. My dad's oh. turning more Mexican and my mom's the more Cuban, uh, more Cuban They're now. They're still together? Yeah, still oh, together. Oh, so. that's, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. They, they've been together... 
shoot, I think my dad and them, they've known each other since they were 16, 17. That's amazing. That's my mom and my yeah. father's My mom had me when she was 18. That's so. beautiful, man. Congrats. That's Thank good. You, Not everybody... Uh, has the pleasure of being raised by both their parents. Yeah, so, so and great support, man. And there are, I know a lot of people in boxing or even sports in general that don't have yeah their their family supporting them. And I'm thankful to God that he he had my family throughout my whole career has always supported me, and I got that always seen him in the crowds and everything. So, where, so wherever you I get, fight, how long ago did your dad get here? And, and oh, no, he or got, was he born here? No, no, he was born in Cuba. He left Cuba. He swam from Cuba here. Swam. Yeah, with him, I think, and five other, five other guys, six. Oh my god! Could be wrong. Oh my god! Let me find out. He swam over here with Roly's dad. Roly was <laughs> Roly's dad was just telling me he swam over here with yeah. five other guys, but one didn't make it. Hey, I think my dad said one didn't make it. Holy but I don't, shit! I don't, hey, look, I don't bro, know. If you I don't know if they're to be, together. If bro. this guy happened to be Yurokis Gamboa's cousin, related to fucking. Uh, Yo, and Roly's father's father swam. I mean, your father and Roly's father swam over world, here together. Right. That'd be a small world. It'd be crazy. A little too bro. many coincidences going on, bro. Right We're gonna have to put all our money on you, man. That's too many fucking things lining up. That's crazy. Yeah. So, nah, it was actually a funny story how I started boxing. How? Because I was in a living room. I think me and my brother were about like uh, eight or nine, mm. and. uh my dad, he came. We were living in a small apartment by Sahara and Ellis. And we were sitting down and just watching TV. And my dad's like, you guys want to go to the store? And, you know, as a kid, you're like, yeah, candy. I'm going to get some chips or something, you know? So we go on my, and my dad's like, all right, go in the car. And we saw my dad have a gym bag. But, you know, we didn't really think about it. My dad my dad was boxing at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, he put that gym bag in the car. We, I get in the car. And notice the grocery store. Back in the day, they had a store called Food for Less. Back, and that was like at the corner of my uh that was like in the corner of my house. Mm-hmm. Right down the street. My dad passes it. Mm, I was like, uh-oh. Huh. passes three more. Going I'm like, eh, maybe he's gonna go to the gym and he's gonna, you know. And then we'll go afterwards. No, I don't know. I don't know if you guys know about Johnny Tacos. Yeah. Hey, I sparred there before. That's where I started off. And um he threw he just left me there for three hours with some coach. Mm. I cried. Well, he just threw me. Boop. And God. walked away. Bye. Yeah. And I ain't gonna lie to you. I cried the whole time. You can ask my brother. How, my eight, brother's here. Eight? Yeah, eight I cried the whole time. At that time, I didn't, I was a real quiet kid back in the time. Real quiet, sensitive, big old mama's boy. I didn't. I cried throughout the whole thing. My dad came. He said, "You like boxing? You love it? You love it?" And for me, not to hurt my dad's feelings, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it." <laughs> and from the age from eight to fourteen, I absolutely hated boxing. I did not want to know anything of it when oh, it was my a. God. It was a chore. My dad. I remember I used to go to my mom, like, please, I don't want to go. I used to cry on my mom, this and this. And so, you know, as a mom, no mom want to see their kid get punched. Like, no, 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 don't let him go, this and this. But I'm glad my dad always pushed me and stuff like that. But when I first made the team when I was 14 as a junior, that's when I absolutely fell in love with boxing, uh, going overseas, seeing all these different countries, getting gear and all that stuff. So I was <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah, I was like, you know what? This, this, I, this is, I think this could be for me. I, I think I got a feature for this. And, you know. All these fights have been pretty good in the amateur, so that's really what stuck out to me. But that story, man, whenever time, every everybody always thinks I fell in love with boxing in the beginning. Now it was it was hard in the beginning because in the beginning I did not like it at you all. Know, I'm glad you said I'm glad you said that, and I'm glad that it just so happens this is your story because we've been getting a lot of amateur fighters and and young amateur fighters. Yeah, we've been having nine year olds come in with their mm-hmm. father, and it's like, do you really love boxing? Yeah, I love it, but it's like. 
you know, come back when you're 15, see if yeah. you still nope. love it, or hey. are you doing it because you're trying to make you're your father, father happy. happy? Yeah, and I ain't gonna lie, when people ask me that, yeah, I got interviews like that when I was on Team USA when I was younger, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> back in my head, I was like, oh, man, if they know. Because, <laughs> you know, as a father, yeah. as a uh, as a father, uh, when you have a father as your coach, I think those are one because they know when you when you lying, when mm-hmm. you actually trying, when you're tired, when you're you know, so you can't hide nothing from your father. So the whole time I couldn't get away with anything. And my dad, my dad's the type of person he'll train you for fun. He bored you, but let's go. I'll be like, <laughs> so I, so growing up as a kid, we always train like three or four times a day sometimes because he'd be bored. Mm, We'd be wow. sitting at the house, we just finished training and sitting down, he'd be like, you know what? Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, where are we going? We're gonna go run uh, like six miles right now. I'm like Dang, dad. <laughs> but if it wasn't for that, for my dad doing you that, probably I wouldn't have be. This... I wouldn't have the pedigree I have now, yeah. Olympic alternate, being on the team for all these years, and the pro that I am now. So I, my dad, really, I give him the the biggest thanks to him. So what, how many miles? I'm sorry, go. No, down. I wanted to ask you, what was it like when you finally told your dad? Like, how old were you, and what was it like telling your dad? Like, you know, when when I started this shit, I hated it, right? <laughs> he said he knew. He's like, I knew. Oh wow! He said, "I knew, I knew the whole time." He's like, "I just, I, you know." He's like, "I just had to push you through it." And you know what's funny? My dad he let me get a job at Starbucks when I was fifteen through eighteen, my whole high school career. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he told me this afterwards. He the reason he did that is he let me have the the uh that job while going to school and everything, so I can get that mentality. Says, I don't want to work for somebody my whole life. You know what I mean? I used to work two weeks, forty hours. My check used to come only two hundred dollars <laughs> at Starbucks. That's what you know, minimum wage and everything. I looked at it when I first checked. I said, "Hold up, <laughs> working like a slave, <laughs> two weeks, two weeks, just to get a two hundred dollar check." I was like, "This is not for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> I I can't do this." Yeah, hey, much respect to other people. Baby. Yeah, much respect to other people who like to work and stuff like. That. But I'd rather be my own boss. But tell people to do. Don't than- get it confused. You're working more than the Starbucks guy. It just it's gonna pay off for you if you remain yeah, but, disciplined. But I love Not what I do. Yeah, remains disciplined, mm-hmm. and that's what that's the beauty and the advantage that you have. You love what you do. Like for me, I love what I do. Yesterday we had Devin in here. That was un, that was unplanned. So we worked the extra three hours that it didn't fucking bother me. It's mm-hmm. Devin Haney. Like yeah. my job is to interview you. Like you think I'm this is work for me? No, yeah. I love. That I got to see you and tell my audience no, all about but, you. But all, all, all that shit's important, bro, because it's true. Because although you're boxing, yo, my dad from the age of like twelve, he didn't believe in child labor laws, bro. He had a <laughs> he had a landscaping company, and bro, like the typical Mexican, yeah, we I don't know what's grass. up with these dads, man. No, let me tell no, you, that, me that, tell that you. helps you in bro, the future. Believe you know, me. I left the I left the house when I was seventeen. I've been living on my own since, and it's because my dad told me. I was just telling him, bro, like we work 14, 15 hour days, but it's not work. And for me, it's like. I'm trying to work right. as much as possible because that's what I was taught is to work. And I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, I'd rather do this than cut grass. I hear a lawnmower and it's like I get PTSD. <laughs> yeah, trauma, yeah. Bro, it traumatizes me. Yeah. I hear a lawnmower, a weed whack. I'm like, Look, it, I, I, duck, I, I duck like they shooting this no, shit. No, I'm definitely <laughs> traumatized with uh, weed whackers, man. I was in L.A. Um, I w- Benavidez was training in San Diego and I went to see him uh, spar and stuff. Bro, and a and a and a and a landscaper drops his weed whacker on the highway. A 
a Jeep like the one you wants to buy hits it, bro, the weed whack is just coming at me, <laughs> Final Destination style. Oh, shit. Boom, hits the new rental. Oh, it, you hit it? Bro, you know the little bar where the... So yeah. this is the windshield. So that bar, luckily it hit that because if it hits that windshield, we're dead uh. because that's going to shatter. I'm going to go panic and it was LA traffic. Bro, crazy. I'm I'm traumatized. I don't want to see weed whackers ever. That's Shit's me with crazy. the uh, concrete barrels. Uh, the barrels, you know, when they put the concrete in. You mm-hmm. The wheelbarrows, yeah. yeah. Oh, my. You know, I'm a skinny guy. When I was a kid, I was extra skinny. <laughs> you no. can't keep that wheelbarrow no, balance. Let me tell you something. shaking and everything like this, something. trying to go. The wheelbarrow, bro, we used to carry that bitch so heavy. Just everything. Calluses. Like, mm. on my hand. My hand's all cut up, man. Now I go get manicures. But, but it's like you shit. said, you know, that work made you realize that's hard work. Mm-hmm. This hard work is hard work that you love. And if you could just keep that, you're going to be good because, you know, I want to go back to the stamina anyway because that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. If you could just keep that, you're going to be good. But at the end of the day, it's stamina. You can have all the skills in the world, but I feel like someone that can outwork you will beat the better fighter because, mm-hmm. you know, they just have more activity. They're not tired. Like, for instance, I don't know if you were paying attention yesterday to the early spawn. You seen that. Which one? Which one? I uh, yeah, can't say. <laughs> if you ain't see it, you ain't see Be- it. Before me? Uh, definitely before you. The one you. before me? Definitely before I think you. I came in the last someone was two just, rounds. Someone was just not on the other person's level, but obviously that person is working. He's running or uh, doing something. I think I know you're talking and, about. And, uh, you know, he did very well. Mm-hmm. He did very well. And his trainer was very happy because... You know, the record doesn't indicate what he did in that ring. And, uh, and, and that that comes from having that stamina. So I, so I get back to to you. How many do is it miles that you run miles, or is it yeah. rounds that you put in? What do you think? What do you attribute the stamina to? Because I, I feel like you don't get tired. Both. Uh, that's something big. My dad always said, if you're going to be a boxer and you're going to move, you got to have the stamina in your legs to move. So I, I, I'll say both. My dad, when I'm back at home. Uh, we got our own gym down there in Houston, zero uh, to hundred boxing club, and um, usually for every time I look, I train three times a day, and sometimes I train the kids over there too, and I train with them every workout. So, uh, I'll roughly be running six to eight when I'm there with my dad. Right when I'm here with Kay, wow, six to eight, eight miles. Yeah. With here with Kay, we, Bro, it's about no, the same thing. We but, go up there in Mount Charleston Mount with everybody. Charles. But is know. there no concern of of uh, overworking the legs or or? I don't know, fucking hurting your your knees and joints. That's eight miles in yeah, one I mean, run. That's always gonna happen. I mean, I got flat feet, so my ankles are always hurting. But um, we do that every other day, so there's breaks I, in between. I you think, know what I mean? I think it's all about the recovery. So every other day, what are you doing? Three in a week? Or three or runs? Four? Yeah, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So on sparring, sparring days. days, yeah, sparring days. So basically, basically, it's, it's real good to do strength and conditioning on those days too, on the sparring days. Cause they those yeah, days Canelo I think, does that. Yeah, because those days are already the heart. You working hard. He actually does it the opposite, which was crazy. He he does runs and strength and conditioning before sparring, sparring. to like um, simulate being exhausted Busted. in the ring, so he could put. That's some crazy shit. Mm. No, yeah, but yeah, my strength coach uh, uh, Evans Evans Tobler, he's a great strength coach. I'm being, I've been working with. Who's with he him. worked with? Any, uh, he'd be working with Regis. Regis, uh, Regis, and then he got uh, uh he's training working with Jenny. Is Pierce. it the new guy that Regis got? Because remember, Regis got a new guy that he was very happy with and making you know posts about. Because remember, Regis was struggling to make weight. Now he's good at forty. 
You talking about Progray, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Evan Tobler, yeah. I, he's been working. I don't know with if it's okay. That's uh, that's that's who Regis is working with now. Yeah, as a strength coach, uh, he's real, real great strength coach. I'll shout out to him. Um, you make sure you in, in condition too. Trust me, uh, that boy he be trying to trying to kill me uh, swimming in them running days. So mm. I love the swimming days though. I ain't not gonna lie; those days are the fun. My brother says otherwise. He's like he made me hate swimming. <laughs> Austin, put the name on the screen. We got people asking in the chat. Let me see what else um, we have here. But it is Freddy Rojas, more like Freder. What? Freudis. 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 Hey, oh, that is so Dominican. It sounds <laughs> not Cuban. Um, that we have Anaudis, uh, Eldis. You know the it, the end here in the U.S. When my dad came, they spelled it wrong. They put uh, F-R-E-U-D-I-S. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be wife. You know, those Cubans always end the East in the end. Freudis, mm-hmm. ladies, ladies, Maria, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Freudis, that's my uncle's name. So it's literally, I don't know what it is with Cuban with the East in there, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I have Alejandro Corona that says, from San Antonio, Texas, what weight division do you see yourself finishing your career at? Thanks. Shit. You could Ooh. probably be like 75, no? Yeah, I mean, I do plan to do boxing for a while, you know. It would be great if I could do that, you know, go up to 75. I mean, I'm still young. I'm still growing. So I still need That's some, four divisions. Mm, still some filling in. Nah, I'll probably see myself probably in the high 60s if I don't make it in the 75s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I definitely don't see myself at 147 forever. Like I said, I'm still growing. I'm still young. Um. Being at that top rank gym so much, did you have an opportunity to see Devin before he went to Australia? No. No? He, I, he actually, Devin, I left the day before Devin got there. Oh. So I was like, dang. Because I was there when Shakur was having his training camp. We were mm-hmm. all there having our training camp at the same time. So I was there when Core was there. But literally the day after I left, that's when Devin, he showed up to the gym. And I said, dang, what's the coincidence? Um, You've ever sparred with Kenneth Sims? With Kenny? Love Kenny. Kenny, my boy. Yeah, of course you sparred with Kenny. Really? Uh, over there with Jay Prince uh, in Houston. Okay, I've known Kenny. Look, but in top rank gym. No, and I didn't. I didn't spar with top rank or uh, Kenny in top rank. We were we're all the same team. No, so, I know, but he's different now, isn't he? No, yeah, that Kenny now, one hundred percent better. Exactly. Way better. That's why I'm actually have you sparred at the top rank. Gym no, with I this version Kenny. of Kenny. No, uh, with Kenny we sparred together all the time. Look, I'm telling you right now, Kenny is going to be a phenomenal fighter. He's going to be one of the top dogs out there. Kenny is just a great fighter. He's one of my bestest friends, real close to him. Like I said, I've known Kenny since I was when I was 14. We were on the same team together, but he didn't know. He didn't know me until fast forward four or five years later when we saw each other again at Olympic Training Center. We came down to uh, uh, down there to give us some sparring. Mm. Uh, but no, Kenny's a really great fighter. My respect, and now with this. His future, I used to see it, bro. He gets better and better every time I see him. So I think it's a good environment training with the best like that. You know, having everybody have that same motive, the same drive as you, and it pushes you more to work the best, though. So. Absolutely. Um, I know this is another smaller person, but, you know, sometimes people spar up. Arnold Barboza. Barboza. Because he's there in that gym a lot. No, if you don't know him, you didn't. I gotta see. I'm really this bad with names. This is his first camp. To be fair, this is his first is camp his first at the top rank gym. So you may have not seen him um, yet because I think I've seen that they maybe come in either really early or towards the end of the sparring. What day. about Mendoza, Brian? 
I want to spar with Mendoza. I oh, saw, but you Troy, haven't? I haven't. Uh, Troy, I think Troy, uh, Troy, yeah, I yeah, sparred with him did, yesterday. Yeah, right? he just did. I mean, yeah. this guy, we got to get it. We're going to stop and get a fan <laughs> before next sparring session because. No, yesterday was like hotter than usual, though. Yeah, there was, good, like, there was a lot of good work yesterday. No, it was hot. It was hot. But I wanted to stay there. I wanted to. I told him. I, I, Why'd you guys leave? He was too hot. Too I, hot. No, no, no. I told him. He was going to catch an Uber. He yeah. told me, yo, I'm going to catch. I'm your friend. I'm not going to. But, but yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I no, wanted to stay. There but, was some shit that was going to go down. It, was, but, it wasn't that packed, but it was some specific, some specific, specific spawn, spawn I wanted to see. What's man. today? Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday. What? And Bones brought his fighters. I wanted oh, to yeah, see Bones how good. I wanted to see how good my little man does, man. Did and anyway. Yes, he Sean's did. a great fighter too. I know, yeah, but he's a good fighter too. I want to see because I, you know, seeing some stuff. So I want to <laughs> see is he working on some stuff? Yo, I love being out here. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm just very thankful to God that I'm in, in Vegas. I never knew it would be this much better for the show. I love being able to go see you guys. I love being able to, you know, again tell my audience about someone new and and have them see what it is that I see in you. So. Uh, very appreciative to you coming into studio. Appreciate I got New family. York Bullet that says, what's up, champ? If you had the choice of fighting Crawford or Spence, who would you take? Bud. <laughs> Why? Bud, 100%. Because I feel like I'll get more work with Bud. Wow. He's what such, do you mean? He's just, I, I think, much respect to Earl, but I think Earl, he has a power. Uh, But I think compared to Bud, he's too slow. You know, he's more flat-footed, more calm. And, I, and you know. I think Bud will bring out the better in me because he moves more. And Bud's a thinking fighter. He he won't do the same thing all the time and all the time. All the time. Look when he fought Sean Porter. Oh, you you see that uppercut he threw going back? That that was crazy, man. Uh, so I feel like Bud will give me way more work, and he's a better fighter. So that's somebody I would look forward to fighting or even sparring. Mm. Well, I think that is all our questions. Danny, do you have any more? I'm refreshing here uh, in case I got any last minute. Nope, I think we got them all, champ. All right. Um, let's take this quick intermission and take this picture with Freudis Rojas, a.k.a. Freddy, trained by K. Caroma. And my and father. His fa- What's yeah. your father's name? The same. I'm the junior. Freddy's oh. the same. He's a senior. Okay. I'm junior too. Shout out. Mm. All right. We're going to take this intermission. Take this picture. We'll be right back. What up? We back. We back. That was amazing. I love that kid. I'm telling y'all. I wish I had those Ray-Bonds that came out with the motherfucking recordings. Because uh, if you could see what I see, you'd be excited as I am. Bo, what up? So we got... I checked out some of the odds for uh, the weekend, and I noticed that Trevor Bryan is a plus 800 against Daniel Dubois, Mm -hmm. and the over-under on that fight is three and a half rounds. Damn! So anything over three and a half rounds is plus money. Wow. That's crazy. They trying to say kickstand ain't making it. That's crazy. Do you think he is? (laughs) I never got to watch him spar. We only got to watch him work. Yeah. If I would have got a chance to watch, and he sparred um, Johnny Rice, so we got to ask Rice. He sparred Johnny the other day. We just wasn't there, man. Mm. Yeah. And you don't quit. But and you don't quit. If you'd like to call in, give your Yo, opinion. Yo, the clock changed again. What in the yeah. balls? I don't know. 
Yup. But if you'd like to call in, voice your opinion on Devin Haney potentially fighting Tank Davis, potentially fighting Maxie Hughes. Forget potentially. I think this show should be more about that's what needs to happen, especially after hearing him say if no rematch, he's moving up. Like, we, we need people to realize that financially and, 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 and just like, for the betterment of the sport, that fight is bigger at 35. Oh, no, 1,000%, 1,000%. So they need to, you know, if no Cambosis, go straight into this, not if no Cambosis, move up. If no Cambosis, let's make this fight. Let's work together to give Devin the biggest opportunity out there and uh, to quiet the naysayers because, truth be told, there are some. You know, even while we did the interview yesterday, people were super chatting, asking him, like, does he feel he's the best? You know, there is still Tank. There is still Ryan. Um, So so, so there will be a debate. Uh, but you know the number to call in, one four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. Press 1 one time. Voice your opinion right here on the Voice of the People hotline. If you're on Blog Talk and you feel like, oh, I hope he goes to me, well, I can't. Because you didn't press one. Same thing goes for Discord. Can't go to you until you raise your hand, throw yourself in that queue. Then we can go to you and we can get this party started. Who's the A side? Devin or Tank? Not a question for you to answer, Danny, or for myself. I think that's a poll, Bo. That is a poll. Is the man with all the belts, the lineal ring magazine champ? WBC champ, WBO champ, WBA champ, IBA champ, IBF champ, WBC franchise and WBC email champ. Is he number one or is Tank? Because he's the draw. Because mm. he sells tickets. So as Because he's the one on pay-per-view. So as Bo puts up that poll and puts up the Discord link in the chat, let's get to some callers. Yes. Who is first on Discord right after these messages? Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. We've got King Bourne. King Bourne, buenos dias. <laughs> Brooklyn Zoo is coming through your town. Let's get to it. When you see old dirty bastards on a position like that, then you know that I'll get rid of boss show. I love my TVV. Congrats. Survivorsvoice.com. Listen, man. What? 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 Goddamn Spider-Crab. Goddamn Sal Shane. That's all I need. And I'm good. SDS promotion.
wild shit. Now, let me tell y'all, son, I got another switch in my fixing up. Jerry Anderson got that bad shoulder. Let's get it on with Johnny Rice. You heard? At 147, can I get Thurman, Virgil Ortiz? I probably get Virgil and Boots. And if Devin Haney go to 140, let that man get Mikey Garcia. Let me get a piece. He might be a Mexican meal for Devin Haney, you heard? And as a tanker maniac, yo, everybody know we want this fucking fight with Haney and goddamn tank. We don't give a fuck about Lomachenko. Loma could go fight fucking Roley or Loma could fight Isaac Cruz. This is the fight, y'all. This is the second biggest fight we want to see next to Crawford and, and goddamn Spence. Let's keep it real. Everybody clamoring for the, the little Tyson, the little mini Mike Tyson versus the new age Floyd Mayweather, Lord Haney, you heard? So like I said, y'all, put the shit in the chat. I'm here. Love the show, yo, mess. Yo, please Let me get a screen share. Gets, gets me who would you fight next if you could choose um whatever fight makes the most sense obviously what makes the um, most sense to you <laughs> what gets you most excited um obviously uh the Lomachenko fight um that's that's a huge fight um but all of them all of them gets, get, gets me excited uh the Gervonta Davis um, Lomachenko, uh, those two pretty much are, are, are top on the list because they're just, that, that, that makes the most sense. All the other guys already don't, so don't really. I'm lost as to what he is saying. Big Irv is saying, so he's thanking him, right? So do you see the message or no? He says, Haney says he wants Loma next. Man, what a fight that'd be one that I'd cop on pay-per-view. Here's to Cambosis stepping aside. Side note, no talk of 140 in this clip. Those fights don't make the most sense. So then Haney quote tweets and says, thank you for clearing up what I said. I think um, it was a now deleted tweet from that individual. Big Irv? Yeah. All right. All right. Because I was just trying to make sense of what they are trying to say with the no side note 40 clip. You know, when he definitely said 140 on our interview. Yes. King Born. No, we went to him. Oh, CYP. CYP. Good morning, muchachos. Buenos dias. <laughs> hey, uh, so there's two type of A-sides, right? You got the fighter A-side and the promotional A-side. I don't know what the question is. If it's whatever promotional company takes the fighting, you're spearheading that shit, then they fighter is A-side. But we all know that those belts do not make you the A-side at Triple G versus, versus Canelo. He had all the belts. Canelo was in there trying to take his belts. He was not the A-side. When it comes to money, money talks. Your belts... Mm-hmm. They got you to fight. So he didn't have all of them. He didn't have all of them. He wasn't understood. Yeah, more, more, yeah, more than Canelo did. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying I'm just clearing up. He wasn't undisputed. 
No, 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 no. You, you ain't got to be undisputed if you're a star. We, we know that. Like, <laughs> so trust me, uh, Floyd could have fought an undisputed anybody. He still would have been ASOC. Them belts, and, and we are, we can't pretend like Tank has never said that the belts don't matter. He didn't say that because he wanted to be the A-side versus Devin Haney or the A-side versus somebody else. He said that before any of this happened. So what do you so think is the proper split? To... What do you think is the proper split? Oh, let, let's go 55-45. Ain't no big deal. Like, I, I don't even care if it's 50-50. I don't care if it's 50-50. That don't even bother me. Straight up. But it ain't nothing crazier than that. No 70-38. No. Okay. No. No. Hell no. Hell no. Hell All right, no. CYP. Appreciate the call. Yeah, looks like we got our next guest in the building. So whenever the team is ready, they'll be bringing in Arnold Barbosa. In the meantime, looks like we have on Discord. We have Venom. Venom. Yo. Yo. So we cannot struggle off what Maxi who said. He said that his team sucked Ryan Garcia. Now that's been two team, two fighters teams who've been ducking Ryan, so just, I just want to make sure that's clear. Yeah, but but he said his team, but he, it's him. That's why I said, wait, you know what? Did you see though? He's like, yeah, I seen the offer. It was the most I, w- I would have made in my life. <laughs> so it's like you gotta tighten your belt as a grown man and say, look, Eddie, I know you saying that ain't what the market value is worth, but that's more money than I ever made, and if I beat this man. I'm in a better position than I am today. That's just the bottom line. But you got to be willing to bet on yourself like Devin Haney did. It's because Eddie already knows what Ryan brings to the table. He knows he, when he knocked out Luke Campbell, he's not gonna, he's not trusting in Maxi Hughes to get the job done. Absolutely agree. And that's why he's trying to maximize and get his most, most money from Ryan versus giving Maxi the opportunity and letting him hopefully upset. And I got one more thing. Did you guys hear the rumors that on um, Vir- Virgil Tees and on um, David David Amnesian? Yeah. Have the as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. Ain't nobody excited. It's a decent fight because Amnesian is definitely a tough SOB, but it ain't nothing that I'm excited about. It ain't no fucking Earl versus Crawford or Tank versus yeah. Haney. It ain't, you know, Virgil. Virgil would have got me more excited finding Connor Ben. Fighting Keith Thurman, Boots Ennis, um, I don't know any other welterweight that that's like that. Like fighting Avenesian is like whatever's. I'm pretty sure. What was it? Kerman Lahagra that beat Avenesian twice, or did Avenesian beat Kerman Lahagra twice? I don't know. I'll check. Um. Looks like we're cutting our next guest or no, because I could take a caller. Looks like we're good to go. Arnold Barboza Jr. in the building. About to be joining us here in studio. So you already know, if you haven't already done so, head on over to Patreon.com. Drop in your question for Arnold so that we can have it axed live on the show. Good morning, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? How are you, man? Is this this too early for you? Nah, I actually finished my run and my breakfast already, so I've been up for a while. Uh Uh-oh, you got a cut? Yeah, I got it. was in sparring yesterday, a headbutt. Uh, oh. we, kinda, we were in the inside working. And what headgear you got? I got the winning one, but it, it moved. It, it moved, and I don't know. It's, I don't know how the heck. 
When you were sparring? Uh, I was sparring at the Sala, at the Sala's gym. Mm. Yeah. So it's good work, man. But it's it's all right. It's a little scratch. So, so won't what? Be, so won't wait. Be. So wait. So wait. You spar Arthur? No, I sparred uh, uh, Luis Feliciano and Brian Flores. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Won't be an issue for the upcoming July fifteenth bout, right? The cut? No, 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 okay. no. No, it's a small, it's a, it's a baby cut. Right. Well, I still, I still finished five rounds after and it didn't even bleed, so we're, we're, we're good. So how's it been, man? This is uh, your first time holding training camp in Las Vegas, right? Yeah, man, it's been different. I'll tell you that much. You How know, so? Uh, the, the heat wet, or heat, the sparring? Uh, heat. Uh, I mean, there's there's decent sparring out there too. Uh, there's good sparring. There's great sparring out here actually. Um, but um, the sparring the sparring is great out here. Uh, I'm just getting used to the weather, but um, I'm adapting already. You know, it's 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 pretty, it's pretty good. How long have you been in Vegas? I'm um, going on two weeks now. Uh, are you finding it more difficult to do the runs? Uh, they say this is high altitude, or no? Now, well, the um, see, before this, my training camps out of hold them in Big Bear, you know, which was like eight thousand mm-hmm. feet elevation. But um, so the altitude's not really a problem. It's more, I think, the weather. Mm. You know. Uh, like, you know, you get up in the morning and you're like, it's like 90 degrees, you know, like at 6 in the morning. So, so it's just uh, getting used to it, man, because, I mean, I'm from Cali. You know, it's good weather all year round, you know, but um, but it's all right, man. You know, it's nothing, nothing crazy. I agree, bro. I'm not originally from Vegas. I've only got three months living here, and uh, I check the weather every day, and it freaks me out to see that at <laughs> 8 a.m. it's 90 in the fucking... It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, right? Crazy. So, you do you typically do your runs in the morning because of that, or do you ever do night runs? Um, I do them in the morning. Um, I'm I'm an early bird, man. I, I get up early all the time, so um, I'm up early. How early, man? I'm I'm up like at five in the morning. Wow. Like, so, uh, how early do you go to bed? I'm um, probably like around nine nine thirty. I'm in bed. You know, uh, sometimes you know, I pass, it's about nine thirty the latest when I'm watching something you know interesting. So, so uh, when did you get into the sport? How old were you? Uh, I was five and a half. Okay, young. Um, yeah, yeah. My pops, he was um, he was a pro kickboxer, and uh, I remember, I remember all these. Uh, he put me in soccer, and I remember, um, I remember I missed the ball, I hit my head, and I started crying. You know what I mean? And uh, and then like he he used to go to the gym, and I he used to always watch fights. I remember he was watching a fight, um, and he was, and I told him I wanted, I want, I'm like, hey, I want to do that, and he's like, you're crazy. He's like, if they can hit you in the head, and you you're gonna cry. So then he took me to the gym, man. It was a wrap. You know he. He was like thirteen and zero in his his career, but he uh and I was fighting smoker fights because I was too too uh too young for the USA boxing, mm-hmm. you know. So um I was fighting on the same cards as him and stuff like that, and then uh but he uh eventually you know he quit just to focus on me, you know, and um and he took me to USA boxing legit when I hit eight and it was it was up from there. Wow, so you've just been at it since eight years old. Yeah, well um five and a half I started uh, I stopped when I was thirteen. I played football in high okay. school. I'm out, I love football. You know, um, I, I went up to like 215 pounds. What? 210. Yeah, I was. I How was, tall are you? I'm like 5'9". So like. What? Yeah, so I remember. What yeah, position you played? I, I was linebacker, fullback. What? Yeah. And that was what? High school? That was high school, yeah. That was all high school. Yeah, well, it was my, my senior year because I remember my junior year I was starting a lineba- uh, linebacker. And I remember I got trucked like my first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, by some one dude, and um, I, the whole I was like, man, this whole summer I'm gonna just dedicate myself to to making sure that don't happen again and get big. And so I got big, just hit the hit the weights a lot, and and hit up to like two fifteen, two ten. So there has to have been some other pause because you're thirty right now. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. So after I mean, all through, like I said, all through high school, I just I didn't box anymore. I, I stopped, you know, cold 
turkey. Just it wasn't no fighting. So when you get back to it, uh, after high school, after high school, I was like, man, like, what am I gonna do? I don't like school, you know. So you're so, 17 or 18? I was 18. Okay, I was already gonna be 19, and then um, I started training again when I was like 19. And then my pops didn't take me serious because I would go to the gym. Like, just to lift weights at the boxing gym. But and then, like, I would just be mad or something, and I would spar somebody, you know, just to stay, because I was mad, you yeah. know. And like and I would do good for, like, two rounds, and I'd just gas out, you know, because I was had all this muscle on me. Mm-hmm. So and then he didn't even take me serious for six months. He didn't train me. He didn't even get me with the mitts. Wow. He didn't he didn't mess with me until I, so he seen that I was serious about losing the weight and stuff like that. And so, yeah, just hit, hit it hard. So you got some decent wins under your resume for a person like myself that knows, you know, who these guys are. You beat Mike Reed from the DMV. That's a decent win. Uh, I see that you also have a win over Mike Alvarado, William Silva, my guy from Canada, Tony Lewis, um, Alex Salcido. Decent names uh, coming around along the way. Um but I have to ask, do, would you consider yourself a contender or a prospect at this point in your career? Uh, I, I definitely think I'm, I'm a contender, man, no doubt. You know, um, you know, like you said, there, there's some decent wins in there. Um, it started with Mike Reed, man. Mike Reed, was, I fought him when he was a contender. He had just, he had just literally fought Jose Ramirez for, mm-hmm. for the title eliminator, you know. And so, like, in my eyes, like, if I would have just fought for a title eliminator— <laughs> Coming off a loss, I'm gonna come back strong, you know, and, and I'm gonna come back. So I, I I think I got the best Mike Reed, you know, that there was, you know, um, and you know I think that was a big win for me, you know, the Salcedo fight was a big win for me, the Mike Alvarado fight was a big win for me, you know, I feel like uh, you know that yeah I, I had to come up the hard way, and I feel like I still am doing things the kind of the hard way, you know, and it's all right, you know, um, where I feel like the whole division is like in a weight right now. A weight? Why? Like in a line because it's Josh Taylor, you know, with has all the belts. I feel like everybody's just, like, in that line. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you got Cepeda, and then next is going to be another guy. You know, it's not like the belts are not scattered. You know what I mean? So it's not like you got three or four guys fighting at one time for a belt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there another sanctioning body you're high, ranked higher than the WBO? I think they have you at number eight, right? Yeah, it was it, man, it's crazy. I, at one point, I, like a few months ago, I was number two at mm-hmm. WBO. Yeah, I was at number two. I'm saying, man, it's weird. I, I, this, that, these rankings bring you down a little bit, you know what I mean? I'm just like, damn. What, so, what, wait, how, how long has it been since you fought uh, Antonio Moran? What? That was in August. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, so, it's, it's, so it's been a, while. a minute. You're yeah. going almost, almost a year. Almost. Yeah. So, um, and it's our fault, you know. Uh, that's our what, fault. What? Did you have an injury? No, no. We just waited for a certain somebody that, that um, they didn't want to end up fighting after all. So. So you're fight. talking about the T.O. fight? Yeah, the T.O. fight. How long ago were you told possibly you can get a T.O. fight? Man, this was like, like kind of like not right after his loss, but it was like, like I knew that loss kind of benefited me, you know, because I knew that he wasn't he wasn't going to be able to just try to go and fight Josh Taylor right away, mm-hmm. you know. So I knew he was going to have to come back, but I didn't know that he was going to have to have all these these injuries and all this stuff. But but I I, I got told you know that he was all right and he was in a start training and we we're going to probably, probably fight you know soon you know how but, many what what was the first potential month they gave you uh it was, it was probably january february wow yeah and then after january came and passed they said what they just it was just like it was like oh well you know he's gonna go he's, injured. he's gonna get he's traveling right now he's gonna go do this that. he's injured and it's, okay well it's gonna happen so what was the next month they said and the next month it was just um probably I think it was like April, 
and then then after April we just he just I think it was June, and then after that it was finally like okay he's not gonna fight till like September, and I was like man we gotta move on you know yeah. so so it was time. Wow, so then you hear him on Twitter saying nobody <laughs> wants to fight him. That's crazy. Yeah, man, that thing kind of kind of got me mad, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't pay attention to him no more because I, I kind of learned that he just he talks a lot, man, and um, the whole situation. And it's not really like I don't even think it's me like that. I dislike the kid. I think it's more like his fa- his father, you know, like like puts everything on him. You know, it's kind of it's kind of sad, you know. What I'm saying like he didn't mention me. It was his dad, you know, and then like so his dad's his team, you know. So his son has to take responsibility mm-hmm, for that, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so so um. I don't know, man. When he said that, I was just like, man, what are you talking about? Like, I know, I know, my manager went off on him, you know, and and it was like, what are you talking about, man? We we've been trying to get you to fight. To be clear, your manager is Rick Merrigan, right? Yes, sir. Same manager as Jose Ramirez, Joseph Diaz. He just signed someone else, Cepeda, right? Yeah, Cepeda. Yeah. So, I would I heard that your manager went into that meeting not for you at first but to get that fight for Cepeda. Do you know if that's true or false, that Team Tio allegedly was negotiating with your manager for Cepeda first, then you became a possibility because of Tio's dad? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about that because I know at the time uh, Cepeda wasn't signed with my manager. I, I don't know about that, but mm. but um, that, I know when you were talking about because I got told the same thing that they that he, they went in there wanting to fight Cepeda, right? Mm-hmm. But and then um, Cepeda already had his route. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He already had his mandatory. He, he was already the next in line for the WBC. Um, that's why Tio, I think, wanted to fight that. But they offered it me. You know, I was on the table. And he kind of, like, started making. That's when the excuses started coming out. Um, but, um, but hey, man, I mean, look, uh, we're past that. You know, um, maybe in the future, I mean, you know, he, he wins his fight, you know. And uh, when mine, then hopefully next. So, what do you know of your opponent, Danielito Zore- Zorella? Zorria. 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 Yo, come on. You're the Mexican. Help me here. Yeah, I didn't think you'd fuck it up, bro. Oh, it's a Spanish He man. knows my Spanish is horrible. <laughs> nah, man. You know what? I, I, um, I've seen him fight uh, two two times. Two, yeah, i seen his last one against Sacano. Um, it ended quick. He hit him with a body shot and stopped him. Um, I know he's, he, he has good pop. Um you know, and um, I, I've seen him was fight. Was it a left time. hook to the body? Because yeah, he's it, Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was, it was right. I think it was right in the middle. Mm. Um, so I know I, man, it's gonna be a good fight. You Damn, seventy five percent KO ratio, sixteen wins, twelve knockouts. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 not he's not a bad fighter, man. He's good. You know, and uh, and and you know, I took this fight because he's ranked as well. You know, and I got to get back up into the rankings. You know, so I know this is the only way to get it. So we we, we took this fight in a heartbeat. I want to uh, ask. Obviously. Some some will say that at thirty eight percent, not much of a of knockout power. But four fighters that you've stepped into the ring with have never fought again. Um, do you think that when you step into that fighters respect what you what you pack? Oh, for sure. Because if I didn't, then they would just not stop coming after me. You know, um, I it's crazy because the beginning of my career, because I I was brought up as a boxer, right? You know, everyone's my style was boxing, boxing. And then um, every fight, man, I was getting tired of every fight, every fucking game plan. Of, oh, sorry, I don't know if I can cut. But yeah, every, course, every, you're good, you're good. every game plan, you know, of every fighter was like, oh, we're going to go in there. We're going to take them to deep waters. We're going to go in there. We're going to go in, inside and bang with them. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this. And I was like, all right. So, um, but then, and when they got in the ring, it was different. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I started learning 
to, to fight in the inside. You know, my last two fights with Moran and Salcedo, I proved that I can bang with two. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, I feel like my overall game that is getting Salcedo better. That Salcedo fight was a war. Yeah, it was, it was a good fight, man. You know, we both took punishment in that fight, you know. Um, you know, I, I took me a little longer to recover, you know, um, but it was, it was a great fight, man. I'm glad that I fought the fight that I did. Like the last rounds I boxed, like the last, I boxed them beautiful. I could have did that the whole fight, you know what I mean? But I wanted to prove a point, mm. you know, and, um, and that's what I wanted to do, man. And that's what I think I've been doing. So this kid does seem like he has some pop. He's got, he, he knocked out Dakota Linger, who is a tough little, you know, people overlook Dakota. You know who that is, right? Yeah. No, I've never, I've never nah. seen him. Nah. Oh my God! Let me see his last fight, bro. He probably got robbed in his last fight. Uh, Matthew Gonzalez. Yep, Lefty Guns. That was on top rank. He probably beat Lefty. Um, he's a tough kid, man. He's a tough kid. He's not a world beater. Probably won't be a world champion, but he is a durable dude to get slept on. And if you ain't got the pop, he gonna be in there all night with you. And uh, this kid knocked him out. Then he knocked out Cano. You know Cano's a puncher. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, knocked out, uh, obviously, uh, Linares. And I was at that Malinaji fight. He gave Malinaji hell. Yeah. So, the, you know, you, you, you're in for a, a decent fight with this kid. Uh, do you look at tape or you leave that to your dad? No, I, I looked at I looked at some. Uh, my, my pops, man, he's a boxing man. I do watch his boxing all day, mm. you know. And, um, and he knows, I mean, he knows everybody that's, like in the top fifteen, he's seen film on everybody already, so he knows, you know, his stuff. And um, and uh, we we sit down as a team and we'll watch it, you know. Um, but I don't do too much watching, but I do watch it, you know, just to see, just to know what I need to do in the ring. Would you know only after this win whether or not Vegas was a good change, uh, and you'll do it again, or do you already know that uh, you would like to come back to Vegas for for training camp? Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I mean, I've, so far I like it. You know, it's, it's been good. It's just like I said, the weather is getting used to it, you know. Um, and um, the heat, man, is crazy. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, yeah, listen, at the end of the day, you know, it's work, right? You know, uh, he's a bag in the ring. It's a sparring partner, so. I was, I was going to ask you, like, being away from family, but you would be away at Big Bear as well, so. This is uh, no different in that sense for you. Yeah, it's no, it's no different. You know, that's the hard part, right? Um, you know, Big Bear. I, I just love it up there, man. It's just, you know, it's just so you're just you're just away from everything, mm-hmm. man. And you know, it's a little crazier over here, you know. Uh, but you know, hopefully, you know, we can get something going. You know, a Big Bear again, or or you know, but I, I don't know because because Abel, you know, we used to show, uh, have him rent us the gym. But uh, hopefully, next time, Adam, not I'll come back here. I wanted to ask you. Um, Leading into that Mike Alvarado fight, there's oh actually it was before the Mike Alvarado fight, maybe the year before. You had like what what the fuck was up with Charlie Zelenoff and and oh, and, and that whole thing where he said that what? he beat you up? Yeah, and, dude, that 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 dude. So I seen him one time at a, <laughs> I seen him one time at a, at, a, a at Gold's Gym, right? And then he just like he took a picture of me, or I thought he took a picture of me, and and that like and then the next thing you know, like I'm I'm getting like. Cause I had a, I had just fought a, I think it was Mike Reed. I just fought. Okay. Oh my God! So he Mike took Reed. a picture and said, yeah, "Beat you up yeah. as far." And I'm like, <laughs> and, then he, and then I'm getting like, he's saying he's beating my ass. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> so like, dude, like, low, Yo, hey, I'm he, not, I'm not even lying, bro. Like, I, like, I, t- I take shit serious, you know. So like, I, I like, 
I got his. I know. Like I got his address, and I was like, man. But I was like, nah. You know what? Like it's not even worth it. Yo, man. that's like, Frank's boy. Shout out to Frank's. Yeah, I know Frank. Frank, man. Frank <laughs> instigating everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no. Uh, Frank actually dropped a, a video when that happened, saying that you made him run. Fuck, I, bro. I, I'm telling you, bro. I didn't make no money run, man. I, I, if I see him, maybe now. But you know, <laughs> you know, it's just. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yo, Charlie's trolled did, even wilder. Did, so, did you see the video I sent you? No, no. Yeah, no. yeah. It was Charlie. He actually like made a full video. The, the guy is something else. No, man. of course. I can't believe he's still doing it after the wilder thing. I thought it calmed down, but he's still out here trolling. Huh? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I got ruined in five hundred four New Orleans. He says if you're able to get past Zoraya, Zoria, Zoria, Zoria. Uh, what fight would you like next? Um, you know, if I can't get a title shot, um, then I like the Teal fight next. You know, we're gonna be he's gonna be fighting around the same time I am, so I think that'll be perfect. You know, um, I'm not gonna wait. You know, I'm gonna stay active. You know, I'm not. I learned my lesson, so um, so I want that fight next. You know, I'll, I and if it's not that, are fight, you not you know, worried about his youth? Dude's 24, bro. I don't, I don't care, man. That dude could be fucking 19. I don't care. Like I, I just like I want, I want to fight him. You know, yeah. like I don't think I've ever wanted to fight somebody so bad. Mm. You know, and um, and I and I know the camp for that would be amazing, man. Because the motivation I would have, I'm not that I'm not motivated right now. Of course I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but because um, yeah. first things first is handling business the 15th. But um, you know, um, I think I think the only other person that I was motivated to fight like 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 this was like the Salcedo fight. You mm. know, just because he 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 said some stuff before the fight. Um, but but yeah, man. What um, did he say? I, I think uh, they t- they told me after I fought Tony Lewis that he changed his mind. He, he was gonna knock me out in three rounds instead of six. Oh wow! Yeah, so I was like, oh, all right, cool. You know, and then and then that that gym he was training at, they were always like commenting on my stuff, just how, talking talking all kind of talk kind of shit. So like, I was like, all right, cool. You know, so we we just got in my zone, man, and we just figured it out. <coughs> Excuse me. Has Kenneth Sims ever been offered to you? Um, he got offered. Uh, I believe uh, it was in. When was that? I think it was for January. January, I think it was. So after Teal couldn't make it, they offered you. Well, they they it wasn't like the Teal couldn't make it. They just said like just in case kind of type thing. But the thing was that I I, I told my manager I was like, bro, I want big fights. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying like like I have nothing against Sims. You know, Sims. Is but good, you don't fighter. think after his win over. The Dominican Elvis, kid, El- Elvis, Elvis Rodriguez, because they were hyping Elvis. Yeah, but uh, you know, like like I said, you know that uh, you know I, I, it's like me beating Mike Reed, right? That, that at one point they were hyping him. You know, what I'm saying um, we, the fight with uh, with Sands, we we didn't say no to the fight. You know, we said yes and we said uh, uh, make it worth it. You know, what I'm saying like we're not just gonna fight this guy to fight this guy. You know, what I'm saying that he, uh, you know, we we know who he is. Yeah, I, I've known who he is. Uh, from his first debut, actually, he was with Gary Shaw, I believe mm-hmm, it was, mm-hmm. and because um, we had a buddy. Damn, you that know card. well that is his, that was his promoter. Yeah, so because um, well, because we had uh, Alex Luna, um, he was with Gary Shaw, mm-hmm. and Gary Shaw gave me my first three fights. Okay, you know, so um, so we I knew who he was because I was I was like, man, who is this kid? Cause there's a bunch of cameras here. It was crazy, you know. And um, my dad goes, oh yeah, he's pretty good amateur. So my dad, like I said, my dad's a boxing. He knows who everybody is. So you know, so I got you know offered a, a fight with him. With you know, with the money wasn't there, and and the 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 why factor wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why am I taking a fight like that when I can get a main event with Zoria and who's in the rankings with more money and a main event? You mm. know what I mean? So it's like I can't. Oh wow! So wait, the Kenneth Sims fight wouldn't have been a main event? No, no. 
Why? I have no idea, man. It's like I said, I wanted to, I, like, I want. But I don't even know, Zorilia, like, how is he a main event and not you and Kenneth Sins? That shit is crazy. It's crazy to me because, like, like, let's say, for example, right, like, the guy that Teal's fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kampa. Para, oh. Kampa. Para, I've, been, para. I've been trying to fight him. Like, I've tried to fight him when I was, like, like 15 or no. Like, he was already, like, 20-something or no. You know, no, oh, he's not good enough. He's not TV uh, that's what Caliber. top rank was yeah that's me. what people were telling me and I'm like damn now you get this guy fighting him like damn you know what I mean like it's, it's, it's just man it's just you know it's just it's I mean weird. but coming off of an injury and obviously yeah. T.O.'s fucking lost it a little bit he might need yeah well I think his team did the right thing yeah. you know in my eyes you know I think by not taking by you. not taking the fight you know in my eyes that's a good move finally from his team you know what I'm saying but I just think, you know, I just think, I just think, Finally yeah, I, I'm just saying, you know, like, I, you know, I just think that it was a good move by them, and but they just should need to keep, like, my name out their mouth and other people's names out their mouth, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he can't, like, take this fight and go on Twitter, and, I mean, and be like, oh, no one wanted to fight me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it don't make sense. You know, you know, you know I'm, I'm going to tell you something, though, and I think it's, like, really similar with what you're speaking of, because, like, I've always been a bad kid, and my dad would always tell me, somebody's going to whoop your ass. And you're going to learn your lesson. And the first time I got my ass whooped, I told my dad I still ain't learned my lesson. And I think that's the same thing that happened. It's like you talked you talked and talked and then, you know, you lose your undisputed titles and then... Oh. Or the unified titles and then, you know, you keep talking. <laughs> Whoa. Unified. You ain't have that last belt, man. Yeah. Uh, we got James Valdez, San Antonio, Texas. You versus Teal. How would that fight play out? Man, it'll be a great fight. You know, like I said, look, I respect you in the ring, right? He's obviously he's a talented fighter. You know, he got um, that pop. Yeah, he does. You know, um, but like I said, a lot of people underestimate you know me. So um, I think it'll be a good fight, man. I'll pull it out. I know for a hundred percent, I will. You so, um, understand you would be the underdog. Oh, 100%. I, I, I embrace it. Do you Are you a betting man? I gotta ask. I no. gotta ask because. Are but he, would he be the underdog if he would have went straight into it with Tio coming off a loss and an injury? I'm pretty sure I still would. Yeah, I think so. Only because of, you know, obviously what he's accomplishing the name that yeah. he's created for himself, you know. So uh, I thought we had fucking, I thought the odds for Haney Cambosos were like really close. I thought it'd be a lot wider. And I think a lot of that, I think T.O. really sold, uh, not T.O. George really sold himself. So, you know. Mm-hmm. I got New York Bullet. What up, champ? Who are some of the legends that inspired you? Actually, going back to the Teal fight. So now he's got the power. Boxrec says you don't. How do you win that fight? Because even though you don't have the power, you've chose to slug it out and earn respect from certain people. Is it smart to do that with Teal because he allegedly has power? I'm using air quotes, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I won't let him breathe. You know, um, you know, I just I'll, I'll put nonstop pressure, man, and, and he I know he won't like it. You know, and um, I think the accumulation of punches, you know, what ultimately, you know, just was get him. Mm. So New York Bullet in New York says, what's up, champ? Who were some of the legends that inspired you to box? Good luck on everything. Oh, Tom, thank you. Um, You know, to be honest, man, look, I, like, it's crazy because I'm not really like the biggest boxing fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to fight, you know, but I, I like I like Sugar Ray, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, man. He was mm. he was that dude was. It's crazy, man. Like his combinations, his speed, his power. Like you just watch highlight. I could watch highlights of him all day. You know, um, you know, and and um, yeah, it's pretty much him. You know, I liked Oscar De La Hoya in his prime, man. He was, you know, he, I like I liked how he was always like boom, 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 his feet through his combinations. Um, but yeah, man, those are the two guys that I kind of kind of look at. All right, those are all my questions. You have any more? 
Who outside of yourself do you watch today? today? If anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, I man, I like Shakur, man. He's he's the dude's is good. Uh, Terrence is good. Um, you know, um, I like Anello too. You know, I just you know, I think he needs to throw a little more. <laughs> you know, he's gonna depend on his power too much. Um, but uh, but those are those three guys, man, and Lomachenko, of course. You know, those are three guys, man. And I, I'm starting to like uh the monster, man. That dude, oh man. Mm-hmm. Well, Beautiful you brought right up man. Loma, man. Um. Obviously, he's in the war right now. But, but do you want that fight when he and Haney? What do you mean, like when when they when they, for them two to fight? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is, is that a fight that you would like to see? Like, oh, he's being, yeah, of course. He's being brought up a lot, but I just don't know that it's even fair because it's like, when is he going to be back? Mm-hmm. And when he comes back, in what shape is he going to be? And when he comes back, how soon is he going to want to fight? Like. You know, we were speaking earlier. He's coming back from a war. I'm sure he's going to want to get back to his wife and kids and, you yeah. know, spend time with them and, you know, settle back in. So um, how do you see that fight play out, though, um, from the Loma we've seen and what we just saw from Haney? Man, I don't know, man, because what Haney showed, man, he's, he's, dude's, dude's, good, dude's good, man, really good. He's, he's good talent. And uh, man, I don't know. What would you have fight. done with that jab? Because he barely threw the right. So, <laughs> I, I, what would you do? Like, how do you know? Is it just slipping the jab? Was George just not slipping it? Is it that easy? Or, or you know, I mean, because damn, yeah, the man didn't adjust, bro. It, it's, it's it's hard, man. You got a, you got a, a gunshot jab like that, man. It's hard to you know to. Dang, called to, it a gunshot. Yeah, okay. man. Because it's it's it, you know he has he changes. I like I like his jab, man. He changes speeds on it. You know. um and uh, and shout out to Haney, man. He did his thing, man. He you know went out there and and you know I I, I didn't I had my money on Haney. I I thought he was gonna win, you know. But but you can never you know bet against George Cambosis. He's a hard worker too, you know. Um, but um, shout out to Haney, man. He's you didn't get to catch him in the gym, did you? Haney, like, no. Okay, Mm-mm. so you must have just missed him too. Yeah, man. no, he said that. I think we just. Oh no, we asked Fredris that. We asked. Yeah, Fred- yeah. If we Fred- asked Fred- 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 we asked Freddie that. Yeah, okay, because I, you know, obviously he was uh, training at top rank before he headed to Australia, so beautiful, beautiful. Well, Arnold, thank you for your time, and July 15th, top rank ESPN uh, main event, and that's in, uh, where, is that Indio? No, Pachanga, yeah, Temecula, yeah. Uh, Temecula, I'm sorry, Temecula, so um, make sure, and give out your social media so people can tune in, know where to get tickets, and just uh, follow your career. Yeah, um, on Instagram, I'm Arnold underscore Barboza underscore Junior. And on Twitter, I'm uh, Junior Barboza Arnold. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, we're going to take a quick picture with you, do this little intermission. Actually, last one slid in from Alejandro Corona, a.k.a. A-Crown from San Antonio. Who do you think is the best right now at 140? Um... At 140, man, I don't know. It's just, you know, other than myself, um, I, I think, you know, uh man, I uh, man, you can say you know uh, Cepeda's up there, Reggie's up there. Uh, I just think that we all got to fight, you know, each other to figure that out, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, Reggie's is good, Cepeda's good, like I said. Um, man, I mean, I mean, Ramirez, you know, he's 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 good too. Um, so it's 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 right there, man. It's kind of got to start fighting each other to see really who it is, you know. Devin That's Haney true. yesterday said that if the rematch doesn't get made in, you know, or if basically saying that there's a chance that he moves up to 40 next, regardless of, you know, there's matter a fact, chance. Matter of fact, 
were you not offered a Devin Haney fight at 140 if Bill couldn't go to Australia? Nah, they, they didn't. Really? They, no, one, no one offered me a fight. Your name was given to his team. Nah, I didn't know if that. they would have decided not to go to Australia because Bill couldn't make it, am I wrong? Ain't that the name they told us? Your, your name was uh, one of, I want to say, two or three yeah. names that for a Haney fight. That's that crazy w- that, that would... you wouldn't have gotten that offer, though. They, they, I, I mean, and, and that was just... Worst case scenario, Bill can't yeah, go. Yeah, worst case scenario, like if, if Devin's like, fuck that, you can't get my dad in the country, I don't want the fight. Yeah. Then allegedly, you and two other people were, were considered all... for a late summer fight, maybe July or August. Was... Yeah, heartbeat, you know. Mm. Yeah. Well. So he moves up, though. Is that is that a fight that, you know, you would like? You know, moving up, coming off from Undisputed and uh, moving up, uh, you know, to 140. Man, in a heartbeat. Like I said, you know, I'm, 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 I'm here to fight big. I want big fights at this point in my career. You know what I'm saying? So, so if I can get that fight, man, that would be great too. You know, uh, with all respects to him, man, and, and to fight a, a, a fighter like him would be be an honor, man. It'll be an honor to share the ring, and we'll put on a great show. All right, we're gonna take a quick intermission, take a picture with Arnold, and we'll we'll be right back. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have a special treat. In the building for you, coming to you live all the way from New Orleans. So interesting, you come across like a nice guy, but you're really a piece of shit. Hey, with that come comment, on, come on. Nah, that was a piece of shit. Fuck you, that was a piece of shit. You know, we're, we're doing we're doing live TV. Man, I don't care what you're going to do about it. I'm telling you, mother. Why do you have to talk like that? Well, I'm talking to you the way I want to talk to you. You have a problem? Turn off your station. I'm the best ever. What's going on, Coach JT? Welcome to Las Vegas, baby. What's is this up? the first time in Vegas or no? Now this is my uh, second time. Okay. Second time in Vegas. Damn, yeah. wait. So have you always used glasses? I always had glasses, but I wore them for a little bit. And I felt like my eyes had got better. And then uh, my eyes started getting a little worse again. So I started wearing them again. So you use them nearsighted or farsighted? What, what, what do you have? Diff- okay, farsighted. Okay, yeah, I just had to start using these damn things. So unfortunately, JT does not have his children with him who he's training. Three young boys. He's on vacation with the lady, but we can talk about him, man. Um, how long ago did you start training with your sons? When did the journey start? Uh, I would just say... It's almost two years. Two years it'd okay. be in November. And uh I'm proud of what they accomplished. Like the the older two that can compete. Uh they both won um Sugar Bird twice. Uh one of them won uh nationals, silver gloves nationals. Uh so I'm I'm kinda impressed. I'm I'm impressed uh what what they what they accomplished in um almost two years. Mm. So uh what what made you get them into the sport? Is it your love for the sport, or did they watch you watching boxing on TV and you seen them throwing punches? Like, why boxing? Well, I always wanted them to defend themselves because I, I fought a lot growing coming up. Me and my brother did. Uh, me and J Mac, we've always fought a lot, and um, not against each other. I'm talking about fighting in um, schools and stuff mm-hmm. in the streets. But uh, nah, what it was, we was playing football, and you know, football is a big sport down there in New Orleans, and uh. And um, I kept getting into it with all these dad coaches and all this stuff like that. And I felt like it wasn't organized. And they were not trying to develop the kids. They were only trying to develop their own kids. 
So I'm like, man, I got tired of this. So I started doing like teaching them boxing for like self-defense and all that, learn how to defend yourself. But they told me straight up that they wanted to box over football. Mm. So they picked the sport. So how'd you, did you know already about the amateur system? How'd you go about getting involved in it and getting your sons into it? Like, cause again, there's fathers out there that want to get into this, but they don't even know the first step. So what was your first step? Uh, I did, I competed in amateurs okay. and, uh, I did not really know too much about it mm-hmm. until I became more of a coach that I started being more invested on the outside than on the inside as a fighter. And um, I was learning. I didn't even know how to register their books because my coach registered my books and mm-hmm, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, so how'd you learn? What'd uh, you do? Who'd you ask? I had to ask around. Um, I registered. Like, we we were standing in New Orleans first when I first started our journey with the boxing. And then we was transitioning to Texas. And um, I had got their books out there in Texas and stuff like that. I just asked a few coaches around there because we was already sparring and stuff like that. So, uh like I say, just sitting there, sitting back, learning. I don't know everything, so uh, I'm still learning stuff as we go as well. How's this journey been so far? It's been only two years. What's what would you say is the most difficult thing you've gone through in those 24 months? Probably more patience, cause you got these my kids, and uh, you know you expect a lot from your kids, and you want them to, you know, you sometimes like I was talking to one of my barbers. And, you know, kids go show you great moments at times, and then they go show you goofy moments, mm-hmm. especially in, in, inside the ring and outside the ring. So uh, sometimes that, you know, I, that's one of my pet peeves. It, it frustrates me because every sparring day not going to be a good day as well. So uh, I'll be like, you were just doing this. We were just working on this. And then when you get in the ring, you don't make that adjustment to it and stuff like that. So uh, it's just being more patient with them and stuff like that, you know. Knowing that they're learning, and if I go back and watch videos from the beginning, it, we sit back and we I show them the video. I'm like, look at this, and then they start laughing like, oh, this is how I used to look. Like, <laughs> yeah, now you look a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. So with time and processing, I see that they're evolving. So when, I guess, when do you decide? What's the next step for them, or is this because they're still children? Is this just, you know, to keep them off the street, keep them disciplined, or is your goal to eventually have them turn professional? My goal is eventually to have them turn professional. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when they get older, I, I still want them to go to college, and then they're gonna be a young pro. Now, if the if the Olympics, if they can't, if they don't, I think they're gonna miss the Olympics because of the age. Because I think you got to be eighteen. I'm not for certain. But uh, at 18 years old, depending on what nationals they won or um, got close to winning and stuff like that, uh, I'll turn them pro, professional. Is there a certain amount of, certain amount of national wins you want to have under their belt before you turn them pro? Uh, most definitely. Because I know, I know from being in the industry, I hear the more nationals, the easier it is for you to get a managerial or or, or promotional contract. So the yeah, more national definitely. wins you have, most definitely. Uh. Most definitely. And, like, see, winning nationals at these age groups, uh, it's big, but it's bigger when you get older, like 14, mm-hmm. 15, 16. I think that's when they really start paying more attention to you. So that's the ones I really want to um, definitely want to win, uh, come close to winning for sure because you got better talent. You got kids. That's the kids that's looking like that's going to be the next generation in future because the kids now, you might win and they might drop off to another sport. But we're trying to stay consistent, and this is all we do right here. 
So, uh, obviously, I know because, you know, we know each other that you've already started traveling for sparring. Why did you think it was so important to leave your state when they're so young, when you could, you know, one would debate that maybe they could be developed locally uh, because they're so young? What was the importance that you found in getting them work outside of their state? Different styles. Like, when we went to Ohio... Uh, a lot of them kids box. They, they, they like they, they in space boxing. And uh, <laughs> what do you I, mean they in space? Like what? How? What I mean? Like when we in Texas, you deal with a lot of flat footed, come forward type style fighters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, you have a few slick fighters, but uh, you got a lot of come forward type of style fighters in Texas. But when you're in Ohio, them kids are boxing. So like when we at these amateur tournaments and um. One of the, one of the uh, one of the fights my son lost in nationals the second the second as we lost to a kid from Ohio and I felt like he won it but I see why he lost it because he did I worked the kid but I asked one of the judges what happened and um they said they were looking for more effective punching and the kid did land more effective punches but I still felt like Jer- uh Jeremiah I feel like Jeremiah I worked the kid you know you know, throwing a lot of shots, staying on them and stuff like that. So most definitely that, that opened my eyes about, like, okay, I need them to start learning how to box and seeing these different styles more, like from different Philly, Ohio. We haven't touched California yet, and we haven't touched Vegas, but we plan on doing that soon. Um. So do you plan on being, excuse me, trainer manager? Yes. That's my plan. Uh, Have you bought and read Adrian Clark's book about being a manager? Nah, actually, I haven't. I haven't yet. Because you know he's from Texas, and, and aren't you? In, you just bought a home in Texas, just right? Bought a home Congratulations, in Texas. man! What part? What part? Closer to Fort Worth. Okay, uh, closer to Fort Worth than Dallas. You know, Fort Worth is a, a bigger city down yeah. there. Is just as Dallas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. So if you're by Fort Worth, uh, have you taken the kids to Hector Vasquez Gym where we had Border Wars? Because a lot of pros go there. Oh, Virgil trains there. You talking about um, Sweat Gym? Yeah. They don't have no kids. No kids? <laughs> Man, listen. <laughs> I've been to most of all the gyms around there. I call for the work. I think a lot of people know us and stuff like that. Uh, a few gyms I can't go back to. but uh, Damn, what you mean? They said don't come back. Yeah, it, it, it got... It got to a point like well, but because something outs like what you guys had verbal altercation or it, it the got, sparring went got so bad that they said we don't want your kids to fight to, to practice here. Now what happened like one time one gym, I'm just gonna say this. Uh, Jeremiah was sparring this kid older than him. How old is Jeremiah and how many pounds? He, he's ten and he fights at ninety or ninety five, uh, and he was getting the better of this kid. And uh, so what happened? The kid, the kid got mad because. How the pre- the pressure like Jeremiah makes you fight the whole entire time mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So the kid got mad and grabbed him and slung him down by his neck and then hit him. I was okay with the turnaround because I feel like he caught him off balance and he need to learn the, how to shift his balance. But I ain't like when he hit him when he when was, he was down on the floor on the floor. So I hopped in the ring and stuff like that because I looked at the coach to say something. He didn't say nothing. I I gave a quick look and then I hopped in the ring. And then that's when everybody else went hop in the ring. A uh, bunch of dads. I had my two little kids that was on their iPads sitting down in the. So I'm, it's just me and my kids in there. And it got to a point where I was trying to explain to the man, like, hold on, man. Like, 
you didn't say nothing. This your gym. So I stepped involved. And I felt like we all adults in here. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to break them up. So they actually, what Jeremiah did, he got up and he started hitting the kid. Before me and the, while me and the coach was going at it, Jeremiah got up off the ground and started hitting the kid. So mm. they started fighting again. So I backed off and let them, you know, let them squabble it out. And then that's when another kid came from the outside trying to, Kid from the outside came in and he tried to jump in. What? So, yeah, it, it got it got personal in there. It got very personal in there. So like he was like, man, you know what? Y'all just don't come back. But I felt like they were so losers because at the end of the day, I'm like, I told the coach, I sent him a long text message. I tried to show you in videos because you kept saying my son was headbutting him, but they both were southpaws and he's a come forward type fighter. And stuff. Your son, if your if your fighter is leaning his head and my son leaning head, they're gonna touch heads. Like, come on, man. Like, and uh, I kept trying to show him on a video, but he didn't want to watch the video. So I could just tell he was just take getting in his feelings, taking mm. it personal. Yo, that happened to us kind of yesterday. Totally different scenario, but the car wash guy. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. Chill, don't say that. All right. He, you know. All right. He not random. If it was random, he definitely not random. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but we are talking Tank versus Haney, man. Um, I, I I know we were talking your sons. I do want to transition. Everybody knows you for being a a long time caller. Uh, you seen what Haney did, and you're a trainer, man. Uh, what was the good? What was the bad, if any? I heard your conversation with Haney uh, yesterday, Ness, and um, somebody said about a second gear. I feel like he didn't go into his second gear. He kept Yeah, it. he said he didn't either. Uh, yeah, I heard I heard what he said, and I understand what he mean by that because I wanted to see him go into second gear with throwing more combinations, but he kept it simple, kept a jab at him, kept fainting, kept kept him off his, tra- off his trail. I would say, like, when you do different stuff in there, what a lot of fighters don't do at that level, what Devin Haney is doing, uh, when you do different stuff like that, it keeps, it keeps the rhythm the, off you. Off the off the fight, if you understand what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see Devin Haney start like picking them apart more, like how Shakur Stevenson start doing when he get when he get your time and get your rhythm, he just start picking you apart and stuff like that. But I didn't see that. I I seen he kept it basic. I know his coaches and them was hollering, throw the two hand, throw the two hand. I heard that um, when I was watching the fight. What you is know, the two hand? His back, his backhand. You know, you sometimes when you when you had skill as Devin Haney and you could set off timing, you could lead with your backhand as a jab, and mm. it starts throwing start start throwing the time off even more on the fighter. So, you wanted to see more right hands. You wanted wanna, to see that I, second I gear. See. But being a coach, did you understand what he said? Like, it was so easy. And I didn't want to risk it being, you know, because he said, like, look, I did that in the Linares fight, and that's all y'all remembers that I got clipped. Y'all don't remember I was beating the shit out of him. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, I felt like one of my um, my sons lost a fight because uh, we, were, we were in Texas. Uh, it was a Latino fighter, and uh, I felt like around the table it was, it was, it was Mexican judges. And he, I feel like he won the fight clearly because he outboxed the kid being, being simple, and it was easy. But they gave it to the other kid because the other kid was throwing a lot of punches. Mm-hmm. So I looked at Devin Haney's situation. He's, you know, he's not in the, he's not in the U.S. He was on his other guy's turf, and um, I felt like it could have been a closer fight if he ain't separated. Even though he was winning it, 
But some judges might score some different. Yeah, well, they scored JT at 8-4. It's different. It's different. Two judges scored at 116-112. And it's also different in the amateurs and the pro because, bro, you get to not necessarily handpick your judges, but they give you a selection to pick from. And you can you can say, I don't want that guy. So it's Because like, actually there was a judge that was selected two. that just— There was two judges— That were selected that just— Judged George's last fight, so it's well, like, nah, well, we don't want that. One guy. of them had judged his last fight, and the other one had judged like two fights ago. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But it's like they said no, so then they had to get those judges one. were you know removed. So I think it's, it's kind of like jury selection. If so you guys don't both agree, that guy can't fight. You know, so basically uh, what y'all are saying is like when and I know in a, you can't pick your uh, your judges in the amateurs, but in the pros you could pick. A certain judge that look for a certain style, but you got to know these judges, right? It's got to be a pool. So, like, so if you're fighting for IBF, you you pick from the IBF commission judges, and then we got to approve as fighters or teams. Like, he got to be like cool with with, with uh, Austin, and if I'm not, I got to give my reasons why. They'll take him off and give us a replacement, and then we both got to be cool again with that judge. So yeah, it is. It is. You know, you can, you do select, but we got a two dollar super chat from Omar, the great one in the UK, that says JT has the greatest intro in TBV history. <laughs> Play it for me one time. I thought we just did that. So interesting that you come across like a nice guy, but you're really a piece of shit. Hey, with that and we did put out a post for you on Patreon. So it uh, looks like I got, um, who is up first? Ruin of 504 says, why is boxing not bigger in our hometown of New Orleans? Uh, I think they do it backwards. They, uh, um, me personally, like at the Sugarbird, we just fought a kid from um, New Orleans and we beat him. Um, I just think they focus on their pros more than they focus on the younger kids. And football is bigger and basketball is bigger down there than them sports from what I've seen. That's why another transition to Texas was a little more easier because I know we was going to get better work out there. Like when we went to Houston, we was gym hopping every other day out there getting solid work. From kids, and I felt like Texas was a little more passionate with their boxing. New Orleans is not. What you mean passionate? Like they, they more invested. More invested. Like you know, like they invested in like with baseball, football, basketball. Mm -hmm. And I feel like New Orleans was never like that. They invest more in the um, basketball and football. I got Rod in the eight seven zero says showing love to JT. Good luck with your boys. One hundred emoji flexing emoji. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. R. Jonesy says we keep missing his super chat. Um, let's see. He said we missed one from yesterday. So we're going to scroll. I was going to say, I ain't seen none. No, he sent one today saying we missed it from yesterday, but I don't see yesterday's yet. R. Jonesy yesterday said, glad he was late because uh, I guess he missed the word. Glad he was late. Because now, no, glad he was late, so was I. Oh, all right, I'm reading it wrong. Glad he was late, so was I. Laugh aloud. Now I don't miss none. Shout out to TBB for getting one of the my favorite fighters on. Can't wait for that glove raffle. Missed out on the EJ one. Won't miss out on this one. There is none. 
Devin said, no, sir. You get no autograph. He said he doesn't sign autographs. So that was the only one it seems like we missed. But R. Jones, he did send another one today, basically reminding us that we missed his yesterday. Um, what's your thoughts on Gary Antoine Russell having a fight, Rancy's Bartholomew? That's the one that fought uh, Boots in it? Yeah. Uh, Boots? Okay. That's the one that allegedly has a win over Boots in the amateurs. He got a few wins um, on uh, over uh, get, um, Boots. But uh, I got to watch. I haven't watched that guy fight. Uh, I think I've seen him fight one time. And Bartholomew is. Who who did he fight uh, big? Uh, he beat Argenis Mendez. He was a one-time champ, right? At 30, Danny? Then he who he lost to? He lost to a big name too. Uh, he did lose to someone. I know he had Robert a draw. Easter. He had Robert a draw. It was Easter? a draw. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull him up. I think I saw that fight. Who you talking about? I mean, but based off of knowing both of those guys, I give it to the uh, I give it to Russell. Mm. But I wanted to talk more back about uh, uh, Javante Davis and Devin Haney. Mm-hmm. That's a 50-50 fight, man. Mm. Cause uh. Even got, after you seen Devin put on a masterclass, <laughs> man, Tank ain't gonna be sitting there doing it with, with uh with again both. I mean, let's be style. real though. Roley made it to round six Roley, with a basic jab. Roley is a bigger man though, and he was trying to oppose his will over Tank. And right. Tank set him up, but uh, basic t- jab. It wasn't Devin's no, jab. No, but see, the thing about them, they both got that. Uh, they both got this. Boxing like is is different like that that uh elite boxing style like Tank could set you up and um Devin Haney you think Devin Haney ain't going this uh second gear against uh this guy he goes probably stay in the first gear a lot against Javante because Javante is slick and he respond back quick mm-hmm. he could he could respond back quick then he's southpaw. And I think yeah, South but it's Boston. it's gonna be up to Tank to come forward, like it was up to 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 to, to Camboso. Haney gonna be putting that jab out there. Now it's up to Tank to either slip and sell out for like some sort of uppercut, or like you got to get past that jab. But another thing, also, I feel like if Tank don't respect Devin Haney power, he's go he might take something. He might get caught with it. He might try to Bruh, he might try to slip. He it. respected Leo's power. He he respected Leo's power. He no, he didn't. He kept he he kept going forward on Leo. He walking Leo down yeah, on a high guard. A, if you do that to Haney, what he gonna do? Knock knock, body right. shot. Okay. Knock knock, loop it around the top. And we know that as a slick fighter, if you get in the high guard, like you supposed you supposed to pick, you supposed to uh, defect that high guard. And I think if Javante Davis get in a high guard, it's gonna only be for a split second to set something else up. Yeah, but that's the thing. Now you in there with that athleticism of Haney. So when you come out this peekaboo to come with a big ass left, well, he's a righty, big ass right hook. Haney gonna see that hey. shit slip. Remember what he was doing with Cambosa? We just talked to him. He was already see, he gonna watch tape. He already was anticipated. So he would jab and already move. Cambosa ain't had to do nothing. He like, all right, but see, we talk- every time. See, if we talk about, we're not talking about Cambosa and Tank. Think about Tank high guard. He know how to work the high guard. He's not going to come out like this and open up. He's going to catch something first and then return something like that. Or he might catch it with the same hand and then return even, the same Even hand. worse, because that means he going to parry Devin's knock-knock jab that he did on Leo, on, 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 on uh, Joseph Diaz and Leonidas. He just knocks on your dumb ass high guard like, hello, 
boom, loop you right around either to the body. Only thing I don't like is that he pulled out a lot because he relies on them fucking reflexes. You know what I'm saying? That's how Linares clipped him. But he didn't do that this fight. This could be a good fight. And I'm telling you, like, you got to give Tank a, a, a good... It's a 50-50 fight. They both can box. I can't sit there and say Devin Haney is a better boxer than Tank. Uh, I see both of them have that slick style. But Javante I mean, I tell you this. Power. I ain't see Tank and his team offer up no, no sparring footage. I ain't see Tank and his team say fucking uh, Bill Lyon. Well, from me watching different videos, I heard Tank hurt him every time they sparred. Where that's at? I don't know. Because, I mean, don't Devin and Bill talk cash shit? So if you had some shit hurting me and I'm the talkingest motherfucker, wouldn't you put it out? Yeah, but... I mean, because I damn sure seen Roley put out him beating up Ryan. Yeah, but... And I that's mean, why that, Ryan that bet 20000 Like, I'm going to tell you right now, Roley would have gave Devin Haney trouble. If Devin Haney would have beat him, he would have gave him trouble like that because how he fights, he, he's a strong... He Like, he's a strong man. I'm coming... Mm-hmm. I'm coming. He and he throw a lot of power shots that you have to respect. So even though we looked at it, yes, Javante was the smaller man in there, but he was sitting back to catch him like he did. He was sitting back to catch him. He was comfortable the whole time. I disagree with it, but you, but that's what I'm saying. You can't. That ain't the game plan for Devin Haney. You, you gave up six rounds, damn near. He not gonna give up six rounds against him. I think he's and that's what I'm saying. He tried to do that shit with Haney. He lost. He's not gonna respect Devin Haney like that because he's a boxer, and I think I don't think he's gonna respect Devin Haney power. Mm. So he's gonna make he goes he goes try to he go get he go get the green light a lot. Against um, Devin Haney. Mm. I got Bougie from Broward that says, What's good, TBV fan? What style you teaching your sons right now that that are competing, pro or amateur? Uh, so are you teaching pro, them a pro style or amateur a style or a mixture of both? It's a mixture of both because, like, in a pro style, it's hard to win a fight. You got to throw – it's points. You got to score. I mean, don't get me wrong. You got to have a hard jab, but sometimes you got to just touch them. As long as you touch them, it's supposed to be scoring. So I'm teaching them a, a pro style that conversing is an amateur right now, but then we could convert it back to a pro when we turn professionally. Also, I'm teaching them how to fight on the inside, outside, mid-range, uh, high guard, low guard. Uh, and I've, I'm teaching them very, they very fundamentally. First, we all They both started with a, in a high guard, basics, hands up, and stuff like that. Now they're starting to drop their hands. And they're getting to understand how to move their head when their hands are dropped. David did super good. But I have to tell you this right here. He did super good. But guess what I did? You matched someone against him? Huh? You put a, one of your fighters against Devin him? Devin Haney? Yes, I did. Who'd you put? Devin Haney? You, you better believe it. How did that go? How did it go? <laughs> Man, that, don't even ask the question. <laughs> it, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't even worth asking because it was a one-way deal. It only one man controlled it. And that was Devin Haney. Huh. Told you. No. Boxer always beat the puncher, man. That's not, but look, we could ask Devin, uh, we could ask Tank, uh, uh, coach the same thing and he's gonna give he's gonna give you a different point of view. Mm, I don't that, know. Calvin seems like a straight shooter. He is a straight shooter, but he's still he's not gonna be biased. And um I think he I think I think Floyd Mayweather Senior was kind of overreacting on that. I think it was some good sparring. They both got touched. And when you say hurt, 
you know, st- you get good shots, you get good body shots in there, and that happens and stuff like that. But I, I actually believe Tank probably hurt. Well, he ain't say hurt. He said it was one way beaten. No, I don't believe that. I don't. Bro, boxer is the matador. I don't believe it. They're both boxers. They just come at. So it they say. Ways. So they say. We ain't really seen Tank had the box to the cruise fight, and that was, you know, that was not the Devin Haney type of box. That was more like him showing you he could pivot. You know what I'm saying? He could parry. You f- All right, let me ask you this. You feel like Devin Haney could have did more against Gambosa? Opened yeah. up a little more? Yeah. How you think he going to do against Tank? Somebody a little slicker that, that comes to different angles, different ways. Yeah, no, listen, we might we might be seeing, the, like I said, the I birth of Devin Money, which is I'm going to outbox you like Floyd. That's okay. It's Tank who's Madonna. Not Devin. He would. No one will ever confuse Devin for the puncher. He's supposed to box. Right. He's sweet pea. But see the thing about Tank, he, and I, I wouldn't even compare him to Madonna. He's a puncher, but he. I'm telling you, no, he, he's way more skilled yeah, than Madonna. I'm not trying to disrespect Tank at yeah, all. He, that's what I'm saying, though. I think Tank would not open up against uh, a Tank. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think Devin would. Open up. It would take a few rounds. You know, Tank get tired if he touching him to the body effectively enough and stuff like that. That might throw a little his time off, his reflex. But Devin got to do that, and he got to commit as well. Because I think they both gonna be. But that's what about I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Devin never need to open up. As we seen, he ain't open up really in the in the George well, fight. Like I think he Tank got a jab, 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 move, move, pivot, jab, hole. Tank small this as fight, hell when yeah, it come to clinching. This fight, like we we, we saw what Roley did. Roley was pushing Tank back, and I say Roley was gonna push Tank back mm-hmm. on the back foot. A lot of people say, "Nah, Tank will walk him down." I know Roley was gonna push him back off the sides and stuff like that. But see, Devin and um Tank, Devin might be the bigger guy, but I guarantee you gonna see uh Tank going forward more and uh, against Devin Haney. Not until after the fourth. Not until after the fourth. They go be they go be. He's gonna have to deal with shot. that timing. They both he gonna have to deal with it. He's gonna have to figure out that speed, that footwork. Devin will be from the beginning, as soon as the bell ring, Devin will be the boxer in that fight. It's gonna be on tank to find Devin. Cause again, like you said, I believe you. He gonna respect tank power. That's why he gonna do what he did to George to the tenth power. He ain't going to have his... He probably ain't going to do none of this. But the style... He ain't going to do none of that hands-down shit that he did on George with, 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 with Tank, I don't I, think. I, I agree. I absolutely you know? agree. That's I what hope I'm not. I hope he don't. So, the question is, when we going to see that second gear against Tank? Because we're not going to see it because I think... You mean, you mean when we going to see the second gear in Haney? That's when someone pushes him. When someone makes him, I guess, have to come... Like, he going to do what he did in the Bosos fight until... Tank puts him down, and, it's, and, and it's, he gotta he gotta get out of a hole. So now he gotta use the right hand. And it's similar. But to, if you ain't put me down, what I'm, I ain't gotta use this it, motherfucker. It's similar to what Calvin Ford has always said. You know, we haven't had to show the boxing skills. You know, we we haven't had to use all of our tools. Right. So I don't know. Even though I love that Tank versus Cruz fight because he showed boxing skills, pivoting skills. Like he showed he's more than just a puncher. It also showed that, uh, you know, there's some holes there that could be capitalized this, on. This is what I saw. You 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 talking about Santa Cruz fight when he dropped him? The thing about that fight, I think uh, Tank didn't respect his power. He mm-hmm. was getting touched a lot, but he was still walking him down in a high guard. 
And normally when you do that, you don't respect nobody. You don't respect his power. Because, you know, when I catch you, I'm going to catch you. But that's what Devin said yesterday. He said, you know, people talk about him not having power, but they respect him because if they did, they'd walk him down. And Cambosos wasn't trying to walk Devin down. He was, he was inching forward, but he wasn't trying to walk him down like Tank be pairing your shit and now I'm in your house. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We'll that's- see. We'll see is he going to do that when Devin smack him with that left hook. I think he going to do a different. He going to show different. We'll looks, see. Though. He, we go, he go we'll see. Looks. I just think it's going to be a greater fight than people think. People think, obviously, Tank is the puncher. It's going to be easy. But it's, it's boxing history tells us, like, the boxer usually beats the puncher. Look at what Tyson did to Wilder. It's it's a 50-50 fight to me. We'll and, see. Um, both fighters can win. I can see how both fighters can win. I agree with you. Devin Handy can box. Tank can box, he could punch, though. He just bringing a little more holes. He got more to his game, though, honestly. I think he can bring more out than Devin Haney. I just feel like even even Gamboa was like 30-plus. I ain't even going 30-plus and made it to 11th with a busted Achilles heel. That ain't the athleticism and youth of Haney. Don't make the youthful pivots of Haney. Haney Haney pivoting with more energy than a fucking old-ass Gamboa. I'm not mistaken. Didn't Devin Haney fight um, Gam- Gamboa too? Yeah. Did did he fit stop him? He ain't get touched by him. That's that's what I'm saying. See, I'm not claiming Devin to be a puncher. I'm claiming he the boxer. The puncher got to stop him. Okay. Look, not to make excuses for Tank, but I think he had a problem uh, in the weight camp, and um, he probably was drained before that fight. And yeah. how was he drained when he was moving up in weight for that fight? Yeah, he, he went from up. thirty to thirty-five. All right, he was all right. We're not talking. He moved up, but let's let's talk about the way he probably came down from. Which means he started at twenty-six. No, no, the walk. Oh, oh, well, yeah, walk but that's your, that. Look, you if you ain't disciplined, Haney, right. Haney training. That's, that's what I'm saying, though. So when we saw we saw that fight when he fought Gamboa, it took him a long time to get to mm-hmm. Gamboa. But I mean, he, he eventually got to Gamboa. Uh, Devin Haney but, went But that's what rounds. I'm saying. Behold, he eventually got to Gamboa, who wasn't the Gamboa that fought Crawford. I agree. So so, so when he eventually or allegedly eventually gets to Haney, Haney won't be there because he ain't got the old-ass reflexes of Gamboa. So you saying, you saying. I'm that, saying he's too young, too fast. So you saying the Devin Haney and Gamboa fight was better than the Tank and Gamboa fight? For Devin, it was. Devin ain't, Devin ain't have the issues of Tank. Like, whether you think Tank had no issues or not, Devin basically pitched the shutout. Just like he pitched the shutout with Cambosos, just like he pitched the shutout with Joseph Diaz. Those are shutouts to me. You you only win two, three rounds, dog. You ain't close. I agree with you These on that. These championship fights, this 12 rounds. You got to yeah. win even 8-4. Like, Floyd notoriously would be, win found, fights 8-4 because he would give those first four not completely away, but, you know, Figuring but, you out, but we all know that that was after he fought uh, Tank Davis as well. So that made that made him another older fighter mm-hmm. in the ring. Okay, so I mean it was good fights for both of their careers, <laughs> but we both know that wasn't the the same. But um, Gamboa that fought Bud Crawford because that Gamboa would have been a different fight for I think both of both of those fighters, and Gamboa would have been a puncher against Devin Haney. Would you say Tank lunges in? He launches in sometimes. And what what is the kryptonite for a dude that's jumping in? Hey, when you when he tell him, coach, you go get caught with something. But what what, what what is easier to catch that person with? A uppercut. Oh, I would say a jab. Especially, I would say a no, jab. No, a step back, uppercut, hook, 
Oh, like you say, step back or jab? Yeah, I, I mean, would jab is that. Uh, catching right there, pass head. As soon as you try and jump, uh, all on your face, busted mm. nose. He do it different, though, man. Like, I'm telling you, when that fight happened. I'm not, and again, I'm not trying to downplay Tank. I'm just, it's not even Tank Devin. It's boxer versus puncher. That's how I look at it. Until Tank shows me that he could box, it, like. I think it's boxer, puncher versus boxer. That's okay. what I think. And, and again, you're not the first person to say that. Everyone says Tank has phenomenal boxing skills. Um, but we haven't seen him put them truly on display. I haven't seen the jab, which is the 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 first tool of boxing. I agree. Maybe he has phenomenal reflexes. Maybe he has phenomenal punching power. Maybe he has phenomenal, phenomenal explosiveness. Is he really a boxer without a jab? Uh yeah, because you know a lot of fighters. What I notice, uh, <laughs> a lot of top fighters don't have a jab. I'm not gonna say no names, uh, but uh, they they get away with the fainting, the uh, doing the extra stuff. Because if you're not fainting, you're supposed to be jabbing, mm-hmm. or vice versa, and stuff like that. And that's what I tell my kids: if you're not if you're not jabbing, you fainting to set something up. And that's what I think Tank do well. Like he he faints, he shows like he's about to do something, and then then he come in and catch you. So that's why he probably get away with not having a jab effective. Because Tank kind of, he's sharp, but he fights on the out, outside good, you know, in his I just distance. don't think that Perry and shit going to work with that. Like, with a dude with a jab, you ain't going to be able to just walk in pity patting, thinking gotta, you going to parry. Show that dude, like, he ain't going to parry every Devin Haney jab and, and walk in. That ain't happening. Listen, he got to show that look, though. That's That's just like trying to. Get more stuff to see what what can I open up on you. He gonna show that look to see because normally, like I know for a fact, his dad Devin Haney dad teaching him in the high guard. If somebody in the high guard, you better get him out of it because you gotta you closing the distance on your hands is here, so you closing the distance so Devin Haney could step up a little bit, cheat up a little bit. He could cheat up a little bit, and um, he's gonna try to get him out that high guard. But I think Tank, you know what I think he gonna do once Tank get in that high guard, I'm gonna knock knock. Hello. Two double jabs quickly from him. Yeah, bam, bam. from the outside. Yeah, yeah. And then if 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 he's brave, and that's gonna force Tank to keep his hands up more. If he until he gets the timing, I think. But see, Tank got that high guard where he know how to pull back. Some guys fighting a high guard, all they know how to do is go forward or side yeah. to side. You right. You right. Back. Like how how Floyd used to yeah, do. Floyd yeah, used yeah, to get yeah. in the high right. guard right. and pull back and come back and counter you. Actually, I got your brother counter punching in. What up? Jay Mac. Hello. We what hear up, you. Yeah, what up, JT? What up, Ness? What oh, up? Danny. What up, what up? Hey, shout out to my brother and my nephews, but I'm tired of hearing the bullshit on the show. <laughs> Never Haney, but one side the fuck out Tank. Oh, my God. We ain't close. It ain't, it ain't, it's not a close fight. The things that Tank does, Devin would expose. Devin's a bigger man. We saw what he does with Roly. No, Devin don't have the power like Roly. But he's the bigger man. So that means Tank would back up if Devin did press him. But Devin ain't going to press him in the way Roly did to where he put himself in advantage to be countered. He's going to press him with a jab and keep him at the end of his range, which we've seen that Devin, uh, Devin did do in his undisputed fight and what I'm sure he can do against a smaller man than Tank. As Gary, I don't believe Tank is this boxer. The last fighter I believed that without showing me was Adrian Broner. And as soon as I saw him fight Marcus Madonna when he needed a box, he didn't have it. It was just all talking. 
Tank showed us what he can do. He's explosive. He's athletic. He's powerful. Um, but boxing, he can outbox the guys that he's been in the ring with, but he won't be the superior boxer against Devin Haney. I think Devin Haney, like y'all played the floor clip. Floor clip said what it was. I believe that's the reason why they don't have the energy to put Tank in the ring with a, a Devin Haney. Because Devin Haney has worked on him. I, I've seen his Mikey Bay interview uh, uh, surface where he was saying certain names on guys like Ryan Tank, Teofimo, the reason why they don't want to fight these guys because Tevin has a history with those guys. Devin been in the ring with them. Devin has fought them multiple times, and it's not close, and Devin got his number. So I'll put two and two together and add it up. I don't think the fight is as close as possible. I think Floyd has held uh, Tank hand because he knows Tank has some attributes that he could get off against certain fighters. He could come forward against certain fighters, but he can't come forward against every fighter. So if he can't come forward against the guy with the longer jab that moves and on his toes and counter punches and box all night, and he can't outbox him going backwards, how is he going to win the fight? This setup and this big shot that he will let. in love with the power, it. man. That's all. They they banking on power. And I, that, I don't even think he'll be able to get that off on Devin. I think Devin is too long. Devin fights too disciplined. And yes, he stayed one speed. I agree with my brother when he said he never went to that second gear, but he didn't have to. And as he get older and as he go along for entertainment basis, I think he'll get more com- comfortable. He'll get more sharper. He'll get better balance. He'll get better rhythm. And he'll know when to step on the gas. But he didn't need to. He was young, getting an undisputed run. And I think Tank, I don't think Tank beat uh, a Devin. I don't think Tank beats a Shakur. I think Shakur and Devin are two, are two well-rounded boxers. And Tank is too small to land that big punch. That explosion is that he depends on. He can't explode on them dudes. Them dudes going to step back and reset them. He can only explode on flat-footed fighters that stand in front of him. He don't pivot. He don't move his head. Well, he, that he, much. he he pivoted he in that. Of, he pivoted in that listen, in that Isaac Cruz fight like a motherfucker. He pivoted in that Isaac Cruz against a guy that was coming forward. And that's when you're doing certain things in the ring with a fighter that you're more superior in. Yes, you pull that shit off. But when you're in there with a guy that's just as a letter or in box, you're not going to be pivoting. Would he go pivot forward? No, and I the guy that's I agree. Back, will step back and jab him. I agree with you there that 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 I think I think people are see they only seen the jab in this fight and I think they're overlooking the athleticism he showed us. He showed us superior athleticism in that fight. He would duck after every jab and miss like make Camboso Smith all them hooks. He only got hit with a hook in the 6th round. It finally happened after 6 rounds of boxing. He finally seen Oh, damn, Devin keeps leaning to the right after every jab. Finally landed one hook. Like, I think his athleticism is crazy. He was behind George. How many times did he end up behind George? Go under the under the underarm, and he'd be right. behind George hugging him like, what up, champ? <laughs> he was playing the weak side. Yeah, exactly the, what he said. And um, that's another thing I've seen that Devin had, and he understand the weak side of the fighter. When If he's a, if Gamboza was a, a right-hand fighter, it would be his left side. So what he'd do, he would take, this side away from away him. from him. He's really working this side. He's he's working both sides where he could hit him with the left or his right hand. But really, this hand won't be effective. Now Gamboa Gamboa got to. I mean, uh, Gamboa's got to step over to take that away from Cambosis. him. Cambosis, Cambosis got to or Sos is it Sos Cambosos? Yeah. But this what I what what my I agree my brother. This is what he don't realize when he say Devin. I don't see with Devin Haney walking down. Devin Haney is a, he stays in the middle of the ring and he wants to box. He wants to box you. But he walked down Leonardo's. 
but he's not gonna walk down tank. I don't see he's not gonna walk down. We tank. don't know. I don't think. Listen, he when goes, you see sun, you see sun. You start. Tank, tank is gonna use mm, more straight the right. Tank's tankers go go backwards when he want to go backwards, and um, he's gonna go forward when he want to go forward. I think he gonna be setting up traps for uh, Devin Haney, and De- that Devin Haney gonna have to respect. So it's a good fight. I still want to see it though, but I, I favor Tank Davis to win the fight. Let me get to some of these calls for these phone lines closed. Al in the Bay, what up? Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? Shout out to all y'all in the building. Um, yeah, I think Devin Haney and um, Demonte Davis, I think they should fight. Um, I listened to a little Devin Haney a little bit. He was saying, you know, eventually he's going to move up. So I think if he do, if Ken Bosa do decide not to get that rematch, I think Devin Haney should, I mean, Tank should be his last fight at 135. Um, if possible, he can bring it to the bay. If not, then it's cool, you know. I ain't gonna lie. I, I drop a band just to go see Devin Haney, you know, in the Bay Area. And I haven't dropped a band for nothing. For nothing. So <laughs> that would be an exciting fight. I think it would sell out. Yeah. All right, champ. Thanks for calling in. He said, and I, and I ain't drop a band on nothing. I hear you, man. Uh, fuck, $1,000. So he, he got Devin Haney winning then. Mm, sound like it. He definitely from the Bay and wants to fight in the Bay. I would assume he don't want Devin to go out there to lose. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to slide in one question for you and then get back to another caller. Be patient with us. We got Israel. Nope. We got... Uh, Big Fish Vega says, Big Fish Mafia in the building. Can you explain why Earl Spence is one of the best fighters in the world? And stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, they said that uh, you're going to get and that they're going to get and stuff like that shirts made for you. Okay. Oh, I guess that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, because they word. say you, they say, Duh. I guess that's one of your phrases. Okay. Uh, shout out to uh, Big Fish Vega. Uh, Errol Spence is very fundamentally sound. He don't. Uh, he don't do all the things like the Devin Haney's uh, or even Terrence Crawford, Javante Davis do, but he's fundamentally sound. He's always busy, always working in the ring, and he's always in a position to punch back. Uh, I know a lot of fighters, I mean, a lot of callers call in and say, Devin, um, Errol don't move his head as much, but I like how Errol fights because he's, he's blocking out the high guard, the pairing, and he's returning shots, and then he has an effective jab. It's not one of the fastest jabs, but he know how to throw his jab. He know how to, how I would say, good timing, good rhythm on on his jab. And um, like I said, I think that's what's gonna beat Bud Crawford because he go set his Bud go try to set his traps against Arrow. Arrow go try to, him and Derek go set up some traps against Bud. And I think that's what uh he's gonna get Bud into a fight. And Bud likes to fight. And I think that's what's gonna eventually happen. Bud Bud go get clipped. Mm. J Mac Boomerang. Don't look. <laughs> I know how he coming. <laughs> uh, I don't even need my intro. I'm gonna <laughs> run both of my boomerang boomerangs back to back. Hey, that's what I love about my brother. We got two different. Um, we got similar mentalities when it comes to how we deal with things and address things in life. But when it comes down to this boxing, we see things completely fucking different. All that he said about Arrow. That's good for everybody, everyone in Fort. 
when he's stepping in the ring with Terrence Crawford, some of the things you just said about Devin and Tang Ness, mm-hmm. let's look at Arrow's balance. If you go back and look at Exhibit A, watch him against the Ugas fight, Ugas was a guy that stood in front of him. He was a counterpuncher, flat-footed, didn't throw much punches. Arrow was leaning forward to work on him and put the work on him. Arrow is best when he's a volume puncher and what have you. I haven't seen Arrow outbox anybody except Mike Garcia. It's a smaller man, and when you're a superior fighter, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do in there against a guy that can't touch you. But it's different. And like the guy that you had on here earlier, the 6'2", 147-pounder you had on here, mm-hmm. he said Bud is a smart fighter. He thinks and he understands what he's doing. He doesn't do the same thing over and over. You heard him say he's banking on Bud to be set up into a fight. Let's just say Bud does decide to go fight. Let's let's also decide when he does. Let's also point out when he decides to pick the fight. Normally, it ends up in him stopping the opponent. So whether he arrow or when he makes him commit to a fight, that's when Bud gonna know what he want and he gonna work on arrow and get arrow out of there. The reason why Bud knockout guys is the way he places his punches and he set up his shots. A lot of time you don't see the big punch coming. That's the difference from punching power and effective punching. A lot of guys are in love with the, um, punching power, one punch, punching power. If you don't have one punch power, you need to become an effective puncher with your punching power. That means you got to be slick, quick, and you got to know how to have the time for it and change up speed so you can place the punch precisely. And that's how you be, build up your knockouts. That's how you get hit. I don't care about what nobody said when it comes down to Devin or Bud. Ever ain't walking through Bud shots, and we know that. And Tank damn sure ain't walking through Devin shots. Nobody walks through shots that you can't see. I don't give a shit who you are. When y'all say why the guy ain't walking down, why the guy walking down, because is he being countered? Is this hard to get to? Nobody just walked through those punches. That's why Gambosas didn't, and Tank damn sure won't. I got Bud knocking Ever out. I got Devin beating the shit out of Tank Davis in a 12-round decision. All righty then. Uh, looks like we have... Can that's not control. This is I don't know. Gotta look it up. It's definitely Phoenix. Danny, who you got winning out of uh Danny? Um, I mean, say Danny. Uh, Devin and uh Tank. I think it's a close fight. I just you know kind of what Ness said. I don't even think it's as much of a Devin and Tank thing as it is a box of punching thing. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Like right. to me. Uh, I just hold so much value in that jab. And, you know, uh, Ness says it all the time. I said it earlier today, and I'll say it again. You know, all phrases in life are true. He says that. And, you know, I'm a firm believer. Jab will take you around the world. Devin proved that. I- Floyd, great jab. Sweet Pea, Oscar. Anybody that's been a great had a great jab. George Foreman, one of the best jabs. Ali, amazing jab. Like, you need a fucking jab, in my opinion. Think about Floyd. Floyd, uh, he didn't always win with his jab, though. He but, he land with, he win with a right that, hand. But, 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 but that one-two, yeah, one he two. would pop, pop. Don't get oh, me wrong. You absolutely right. He would lead like you talked about earlier with the two because he was good enough to just come straight off that back foot with his two. But he would set your ass up with that jab. I'm, I'm glad y'all bring up this jab thing. Okay. Mm, and I, I'm, um, y'all both said that. But uh, when we talk about fighters like that, and you say y'all y'all believe in a jab, I mean, we talk about Canelo. Canelo doesn't have that jab. Mm-hmm. And that's why he lost. He relies on his, like Tank, athleticism, explosiveness, and power. So he thought, 
pull back, counter you was going to be the key. It ain't work with the bigger man. Devin is the bigger man. Okay. Tank started at okay, 126. Okay. Well, we can't compare Tank's uh, ability and Canelo's ability because Canelo well, is more flat-footed up here. Tank got a letter and he pulled back, but he know how to fight backwards. He know how to fight side to side. So they have similarities with the mid-range up here. I might even favor Canelo better than Tank because that's really all he has. He doesn't have a jab. But I don't really want to get – into that, but I know y'all said something about a jab, and y'all one of y'all favorite fighters doesn't have a jab, but he uses it. He may not. It he, may not be. It. it may not be like he the uses tool it as a power that he goes jab. to. But he don't set it up like like you say, like Florida and them. They know how to set up a jab. They got a power jab. Like my, I'm gonna put it to you like this. <laughs> and obviously, he was at a different point in his career. But like when Floyd fought. Canelo, I picked Floyd. And me too. Bro, my family tried to shit on me. I'm like, bro, he is the better fighter. And it was the boxing skill, the ability. I'm like, yo, you can't you can't hurt a guy. You can't win rounds on a guy when you can't touch him. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I, mean, I got let me get to some callers before the block talk closes on a checkmate box <coughs> in Phoenix. Checkmate. Checkmate boxing in Phoenix. Blog talk going once. There you go. What up? Snap. What up? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, um, hey, happy belated birthday, my brother. Thank you. Um, first time calling into your new studio. And I love, man, you, you're very interactive. And I, again, I love the way you and Danny doing. It's excellent. I love it, man. Keep the, keep up the good work. But you know I had to call in on this Tank thing. Let's go. Okay. Um, now, first of all, you say uh, Tank get hit and Devin don't get hit. But you, the, the person who landed the most ever on Tank was Cruz, and that was 121 punches. The person who landed most on Haney was Cambosa. I mean, excuse me, uh, was, 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 yeah, yeah, uh, Diaz. Excuse me, yeah, Diaz. He landed 140 punches on him. Um you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, yeah, so, and, and even with Gamboa, Gamboa only landed 78 punches on Tank, and he threw 617. Gamboa landed 84 on Haney, and he threw, only threw 472. So a lot of people really overlook Tank's boxing ability. Even if you go Yo, back d- to, d- um, replay that stat. Replay that, replay that stat. You said he threw almost 300 more punches versus Tank. I wonder why he no, threw. No, I no. wonder why he threw three hundred less versus Haney. Go ahead, tell me. Well, well, guess what? Did y'all say he? Because Haney ain't the one with power, JT. Haney ain't the one with power. So why? So why? So why? Why? Why they throwing more punches at the dude with power? When now that means I'm opened up for a counter because I'm throwing all these fucking punches. The fight styles was different though. But he's only now I know what's different. That fucking jab stops you from throwing. But he landed more on Haney than he did Tank. He only Tank Gamboa landed less punches on Tank than he did um, Haney and Bud. Mm-hmm. You guys don't nobody looks at Gamboa. You know why nobody don't look at that? Because don't nobody care about punch stats. Punch stats tried to lie and tell us that that fight with George was close. I can't rely on some dude sitting on one side of the ring. Okay, there's four sides of this table. How the fuck I'ma see what's happening over there with a with a clicker in and my thumb? And they're thing? not even. Let me click, tell you click, something. Let me click, tell you click. something. My thumb. What if my thumb gets a cramp? 
in the middle of the sixth round. Let, click, click, click. That ain't real. No, you want to hear that shit about punch stats? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It ain't like it ain't like the uh, judges who sit like up against their the apron. They're probably 15, 20 feet back in the media section where we sit at. Exactly. I see them putting the, com- the CompuBox. CompuBox is a separate company. They ain't even part of the fucking commission. Okay, I, I get that. So, so I, all I'm, I'm saying, all I'm saying with that is, all I'm saying with that is that those numbers ain't. You can't live and buy by them numbers, man. Can't okay. live and die by that. Leo Santa Cruz, the the, the, the number one puncher thrower in London. Number one if you don't get that little ass hundred and twelve pound out of here, man. <laughs> like 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 no, Roly said, man. Leo, no, Devin's no, leg no, bigger no, than no, motherfucking. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I hear you. Go ahead. Five foot seven and a half. Tank is five foot five. You guys under, underestimate the different um, degree of difficulty. And, and the fact of the matter is, Leo Santa Cruz only landed ninety-seven punches on Tank when Leo is consistently landing two fifty, three hundred punches on every fight. Okay, Tank handled that and he boxed and he showed you what he can do. But like the brother said, Tank knew he could take the punches, so you're going to take some to get some. You know what I'm saying? So Tank's boxing ability is so supreme that you guys overlook it. I don't get. And, and you know, and even Barrios. Barrios was the biggest, stronger five foot ten guy against a five foot five tank. Tank waited until he the moment that he decided to walk him down, and that's when he executed his demolition. With okay. with um with uh and and and, and Roly uh, Roly Roly only landed twenty two punches. Everybody, oh Roly did great. Roly did great. Tank Chill, great. man. You coming over here with this numbers game? Like I give a fuck that little ass Leo started at one twelve, landed ninety eight punches. Let me tell you, 98 Devin Haney punches on Tank Face going to be a totally different fucking fight. That's what you don't get. You coming on here with your CompuBox and your numbers and your 100 this and 90 that. None of that shit matter because those is little dudes. They not a natural 135-pounder that started there that Samson Lewickovich got three years saying Devin busting out the seams and he ain't going to make weight. But you talking about a dude that started at 112, 115, touching Tank? Let him get hit by Devin and see if it's not a different story. And I'm not saying he going to knock Tank out. He going to hurt Tank. I'm just saying Devin is naturally stronger than little ass Leo Santa Cruz. And also, what you got to realize with Santa Cruz, he's a... He's not a puncher. He he's a he, volume he's puncher. A volume puncher, and he always throw a lot of punches in his fight. They might not be hard, but the thing about this, what I this is what I agree with that caller. I think Tank is going to make. Devin fight more because like you say yeah he he dictating a fight with a jab and stuff like that I don't know who really is going to be dictating that fight because it could be Tank on how he setting stuff up or it could be Devin and I don't see Tank just letting Devin control it with a jab he's going to have to put something behind that jab no but that's what I'm saying that's why the pace will be dictated by Devin because he's going to do what boxers do is come out with the jab now it's Tank's job to get around it he got to sell out. Okay. And then when, when Devin Haney's come out st- establishing the jab, that, you know what Tank and his trainer, they already know, go go close that jab off. Mm-hmm. Take that jab away from him. And that's what Tank will do. If he stay on the outside, that's a fight, easier fight for Devin to score. I'm going to throw a jab. I'm going to throw a jab. Keep letting you set something up. You keep trying to come forward. I'm going to keep that jab at you. Mm-hmm. But Tank already know he got to close the gap on, on, on Devin if he just starts establishing the jab. But what I'm saying is, in the past, the only way we see him close the, the distance is 
Yeah, Parian. it's effective, but Tank do it. It ain't gonna be effective versus Devin. You get you doing this with little dudes. I don't think he gonna be BBB like he ain't gonna be doing it. He's gonna be countering after he catch. I'm telling you, I see uh, a lot of skills that we don't see from Tank. I, I just don't. How you gonna counter? Because Devin going he ain't gonna give Tank one jab, and maybe he do. He might no. But, he might put. But when he pull him. back, he might get hit with another but, jab because it's a this, double. This is what I'm saying. Like with with Devin. We saw Devin Lee with a lot of jabs, and he didn't even put the two behind him. Mm-hmm. No, he, he did, just not a lot, not, but he did. No, not, not a lot, what I'm saying. But I feel like if he fight Tank, he's going to have to put them combinations together to keep Tank out that guard, I mean that inside, because Tank will come in, and he's going to catch, and he's going to shoot back. He's going to throw his upper cup. He's going to go to the body. He's going to change levels. He's going to change positions because um, Devin is a little taller than um, Tank. So Tank is going to get that feel out just as well. I don't think he, uh, Devin ain't going to be controlling him with a jab. I wish Devin ain't just go on vacation so we could have just showed you what he do. <laughs> I'm telling you because I told Paulie the same thing and, 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 and I'm not trying to be better than because I get lucky to see him spar and train. I'm just saying, you gotta see what, what Paulie said. Though what he said, Paulie talking about. I so so Paulie said that Devin ain't fight nobody because his team didn't think he was ready. That's why he ain't fight nobody. It's not the opposite that he didn't fight nobody before the Cambosos fight uh, because he was being avoided. He thought that was his team strategically, you know, uh, moving him along. And I said, no, man, you gotta see this dude in the gym, and that's. Kind of what I'm saying, and you is like, bro, I'm seeing this dude spar bigger dudes. I'm seeing him work. It's just, I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? I don't, people think he going to get knocked out because it's tank. I, maybe he gets dropped, but he getting up. If Roly got up, Devin getting up. I don't see, I don't see tank. Uh, it's going to be hard. Tank probably could knock him down, but not knock him out. And stuff like, but it's still it's still gonna be hard because Devin got a good jab. But what I'm trying to tell you is, you'll be you're gonna be surprised. Like you didn't know Tank can really box. Tank could do that. Why he closing the gap so fast? Like in in that fight, he's gonna have to close the gap. He can't fight Devin on the outside. He'll never close the gap, in my opinion. And I know I sound biased to the people listening. I'm just saying Devin' feet is also there. Outside of my jab, you got to worry about my feet. He moving. He pivoting. Okay. He ducking and slipping. Like you just he said. He adding everything. Some of these dudes only can slip. Like you said, only uh, uh, Canelo only good at the waist. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He not good with the feet. You uh, going to tell me Devin up. can't fucking move? The dude on roller skates. He can, but then that's going to play into Tank. Um, dang, if he get a moving, and guess what he not doing? He ain't, what, what jab he going to throw? He going to just throw a little jab out there? Off that, the bat. All right, off the bat. And that's, that's a setup. Now I got you moving. Now you just gave up the middle of the ring where you're supposed to be protected. Yeah, but you know when you throw a, a jab off the back foot, you can set Tank ass up with that uppercut. Huh? Man, I just... I jab, just, step back. Bam! See, like, what you say with the boxer, like, what I always tell my boys, like, if they got in there with a boxer that start off with a jab, mm-hmm. that's what we want to do. We want to start moving him backwards. We don't want to keep him there because he's comfortable. So guess what? Now I got him moving, and I want to see him throw that jab moving. That jab might not be that effective. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, it's a lot of chess moves in that fight, and it's not just Devin Haney one-sided. I think Devin, I think uh, Tank will make a lot of adjustments to Devin's style, and we're mm. going to see Devin going back a lot in that fight. 
and he better not keep leaning to the side. Yeah. Against because it could happen like Charlo Lubin. Yes. Because I he, was shocked that it took George that fucking twice, long. I don't think he's gonna lean against Tank because he's taller. But if he do it, Tank will chastise him with it. I'm talking about he gonna set him up. Hmm. He might get it off twice, but that third time, Tank will um Tank will clip him. We got a bunch of questions for you. Uh, Israel Weber says, "When next in Oklahoma, lunch on me, champ. J and J promotions for life." That's what's up. Um, best that ever in Baltimore says, "Shout out to a great father. Keep pushing, keep pushing, and success will come." We rocking with you all the way from Baltimore. Flex emoji, glove oh, emoji. Oh, by the way, yeah, I, I hit up uh, Calvin Ford because I met him at a, at a nationals, and uh, he said he got some work, especially for my little one. He said got a bunch of uh bunch of uh guys down there, but I'm gonna go down there. I'm gonna try to go down there this summer. And um I hit like text them back and forth and I told him I, um when I go down there, probably after the JOs. How much is your biggest son weigh? Ninety, ninety-five. We want oh, we go Yeah, I want Capatillo. We want that work. We won't work with him. My son ten, but uh like I said, he's part twelve and thirteen. Yeah, that years kid old. is he's very not I don't know about the skill. Like obviously I've watched I, him, but I saw him. But he's still spot. so here. Saw, he, he's bro. He came up to us in top range gym. With his his conversations is just so grown. The kid is, and you know what? That's what he I in think. the gym too. You still got your kids in school? No. Oh, you oh you homeschooling? No, no, they they in school. No, That's what I'm saying. School. They took that kid out of school. Like he be in top rank at ten in the morning. Right. I mean, it's good. Not it's, yet, though. I know you're going to get there, but I'm just good. saying I don't know that's about, crazy, I right? I never take him out of school, yeah. honestly. Like, bro, that's a fight I, I probably wouldn't win with my girl. But uh, a, lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people are homeschooled. I get you. No, that's crazy, though. I was going to say, it's crazy for you to say that because, uh, you know, a lot of people do, and a lot of big fighters. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and not only that, you just got to get the statistics for your lady because... I'm pretty sure homeschooling uh, leads to better results because it's not 20 kids in a classroom and one teacher. It's one teacher, one student. You know what I'm saying? This this how I look at it, though, Ness. Like, because, like, how how we work out, like, my sons work out before they go to school. They wake up early. What? <laughs> they wake up early. They work out before they go to school. Damn, JT. Uh, like, if I'm still sleeping... They come in there like that. I'm on my way to school because they catch the bus and stuff like that. They they got that's a that's a normal routine. They do 400 push-ups a day. Uh, what they do pull straight yeah. up. They they break it down but, like in 50s or 60s. 70s. They doing 50 clip push-ups. Yes. Oh, like wow. they won awards at their, at their school from doing the most push-ups mm. at the school that I know they was gonna win because the kids not working out like how they working. Mm-hmm. So like. I understand that kid is working, but nine times out of ten, if we if we lose a fight, it's not that we're not in shape. It's might the kid might have better experience, or even in sparring because we had more sparring than fights and stuff like that right now. But we have a lot of good sparring with these kids, and a lot of times these kids don't be in shape as as my sons. Like mm-hmm. when we went to Ohio, the the coach was telling me he thought we wasn't gonna get past their first two fighters and stuff like that. I'm like, coach. My boy's in shape. I was never worrying about them getting beat up because I know they're in shape. It's just the experience part. They had to learn. Mm-hmm. These kids doing it a little different out there. And then after after that Ohio little run, I think that opened their eyes up on boxing a little better and stuff like that. But um, what I was want to tell you about that kid, everybody do their situation different. I don't know if I'd never pull them out of school because I still want them to have a life. I feel like that's their break in between because I'm not no – I'm not gonna be trying to 
open no books up with him like that. I'm going to leave that to the teachers and stuff like that. So uh, I'm just coaching. I'm dad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we work out. And then when they get home, we work out. If we go on sparring, we work out before we go sparring. So we always putting in work. Consistently, we don't have a gym. My gym is my garage right now. Eventually, I want to have a building that I'll be able to invite y'all to. Me and my brother was talking about opening up something down there and, um, you know, going forward with that. But, you know, I'm still working about out the garage right now. And um, I'm okay with that. And hey, just- remember, Roberto Robert Guerrero and his father started out the garage, Ruben Guerrero, and then right. he became a world-class trainer. Uh, the second part of that was Tank's knowledge is something else, champ. Glad you see it. Tell them... Devin beat Tank so bad in sparring, Floyd signed Tank. Laugh out loud. Laugh with me, champ. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, Don't don't feed into that bullshit. No, I, because no, let me tell you something that he obviously don't know. Floyd wanted to sign Devin. What part yeah, of the story don't you fucking sign, get? He wanted to sign both of them. He, he wanted to sign both of them. But, I mean, let's look at it. He did sign Tank. Mm-hmm. And for all these people that... He couldn't sign Devin. Because they wouldn't accept to the co-promotion. They, 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 Devin, you, Devin, Devin from father. the door was going to be a boss. And when Floyd said, I want to sign, he said, you got to sign me as DHP. He okay. said no. So Devin went ahead and did it his fucking self. And at 23, who's in a better position now? I like that song. Devin what was that song? Devin look Hattie. at me now. But look, I think he had his dad more in his corner too to, to uh, guide him through that, right? Hell yeah. Javante Davis ain't had that. That was just an opportunity. I mean, he had Calvin Ford. Yeah, that was an opportunity for Javante. He had Calvin Ford and I think he had Adrian Broner because Adrian Broner the one that said he put Floyd on, yep, on, on, yep, on Javante yep. He Davis. definitely had Broner. So they, they both came from two different styles. I mean, two different backgrounds. You know, so most definitely he Javante Davis ain't have his dad in his corner like how he have uh like Bill Haney is in Devin Haney corner. Yeah, but Calvin is a father figure for sure. And Kenny for for the tank. I know it ain't the same, but Yes. He, but I mean, he made it clear on all especially this last uh twenty four acts twenty you know, that's what I feel like it is a twenty four seven and all I just I also feel because somebody asked me that in the barbershop <laughs> if uh Floyd just wanted to sign your kids and stuff like that. I like, I mean, I, I want to, I'm not going to just jump on it because it's Floyd Mayweather. No, I mean, no disrespect to him and stuff like that, but I feel like this is kind of our journey and we've been, we, we, we did this together. We got it out the mud together and I will be open to it, but I'm just not going to jump and say, Hey, yeah. Cause whatever Floyd, yeah, you could sign, you could sign our rights. You could do what you want to do. No, it don't work like that. Mm-hmm. I would have to like, really, when you say the manager side, I would really want to talk to somebody and get a better understanding about it because I don't. I wouldn't want it to be that way. Mm-hmm. Coach Myers in Connecticut says, "What's good, my big fish brother? Can you break down how you see Spence versus Bud fight playing out?" He did that already. Justin White, as a father, coach, how do you feel about exposure to different styles for training? Devin said, "No, Devin's dad on the show says he liked he liked." to give Devin the exposure to many coaches and styles so that he can pick up, pick a little up from each, whereas you have trainers who want their fighters to train and master a specific style. What do you think? Thank you. Uh, I think I answered that already. Like, uh, when we spar different, that's why we travel, because, like, Every region is different. And some Philly, all that, they, they box a little more. Mm-hmm. Than different styles. Texas and California, you you got Mike got aggressive boxers come forward. So 
we spar different styles. We've been to Colorado Springs. We we spar different fighters out there, and we learning. And like I'm always recording, so I'm learning as as well as they learning. So I'm adding to their style. Like I tell them, I want them to know how to, they know how to box. They know how to box on the outside. Yeah, but champ, the question is, would you be open, or what do you think about your kids training oh. with like? Another trainer like oh, okay. Coach Danny, okay. Coach Michael, uh, because you want them to pick up a little bit. Like for you know, for us, he's talking specifically. Like when Bill told us, "Oh, I took Devin to Virgil, and he learned how to fight like that." Ward, whereas you you're extending that arm in case incoming dangers coming. He got that Andre Ward. Then you know he went to Floyd and he learned that shoulder roll. You know where he where he pick up the high head high high guard from? I forget, but so it, he, he basically listened. went down everybody he took him to, and he said, "Look, Devin ain't just Floyd. You gonna see Devin go from Ward to whoever this was to then Floyd. I never want my son to go from no, nah, and it wasn't. To this. Yeah, it wasn't even that, but yeah. But I'm I'm gonna say this though, uh, to answer that question, I'll at at this time, I'll just train him. I train him out the high guard." Long guard, I switch. I know how to fight southpaw. I know how to fight orthodox because one of my sons is an orthodox. Two mm-hmm. of my sons is southpaw. So when I hold a pass, I hold it different. So I'm teaching them all the different styles. But I feel like it, it's not that it's not that time right now. But eventually, I do want to go out and have these other trainers give their points and takes. Like when we go to sp- different sparring gyms, it's never my gym. We go in there and sparring and stuff like that. I, I let the other coaches. Give them little pointers and stuff like that, but mainly I'm the one that's in their their ear mm-hmm. and they understand. Like it should be. Joaquin Crespo, my brother from another mother, JT salute. You and those amazing boys, you know I'm always rooting for you. Yo, Ness, tell the story about Border Wars, Florida, when JT Hothead itself was about <laughs> to get jumped by Xander and his dad. I don't dad. know about get jumped. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was funny. Oh my god. I uh, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what happened? This will really happen. You know, when Titan, the little one, Titan that was with this big, this kid was big. And I told Titan. He was Titan, in there with what? Jacob, I think it was his right? No, 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 no. Titan, the little one. No, I know, I know, but the fighter we put him in it was Jacob, right? You talking about the you talking about the big one? Yeah. He was in there with a 15 year old. No, we talking about two different stories. We talking about Titan, the little one. Okay. We talking about the, the Sander incident. What happened with that situation? I knew what Titan was going to bring, but I told Titan, Titan wanted to go at the kid. I said, Titan, this kid is too big for you, so you got to move side to side. I'm talking about he was four, you know, four at this time and stuff like that. He was only four years old in Florida. He was four. Yes. That's crazy. He was four years old. And um, That is crazy. I said, the kid going to come at you. So when most of their combinations were not landing because they're running to each other, Mm -hmm. Titan will fall, and then Titan will still be on the ground swinging. So, uh, I knew that he was okay, but to other people, they kept seeing him falling down on the ground. They like, oh no, you need to stop it. You need to stop it. So uh, Xander Daddy got up and he said, if you don't stop that, this is neglect. All I heard was neglect, like, hold on, hold on, like I'm neglecting my kids. And then I told him, shut the beep beep up and stuff <laughs> like that. Then I offered Are we him. Talking about, who is Xander? You know who Xander? Zayas? Yes. Yeah, he, he was so at look, my show and. <laughs> He his got daddy, into it with his dad. His dad got up and said that. So I offered his dad an invitation in the ring. So when I did that, Santa just stood straight up. I said, oh, oh it's going to be me and you. 
that's what I said in my mind. But Ness had already pulled me like, man, y'all chill out, chill out, man. That's my guessing and stuff like that. So I, you know, I, I respected him, but I just ain't like the fact that he said I was neglecting my son and stuff like that. So you know, that neglect is, is a strong word to use. Luckily, they made up. Yeah, took pictures and it's all good. I got uh, Brandon in Houston and says, what phrase? How do you pronounce your last name? Macon. Make what phrase by the Macon twins is better and stuff like that or and what have you? They don't even know. Y'all don't even know y'all repeat them words, huh? Them phrases. I know I use you heard me a lot. If I t- ask you a question like you heard me, yeah. I know I use that, but I, I never use. No, I use no, stuff. I'm, like I'm that. gonna be honest. If you go watch and watch the playback when you like when you jumped on. For like the first ten minutes, every single comment was and stuff like that. And every, <laughs> oh, oh, in the comment every section, every comment. I'm, there must have been 50, 60 comments. Okay, uh, yeah, it was funny. So they think you say that. I haven't. Heard, I don't. I don't. I didn't I'm pay a, attention, so no, I didn't you know hear what, it today. Brandon, Brandon, when he when he giving our names, he got he got a little clip after I said New Orleans mm-hmm. and stuff like that on the end of it. <laughs> so I mean, I'm assuming that's probably what they're talking yeah. about. And, I know your brother definitely says what have you and what have you. I know that's a J-Mac phrase. You yeah, never heard that? No. That's what I'm about to say. And stuff like that must be mine. And then what, what have you. So he's J-Mac. saying which one is better, though? I don't know. <laughs> Let the people decide. Yo, you know, it's, it's funny. I There was something years ago that I used to say a lot, right? And I never really, people would say, I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't. And then my ex starts saying it. I'm like. Yeah. Damn, you really picked that up? I'm like, I say it that much that you picked it up for me. I got Info Joe in California says, what up, JT, my boxing brother? What's up? I'm happy about your son's winning Sugar Bird competition, and it was a pleasure watching your sons at Border Wars in Florida and announcing them. When they make it big, can I get front row tickets? Wish you the best, champ. Oh, yeah. Mostly mostly everybody. um, That's everybody that. Like supported them, helped them through their journey. Info, stainless, uh, Keem, uh, Coach Myers, all those guys like that. And, you know, uh, we talk about it. They, they watching on Instagram, most definitely, most definitely. So, how difficult is it to get fights? Because I don't know if you know, but here in August they're going to be doing another Sugar Bird, right? Is it a Sugar Bird or a WBC tournament in the resorts world that would give your kids a good experience to fight inside of a casino? All the Hall of Fame fighters are going to be walking around because this is going to be in the... They're going to put a ring in the lobby of the fucking casino. It's... You know what? It's been hard. Like, this my manager had. Because, like, I be trying to look for fights every weekend. Stuff where I could drive to. Mm-hmm. It's always harder to get a fight for my uh my my 95-pounder for his age and his size. He's big for his age. He look like a, a 12-year-old, a 13-year-old. But, uh... I always have to fight him up, or the or the kid might be too old because there's a twenty four year, uh, year gap. I mean, twenty four month gap mm-hmm. in between. So like even in the Sugar Bird, he had to fight at Bantam. But all that is that's just getting him ready for the uh, JOs because he still got to fight at Bantam in the um in the JO Junior Olympics and stuff like that, which he'll be the baby considered this year. But next year when he fights, he'll be considered the older kid in the um division because they always fight a year up uh in the um in the nationals. Mm. Uh, I got A Crown who sends a big $10 super chat. says, three years ago, I was at a barbershop and they were talking about Tank and told them, excuse me, and I told them I like Tank, but I think Haney was better, was a better fighter because of his boxing style. They said I was crazy. Hands up emoji. 
They're going to keep saying that until the fight happens, though, bro. Um, I got RNS1 with another Super Chat $5. He says, Ness, fun fact, NBA Larry Johnson was a 100-1 to 1 as a teen amateur in Texas. Only loss was to a 26-year-old. What? Boxing? Or he talking about like... No, he talking about in boxing. Larry Johnson, the, the basketball yeah, player. that's why... That's, had 100 amateur fights? Well, 101, apparently. That's crazy. You I didn't even him, know he was from Texas. No, I know it was because I brought him up yesterday, but I didn't even know he was from Texas. Larry Johnson, the one with that used to wear the part? Yeah. Oh, I ain't never. I ain't know that he was a boxer. Me neither. A-Crown with another $5 Super J says, Tank should go study some Duran and Chavez Sr. Head and waist movement to get close to Haney. Think it would help. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, back to your questions. Looks like uh, Big Casual says, What's good, coach? Which fight would you want to see if you could only pick one? Charlo versus Andre or Benavidez versus Canelo? Name who you think would win in both. <laughs> I definitely want to see the Benavidez versus Canelo. Uh, do I got to name another one? Don't you think that lost a little bit of no. umph because he he lost? Canelo lost. No, it's just going gonna, gonna to prove my, my point, and I feel like the boxing world point, that Canelo was avoiding Benavidez. Mm. And uh, I think Benavidez punching output will be too much for Canelo. We'll see Canelo going back was a lot. And he doesn't fight back was as well. You know, uh, he's going to try to be intimidating. He he got he to gotta work more. And I think Canelo don't like working as much. And that's going to be a downfall for him because he's get tired. He likes to work in spurts. And stuff like that. So I definitely see Benavidez getting touched, but he's doing more touching of Canelo because he's gonna be pushing Canelo back because how Benavidez fight. Mm. Well, let me see if uh, I can get this. It's not gonna work. Fucking hell! All right, let me put it here. Then here. All right, Austin. He still hit while he down. What'd you say? Oh, he's still hitting him while he's down. So I know it's not like it's really affecting him. Yeah. Yes, it was just a short clip Bo sent. Thank you, uh, Austin. Um, that looks like it is all our questions. We're going to jump back out to these callers. Who's on Discord? We got True Roll Tide. Let's go. That's C-Dub, I believe. C-Dub. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Appreciate the holding, man. Um, TVV, what's up? What's good, AT? What's up, what's up, man? What's good, man? That's, 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 what's, that's what's up, man. To the back caller showing love, coming on the show. Man, that's no special, man. Only only next. Only, only on TBV, man. Ringwall, what's good? What's good, what's good? Yeah. What's good, man? Um, yo, since we talking about this, I don't know if this, I don't know which brother is this though, because I'm kind of, kind of new to him. But yeah, um, you know, Tank and Devin is it very interesting? Devin, you know, we got to be realistic. He legendary, he undisputed, but we all know who the A side, right? Right, JT? Yeah, Tank Davis. Okay, your brother say the same thing? Nah, he uh, he probably go. He don't he don't like Tank at all. So I and, think uh, his bias 
his bias plays a a a a letdown on Tank Davis in this skill. Okay, 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 okay. So there's a, okay, that's that's the other brother. Yeah, I mean when it's like it's 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 very easy for me. I mean we just gotta be realistic. Of course we want Devin to be the uh, the money man, the A side, but they're going to go to the numbers just like with Spence and Bud. If Spence all Spence pay per view sold, and Bud only did all Bud pay per views equal to one Spence pay per view. It's just going to be they, they're going to be the A side no matter what accolades they have. Tank Tank numbers. Just what what has Devin ever been on pay per view before? No, I don't think so. Um, the zone ain't released nothing. Um, so it's just the numbers ain't going to support them on being the A side. Um, I don't know. You know, without Devin, well, Tank, I don't really know how there's Tank a fight. Even um promotion, so that might play. A, I don't think he leaving Mayweather. Mayweather. That might play a big factor. At the post fight too. press conference, uh, you know, he went back to that counterpunch from your brother. <laughs> Yo, can y'all hear me? Perfect. Hey, you notice that last caller? She does. You know, yeah, I don't even care to know his name. Cause I really don't give a shit. Uh, you know, he didn't say nothing about the fight. Everything was a side. Everything was pay per view bias or whatever. It's a shame in boxing, but dudes want to argue a dude a side more than an actual fucking fight. I don't care who the a side is in that fight. Tank has his following, his star, and let LMB tell it. Devin has his all his belts. They both had 135. I want to see the fight made. Rather, who's the a side? Rather, Devin. Is they side because of the belts or uh, tank moves on and it's, I don't know I don't give a shit. I want to see the fight and I want to talk about how the fight actually happens instead of somebody arguing who's the A side. Even when he brought up Terrence Crawford and Errol, he spoke on A side again. I don't give a shit about that. As long as the fight get made, it's it's just a shame that we got fans today that will sit up here and call on a, a podcast and want to argue about a fucking A side. It's pathetic. All right, Stone Bone Boxing. What up? What up? What up? What, what up? up? Yeah, man. Shout out to uh, JT, man. I got the pleasure of what being up, Stone in. The got the pleasure of being in the gym to watch his watch his little ones beat up on some of my Colorado mm-hmm. children. Hey, Ness, when when uh when his kids is famous and they finna do their little piece on ESPN. I'm gonna sell that footage I got. I got footage of all of them, JT. I want you to know that it just made me probably what about 20, 20 bands a piece. I'm gonna sell that footage of <laughs> the flashback. You know how they do the flashback of mm-hmm. uh-huh. Nah, you gonna be you gonna be the cooter. What is it, Cootie from uh Kanye da- Danny? Yes. Yeah, yes. Cootie. I'm a, I got I got live footage, all three of them going beating up on kids. So mm-hmm. you no, know, it was a pleasure meeting that guy, man. I'm and I can't wait to, you know what I mean, for us to meet his brother like that, man. I'm pretty sure it's going to be. We even went out to eight, man, had the white women fawning over us. Like, oh, my God, you're some strong men with your kids. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, we was in there, we was in there with the kids sitting down eating some breakfast food. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. at lunch, you know. So, but, yeah, man, it's Ness. <clears throat> Devin can't fight unless he's the A-side. You know that, right? He can't fight Tank unless he's the A-side, right? So, how did was Devin the A side when he just went a day ahead of where we at? Right? Y'all forgot he was a time traveler. He went a day ahead as the C side according to the paycheck. It dominated, and he's the undisputed champion. I don't care what 
A, A, B, C, whatever side you want him to have when he fight Tank, that's y'all only argument because he's going to beat Tank. It's just getting sad, like J-Max said. Talk about the fight. I don't care who's A side, B side, but I know who got all of the belts. I know who's the recognized lineal, Ring Magazine, who got all the hardware at 135, and it's Devin Haney. Cut it. Cut it. Who next? Cut it. Omar, the great one. What up? Yo, 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 what's going on, Ness, Danny, JT? How we doing? Oh, good. good. What's, what's up, brother? Up, uh, yeah, so uh, listen, first things first, man. I just watched that uh, Devin Haney interview. It was an amazing interview, man. So shout out to you guys for, for getting him in. Thank uh, you. My favorite part of that whole um, interview and the craziest part for me is when he said he was more excited when the fight got signed than when he found out he won. I mean, that's just crazy. And it just lets I, you know. I, like, I, I, I kind of knew why. I felt like because he knew he would beat him. So he was more excited that he actually got the fight. Yeah, but that just let, and that's the thing, that just lets me and the world know that this guy is all about just proving himself. It's, you know, it's what he wants to do. And I'm so glad he got the opportunity. But listen, I heard you guys talking about uh, a Tank Devon fight. Listen, let me tell you, I've got to agree with J-Mac. I've got to agree with J-Mac, man. I think Devon wins comfortably. People think Tank is a puncher who can box. But for me, I think he's a boxer who can punch. And there is a difference. And I think Devin was probably going to, uh, or Tank, I should say, is probably going to try and box with Devin for the first half of the fight. And when he figures out he ain't winning, he's going to try and put pressure on Devin. But the problem is Devin's a much better back foot fighter than Tank is a front foot fighter. And that's really the main reason why I'm going for Devin in that fight. But listen, let me ask you guys something, right? What fight do you think we'll see first? Tank Haney or Tank Garcia? Tank Haney. Yeah, yeah. I think I think, I think I Tank think, Haney or Tank Garcia? Yeah, which nah, one do you see? Yeah. Tank Garcia. I yeah. don't I don't think that fight happens only because I feel like we've seen time and time again that Ryan and Golden Boy not really be what they're what they what claim, they talk about. Yeah, so I think that But I think, I think that, that they, they're using it just to get some publicity, just to get some attention because in reality nobody wants to see him fight JoJo's leftovers. So mm-hmm. I think but, yeah, I think yeah. we see the Tank Garcia fight first before the Haney fight. Mm. Me too. So you Me guys, too. you guys do believe it happens, yeah. bro? Okay. Mayweather promotions know Devin's a tougher fight, and they also know no, that Ryan's a bigger fight in terms of money. I don't. So they'll make that pay per view, do better numbers than they ever done, so they can try and get fifty fifty with Devin, who has all the fucking belts. How do you get fifty fifty with Devin when I'm got all the belts? Like. All you bring is your pay-per-view numbers to the table, which they're good if if Tank is the only dude getting paid. But, like, now you got Devin, you know, 200,000 pay-per-views ain't enough. Ness, I still think Tank be the uh, the uh, A-side in that fight and the highest um, paid um, boxer in that fight, even with Devin with the belts. Because I think Tank brings the pay-per-view numbers. He brings so- the pop. So since since you do believe that, um, since you do believe that, I just gotta ask: What do you think is a reasonable and fair split on this fight? I think we should stay away from numbers mm. because you know I mean, we just want the fight, and we know that no, it's the I most mean, lucrative fight, like one of. Because obviously Ryan is always gonna have that fucking argument because he does sell tickets. No. Nah, no, he I sold twelve thousand versus just to go. Bringing it up, given the poll, I mean that's basically what the poll. I, I would say. Uh, I mean the poll's a side, but you know, I say fifty-five tank, forty-five Devin. 
That's pretty much what's that. 57, 43. <laughs> uh, who next? We've got Swift out the 813. Actually, let me go to Oscar for Block Talk Cut some. Oscar, what up? Uh, what's up, man? What's up, Danny? What up, what up? Uh, JT, eh? Yeah, what's up, man? Hey, man, you're feeling a little better, man? You're going through it, too, baby, man. I hope you're feeling a little better. But, uh, hey, uh, JT, hey, bro, uh, I apologize. I thought you were one of those dads living vicariously for your son, but what you're doing, that's great, man. You let him choose it, and I would do the same thing with my son, and I actually want to do that. So what age did you put your smaller, your first son in boxing? They all started at the same time. Like, we almost two years to make November. So, like, if he was four, they were, like, nine years old. When they did that border wars, we was in a, we were, like, a few months in. And, like, my biggest son, he was, like, 130 pounds at that time. So, he was going through a, a, a weight transition. Now he walks around the weight okay. the way he is. Like, he started okay. at 150. And um, I had, he was staying yeah. with his mom and I had took custody of him, and um, I knew for a fact I was gonna he was gonna lose all that weight staying with me. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I would do with my son and my daughter, just to teach him how to defend himself, you know, not to be a bully or not to get bullied at all. But uh, uh hey, Les, with all this talk, uh, I mean, Cambodians ain't gonna let go of that rematch, bro. That's another payday in Australia, is it not? You said what? Cambosos ain't gonna let go of that rematch. That's another payday in Australia. It's another payday for in Australia if he can somehow fool the government again into giving them the money. Remember, they put up the money, not Cambosos. It was the Australian government. It wasn't even the Marvel Stadium or it the, was the government. Think about it. That's like America saying, "No, we want this fight so bad, Floyd." Like that never happened. <laughs> that, that's actually crazy. Shout out to Cambosis that uh, had that much pull. Um, who next? We got Swift. Swift out there, one three. Mike check. Mike check. One two one two. Hey man, happy day, fellas. Man, what's going on, man? How everybody doing? What up? What chilling, up? chilling. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, shout out to one of the back called Goats and Coach uh, JT. Want to give y'all boys y'all flowers, man. Coach, definitely to you, man. Appreciate Raising your son, man. Having him in a, in that positive environment you got him in. You know what I'm saying? Progressing him like you are. Shouts out to you and every father like you. You know what I'm saying? We definitely need stuff like that in the uh, African-American community. You know what I'm saying? Definitely giving, giving us brothers, you know what I'm saying, who have young sons, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a paved road to follow. You know what I'm saying? Just being a, a positive, you know what I'm saying, role model to our youngins. You know what I'm saying? So definitely shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? As one of the goats of the back call and the rest of the goats of the back call. Uh, don't got too much to say. You know what I'm saying? I also, I also just watched the Devin interview. You guys did a bomb-ass job. Great interview, man. I missed it yesterday. I couldn't give him a Patreon question there. I missed it. That's just on me. But you guys definitely hit on everything I was thinking of. So definitely giving y'all roses for that. And uh, once again, man, y'all are the TBE, a motherfucking boxing podcast, out the TBV, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I just hope y'all boys keep up in health and wealth and uh, keep up the progress, man. You guys are skyrocketing, man. Definitely love the show, man. Always going to be a fan. And uh, yeah, one time for y'all, man. I'm out. Appreciate you. Appreciate, Appreciate you. you. Uh, looks like what, J-Mac? No, uh, we got Actually, AMG. Actually, he did, he did, he did uh, oh, boomerangs he did? already. No, yep. AMG is up. 
that's that's CYP. CYP. So CYP gets this call. What up, JT motherfucker? <laughs> what's, what's up, CYP? <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Hey, hey, I want everybody to know I put that handsome face on YouTube first. So don't be, don't go all crazy with TBV. He, he on my show, our show, Controversially Correct. That, <laughs> hey, I got him because he's a real dude, man. So I, yeah, it's good seeing you. Everybody get to see, finally get to see your face. Yeah. Then get to see it on the show, man. That's but, um, <laughs> and, and shout out to your sons publicly. You know, I follow the page and I'm definitely a supporter of them young, young boys, young boys doing their thing, man. So keep, keep that up. I know you're going to do it anyway. But, yes, um, sir. When it comes to your brother, everybody calling in talking numbers. My guy, it ain't the fans that care about the A-side, B-side. It's the boxers. It's the promoters. They're the ones who brought that shit to us years ago. You stupid. You have to be stupid not to follow the shit because they make us follow it. They're the ones always talking about it. You got fighters who don't even want to fight and let's say the A-side. Who don't even want to fight and let's say no pay-per-view. You got to pay attention to that if you really want to see these fights. Now, how could Tank be... I like them both, but I'm a Tank fan 100%. And I'm going to go at y'all head if the fight's ever made. It's going to be me against everybody because I'm tanked before Devin. So at the end of the day, if y'all believe that, that Devin Henry can survive 12 rounds and on that back for the win, cool. I don't believe so. Y'all do realize that they gave Campos four rounds. That means a lot of judges don't like to see just a jab. A lot of judges don't like to see that. Imagine Devin Henry just doing that for 12 rounds, losing some of them rounds while trying not to be knocked out. Don't be surprised if you see a draw or a win towards Tank without a knockout. That's how Tank wins, by pushing him backwards, having him be avoided, and just throwing the jab and boring the judges. It happens all the time, man. That's crazy, CYP. Wait till Bill hears that. <laughs> uh, C-Dub, counterpunch. Bill had got into it. Is this not C Dub? Fuck. Bill had got into it. No, that's, that's Checkmate Boxing. C Dub's over there. Is he in? The, is he in Discord? Uh, which is C Dub over there is uh, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Yeah, we here, man. What you up? Know? Yeah, man. Uh, you know we come back. I just don't know. Like CYP already gave it to him. I don't know. These these are the things that care about by the bosses. These are the things I don't know if he didn't notice on the show that there was the question. And who is A-side. So I'm just participating with the show, but I got levels. I could talk about anything. I can go with the boxing, or you want to just talk about the boxing. Devin Chin, as I've said many times, if you listen to me when I call in, I don't think it holds up at 135. He ducks down, ain't going to time that, just like your brother said, or just like somebody else said, just like Cambosa did. He he um he need to go up. Every time he gets hit clean at 135, it doesn't look good at all. Mm. Devin could box his ass off. Devin is a great boxer. So, so which one but didn't look good exactly? Just so that I'm, you know, clear. Look, Cambosa caught him one time, and I was like, about to, like you said, I just thought he would have been caught him because Devin had uh, ducked over that way the entire time. And I'm like, man, that's that's the Jamel Charlo Lugan all day. So I hope he don't think he's going to do that against Tank. The same thing, OJ Megan not done with Crawford and Spence. Crawford and Spence, the chin. Gamboa, Gamboa is not Spence. Spence is 60 pounds heavier. And guess what? Corn Machine dropped him. Spence is way better than Corn Machine. So, yes, Bud is powerful pound number one on my book. I mean, on my board. 
that still don't mean in the welterweight when you find a middleweight, what's going to happen? The good big boxer is going to beat the great smaller boxer. That's that's what I believe. So, no, what you going to say now? What, what I don't know what to talk Because I gave you the boxing and I gave you the financial. I got J-Mac with his third counterpunch. Well, can you hear me? Yes, sir. See, Dub, I give you five hundred dollars on both of them. I got Devin and I got uh, uh, boys. The boxing, please bring your ass to the back call because that's the only way we can go toe to toe. Um, it ain't gonna be no yelling or hollering because I'm tired of doing that. We're not doing that no more. Um, for as anybody else addressing me, I don't care to mention it. I'm not here for that. Um, what you said about with uh Gamboa? Gamboa was uh, it had power, it had speed. Yes, Bud had to struggle and adjust to the, the smaller guy, but knockout puncher at the time, which he was, and had to, and that's Bill me. Let me just go, let me cook. Mm. Unless she had uh, a struggle uh, with, uh, had to adjust to the guy who had hand speed and explosive punch power, was still uh, uh, known for his punching power at the time. That's not um, Spence. Spence is much slower. The fighter that was on the show pointed that out today. Uh, I forget his name. Ness know the guy's name. He's on here. He says Spence is slow. When Ness asked him who you got out of Bud and Crawford, Spence is much slower. Um, you say corn machine. You mean uh, Kavalaskis? Mm-hmm. The undefeated guy who had punching power at the time? Yes, he was a counter puncher. He was a uh, a puncher and known for his punching, whether you want to respect it or not. See, that's another problem y'all do. Just because you think a fighter or want a fighter to be better, y'all deem a fighter can't get in a fight with a fighter and have to adjust to that certain fighter. Devin said that yesterday. When you're fighting at that level, the guys that we don't respect is the guys that y'all look over and y'all just deem them less of because they're not the biggest name or not the name of the guy that you view better. That's where you go wrong at because a fight has to fight the fighter and adjust to whatever that fighter bring, his timing, his speed, his punching power. Everything is different. Um, so Car Machine was a puncher and a counter puncher, which Bud was being very aggressive in that fight, and he had to adjust to that guy. But both fights we end up talking about, Bud ended up stopping those guys. That's the point you failed to mention. That's the most important point because the what the outcome of the fight matters. Yes, what goes on in the fight matters, but how you win or how you finish the fight matters. If Bud stopped both of those guys that you point out, that's fucking hilarious that you bring that out, and both of them guys got stopped. On to Devin Haney. Since he got this chin problem, I have never seen him knocked out at 135. Um, I'm questioning where you get your knowledge and where you're base, where you basing off of saying he struggles and he got a chin. Because he got punched by a, a decent, respectable puncher where he set up when he dropped his, uh, dropped his guard hand and got hit with a clean shot. I would argue and say, I think you don't know what you're talking about. Because just because guys get hit to the body or get hit in the chin and they, and they facial expression respond doesn't mean that they don't have a body or a chin. Because I will argue if you get hit in the chin and you can't con- no longer compete in a fight, that shows you don't have a chin, which he was able to still continue on. And also, uh, Keith Thurman, we always talk about his body. He get hit to the body, but he still fights or whatever. And Devin hasn't been put down yet on, I'm not done, like you said, on to Tevin and think. I think Omar Great One pointed out and said it better than I said it. Devin is a better back foot fighter and boxer. With range, timing, and discipline, which he shows you he does, whether y'all think it's boring or not, then Tank is a front foot forward, a front foot coming forward boxer. So I give it in that matchup, the guy with the range that's longer, that's more disciplined, showed it fight by fight, lives the lifestyle of an athlete. Tank just bounced back and started doing that. Um, can fight all and use the range better. 
against the guy who comes front foot forward with a high guard and tries to plan a big shot. I think Devin is too small for that. I think Devin boxing IQ is too high for that. Tank ain't that great coming forward unless you're flat-footed and stand in front of him, which Devin is not. He's not a flat-footed fighter that would stand in there and let Tank land a big fight. He showed you whether y'all think he's bored or not. He will box his boring-ass fight for 12 rounds and keep you at the end of that boring-ass jab and never throw that two and land a jab and land a jab and land a jab and land a jab. I got I got Devin dominating Tank in a masterclass performance. I got Bud knocking Errol fuck out because Errol gets off balance when he throws certain punches and he commits to certain punches. Errol's balance has been challenged on multiple occasions. You guys never point that out. He gets off balance. He's very reserved how he throws punches. That goes to show me the type of balance he does have. He's not going to commit to any punches unless he got his feet up under him. So if he's standing in front of Crawford who steps on angles, who fights in range, who throws a multitude of punches, that sets up his big shot, that doesn't get tired, and thanks and sets up opponents all fight long who has knocked out every welterweight, and y'all banging off him being a bigger fighter, you will be upset. Take my bet since you want to talk your shit. 500 on Bud, and I got 500 on Devin. That's my counter punches. Alrighty then. Who next? We have AMG. AMG, what up? Yo, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, my bad. I haven't called in in a bit. I fucking forgot how this shit works. Uh, yeah, uh, shout out to Devin. That was a phenomenal performance, so shout out to him. I do, just in general, around these weight classes, right, there's just so many good fights, man. I hope we, I hope we get to see him, at least most of them. When it comes to Tank versus Devin, it's it's 50-50, but um, whatever. You know, I'll, I'll lean slightly towards Tank. Uh, you can tell whenever other people, other fighters like you hear Shakur talk about Tank or you hear Devin talk about Tank, they they really respect his power. Every time they say they even talk about it, it's like, oh, he's got one punch knockout power. Everybody knows it, right? So with that mental pressure, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a new thing for them. Obviously, they had that for Devin, especially. I think Shakur's a little bit better than Devin, but uh I don't think Devin has been in there with someone that he knows can get him out there, get him out of the ring and you know, in one punch. So I favor Tank a little bit. Like CYP said, I don't think he can go all 12 rounds without at some point getting caught. He's going to be the guy on the back foot, potentially. And those close rounds, I see them going to Tank because he's the one applying that pressure. So uh, that's my take on it. All right, all right. Who up? We got Davidian. Davidian. What up? Hello. Nah, he's waiting for the intro. I'm trying to get it. I'm healthy, strong, and about to knock Earl Spence out in Jesus' name. I'm bringing the whole church. SDS promotion. You win some, you lose some. But you live. Live another day. I got the whole uh, Christian congregation behind me. Theboxingvoice.com. In Jesus' name. And we all know God only made one thing perfect. That's my boxing work. Yo, what's good, TBV? Uh, what's what good, up? Danny? Ness. I just want to say shout out to JT, Big Fist Brother. <laughs> what's Earl up, Spence. <laughs> nah, that's all I really want to say. Uh, shout out to uh, Devin Haney. 
on the win and the interview yesterday was dope. Um, man, if they fight, that's going to be a big fight, though. So regardless, I got it 50-50. Um, that's all I got to say about it. Um, yeah, y'all have a blessed day. All right. All right. I don't know why people keep thinking that Devin Haney is going to just beat um, Javante with a jab. And, um, like, Calvin Ford and Javante know how to – I'm assuming they know how to take away a jab. Like, that's why I keep saying, like, Devin Haney is not going to – he do he, – to me, he do a lot of moving sometimes when he don't have to um, with him. And um, I think that's where he's going to get caught and set up in situations that Tank will catch – that's going to uh, oblige him with. And like just a jab, I don't see that. I don't see him keeping Tank off with a jab because I know Tank know how to get around that. I think he know how to make adjustments to that. So Devin Haney, it's a 50-50 fight because I, I respect both skill sets. But another thing is, can uh, Devin Haney take a punch from Javante when he get to him? Mm. Mm. Oh, he's going to see the punches. Well... Let everybody know where they can find you and your boys. Uh, follow me on Instagram, making underscore, that's M-A-C-O-N underscore boxing. And I put up uh, little reels, videos of them, little clips. I don't like putting full sparring out on it because a lot of people be trolling, watching your page. And a lot of these kids we go see at nationals and stuff like that. So uh, y'all can follow me there at making underscore boxing. I'm Ringwell Danny on all forms of social media platforms. And please make sure to go follow JT and his boys and support, you know, because it's definitely important. You know, regardless of of them sticking to it or not, it's important right. to keep the youth involved. You get what I'm saying? Right, I think right. that, I think that's very important to keep the youth involved and to keep them uh, you know, active, bro. You gotta keep them active. And so, keep them hungry, you know? Keep them hungry for it. Seeing they got fans out there. Yeah, no, and I think what, you know, for me, keeping somebody, keeping a child involved is so important because I think it gives the the children the opportunity to see what's out there in the world. You know, um, before this morning we had Freddie and he was like, yo, my dad put me in the box and I was eight. I fucking hated it till I was 14. Right. Mm. And he was like, but it was when I was 14 that I got to see the world because of boxing and yep. you know and he found the love for it found the yep. love for it so i just want to take my hat off to you for being a stand-up man and doing what you what you should be doing so appreciate it all right ladies and gentlemen until the next one which is at 4 p.m pacific. pacific standard time catch us later tonight as we do previews and predictions for all this weekend's fight this weekend is edgar belanga we didn't you know typically do our uh Fight week hype is just he's fighting Angulo Romero. You know what I mean? No one's really hyped up for that. Um, and I think that's the biggest fight of this weekend, too. Um, I'd have to double look at the cards. I did see a tweet saying seven boxing cards this weekend and Sky Sports has uh, the best card. Mm. That should tell you something. Okay. But we are out 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. Catch us for our... Uh, Flagship show, previews and predictions. Eddie Vidurci. Peace.